Suddenly, Oliver felt a deep warmth. He had lost so many people, but one of them, one, had come back for him. Who was that? His man. Oh, right, right. I forgot about Matt. That is right. What's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Flaro. And that light behind me is still too bright. It's uh, Yeah, it's pretty aggressive today. I don't know what's going on. Sure. You know what? That's fine. No, no, it was... Everyone can see my Grogu pants. (laughs) Uh, I have to wear, like, the thinnest pajama pants uh, in the stream room because it gets so hot. So it gets a little bit toasty. My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clarus. This is the Nerdy. The Wordy. The Book Club. We're off to a weird start (laughs) for the last battle. It's still so bright. What is going on? I told you, just leave it on the dullest one, and you were like, now. (laughs) All right, fine. Down one, down one. Down Down one, down one, down one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look as See? bright to us as it does in the camera. On the camera, I know, I know. I know. It's super weird. Like, that's, like, barely anything. Oh, hi, chat. Hey, how's it going? You guys are here. Yeah, I don't know why chat's not pulling up on here for me, because YouTube is dumb, dumb. People in the How chat are, are throwing around a big word. Oh. Um, That, I, yeah, like, you guys are right. This is, like, technically, and y'all know it's my favorite word, the penultimate episode. Yes. Of the Wheel of Time. Although we do have a full book recap. So like technically the final So it's it's the penultimate section of the book. Yeah. But it is not the penultimate book club. Arzu, thank you for gifting five gifted members. Hell yeah, let's go. Uh welcome chat. Welcome to the uh welcome to the, the team. Everyone thank Arzu for that. Yes, we appreciate you. Um Alto Venue says they missed much of this book. Alto hi. You really didn't. The Hello. book begins here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rest of the fighting didn't matter really that much. Here's what I'll say. Um, I have I have not been the kindest to this novel mm-hmm. in this book club. True. I think that's fair. True. I will say this. As clunky as I think maybe the first half of this book is, it pays off. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I mm-hmm. you We're know, not even at the end yet. <laughs> no, but, but in terms of, like, what the last battle is and what an accomplishment the chapter is... Yeah. I... Except if book. we were reviewing books as holes and not stopping and doing chunks, I think that I would be more generous to this book than yeah. I have been in the individual sections. Right, because we have to stop and we have to talk about it. Like yeah. that's that's how we structured our show. Um, and and there's 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 some stuff in this book that is like long chunks of like the previous books have not set up the last battle very well, <laughs> and so this book had to do all of the heavy lifting to set up the last battle. And so it, by by kind of like shoving a lot of the heavy lifting into this book, the first mm-hmm. bit of it is a little bit chunky. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit like, okay, like these people are just kind of like doing stuff to get to a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once Things it gets to that happen. place, it makes sense why they're there and it's it's pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, I, I do think a lot of the earlier stuff could have been set up a little bit slower throughout earlier books and stuff and we could have gotten here a little bit more naturally. Yeah. I, I still believe that. Um, But what is accomplished in the chapter that is the last battle is really uh, spectacular in my yeah. opinion yeah for sure yeah. for sure uh blue also says shout out to skip cat for joining the nargs at like 2 a.m appreciate it you know what <laughs> thanks for joining the nargs at 2 a.m yeah uh i'm sure you were up playing Good Baldur's time. gate 3 the best game truly the, just the best game that uh, yeah i yeah. yeah i there there are no other video games there is only Baldur's gate uh uh, Rustung says, I don't know, you had a bit of a knee-jerk reaction about the horn even without talking about it. 
Yeah, we did. We'll get there. Yeah. I mean, that's... I still don't love that, but it's fine. Yeah. We, we, we do make reacting content, so having a reaction seems like a pretty on-brand for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, does. Uh, housekeeping this week. What is up, everybody? We got to get into some stuff before we talk about the book. Uh, the first thing we got to get into is that this podcast is brought to you by Misty Mountain Gaming. Hell yeah! Misty Mountain Gaming is the venue on the internet where you can buy the best dice. Yes, yes. Canonically, the best dice in the Nerdy Nightly universe. You want to roll good? You get Misty Mountain Dice. You want to roll bad? You get Misty Mountain Dice. I I don't know if that's... Sure. Uh, well, because they'll roll and they'll kind of be uh, whatever they want. So because be Missy like... Mountain Dice balances their dice well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's not like you don't go there and you buy good and bad dice. It just it's it's a, it's very balanced. Yeah. Some people are really obsessed with dice balance, <clears throat> not realizing that it's actually like really hard to not have balanced dice. Oh sure. You have to like try really hard. I assume that the people who like you know put funky things inside the dice maybe would have a harder time with that. Um, the, the, uh, at the size that most dice are, the mm-hmm. amount of weight differential between your materials would have to be so high mm-hmm. in order to actually load dice. Like, loaded dice are actually hard to make, but people get obsessed with dice balance. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just not really a problem. Especially if you're buying, like, stone dice. Like, the, the chances of stone dice not being weighted properly <laughs> right, right, right. are, it's so, it, it's impossible, right? Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Missy Mountain Dice makes very balanced, very good dice that we love, uh, and we're grateful uh, to very be working dice. with them. Uh, we, we're, we're just, we're just enamored with you, Misty Mountain. We yeah. just, we, we adore you. Yeah, go make an order and use our code. Yeah. Uh, Nerdy Nightly 15 is the code, gets you 15% off your order. Uh, A that's deal. Nerdy Nightly 15. At MissyMountainGaming.com. We love deals. They also have bags. and They do have bags. They also have uh, miniatures. There's Uh good shit there. The notebooks. Turbok, welcome back to the nerd table. Missy Mountain Dice needs to always get three mods so their dice are in the game. That would be incredible advertising. Yes. That Yeah, that would be pretty good. Yes. Branding. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Some other housekeeping. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled this uh, Monday. Uh, we are going to be making um, uh, some announcements regarding the Roleplay Relay 2. Should we just say, should we, because it's the last battle, because this is the book club, should we, should we like give a little sneak peek on what that reveal is? The, the charity? Yeah. Because we, we've already announced like that we're doing Relay 2. Yeah, but should we like tell people what, what charity we're doing it for? I, I guess if they want it. Chat, do you want to know what charity Relay 2 is going to be going we have, towards? We have chosen our charity. Yeah. Um, we're very excited about it. It's, 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 it's going to be great. It's going to be a good time. Um, yeah, I, I, I yeah, didn't know we were going to talk to, uh, talk about Relay 2 today. Well, I just, we're going to be making some announcements about it on Monday. Yeah. There's going to be, you know, Monday's kind of the two month out from Relay 2. Uh, Crazy. so we, uh, the, the big bad of Relay 2 is currently printing in the basement. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, the resin. Uh, the, I'm printing the the little guy that um, they're going to be fighting. Uh, mm-hmm. Blue is like no because I already <laughs> know. Did you post that in the Discord? Well, in the for for our, okay. for the people who are involved in it. Um. Yeah. So uh, we have a friend Sterling, uh, who is a um incredible cosplayer, mm-hmm. uh, an incredible human. Uh, and uh, we got to meet him this year, and we we've bumped into a few times at different cons and uh, on a trip that we went on with him. 
earlier this year, and mm-hmm. I've just been enamored with him as a person. Yeah. Uh, and we were at we were at Dragon Con, and uh, the previous charity that we'd been thinking about going to did some like sh- kind of shady stuff, and so we were kind of just talking to him. I was like, yeah, like we're like, um, we we're kind of a little lost on what uh, what we're gonna do here, mm-hmm. and we, it, actually that's not really how it came up. He was talking about his charity, um, but yeah, it's called Cap for Kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cap for Kids is a charity that is, um, uh, they raise money to help uh, the families around children who have cancer. Uh, and so they uh, take their time and energy to uh, help families with kids who have cancer uh, not um, uh, not lose their homes and, and, and pay their rent while they're dealing with a child who has cancer. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, it's an absolutely incredible cause. They, they do such amazing work. On top of that, they take their beautiful cosplays that they make and they go to hospitals to entertain children. Yeah. Uh, These are, like, really good people. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a cause that I think um, everyone can get behind. I I really don't think that you should lose your home because your kid has cancer. Yeah. And uh, the United States makes shit like that possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to be raising money to try and help some cancer kids uh, and uh, the charity that benefits the families that surround them. Yeah. Uh, And I'm really excited. I Just in time for the holidays, you know. It's we, a chance to do something to, like, help real people. You know, like, feel like like it's actually going towards something. And it's because it's somebody that we know personally. Mm-hmm. We, like, we have close ties with them. Um, and they're so excited and we're so excited. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good cause. Yeah, and they're a charity that, like, is really open about where their money goes and all of that stuff. And yeah. that, that makes me, it, you know, that's the kind of people I want to support. I, yeah. Some of these charities, you, you see that, like, behind the scenes, it's, like... 60% in uh, like costs and then f- like 10% things, 20% taxes. And then we spend 10% of the money we raise on the people we're trying to help. Yeah. And you're like, um, what happened there? Cat for kids is not like that. And no. uh, so we're so excited to be partnered with them and uh, do some good work this holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh, killing Santa for kids with cancer. Hell yeah. Santa's gotta go. Santa's gotta go y'all. Um, also, uh, sorry, father drew some that we missed your, your membership. Uh, thank you. Welcome back to the nerd table. Uh, don't call it a comeback. I've been here a year. Tyshar Butts. Tyshar Butts. <laughs> what? That's a shirt. Shadowheart is bae. What Tyshar is Butts. Tyshar Butts? Well, like Tyshar Manethrin, Tyshar Malkir. Oh, we're just like it's talking just about like, Cheers. Cheers to the Butts. Tyshar Butts. Cheers to the Butts. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're going to be doing that. That's November 25th. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people involved. It's going to be a wild day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be raising money, having a good time. Uh, and uh, I'm very excited uh, to get you all involved. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We have one last bit of housekeeping. Uh, if you're in the Discord, you already know. But we did announce the schedule for um, oh, shit, that's right. yeah. the next book club, uh, which is obviously going to be a shorter one. We said we were doing Murtag, and so we are um, squeezing in the uh, the entire inheritance cycle uh, and then plus Murtag at the end. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it is a lot of reading because we're doing one book a week. Uh, we've already read the books, and they yeah. are definitely Except less- for Murtag. Uh, of course, except for Murtag. Um, Unless, Christopher Paolini, if you want to send us an advanced copy. That would be nice. If you uh, want, I'm just saying. Want, uh, yeah, yeah, no, just just throwing that out there. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you want to get on your reading now, go for it. Um, it's less dense than The Wheel of Time as well. So I think talking about one book a week um, is totally doable for us. Uh, yeah. Especially because, like, we're not predicting anything. Yeah, right? and we've read um, them. Yeah, so the schedule for that is in the Discord. We're going to be starting on Tuesday, October 24th, I think. Yeah, y'all. So here's the deal. We are going to be trying Tuesdays. 
Yeah. Uh, with just for inheritance, this isn't like Tuesday's not the permanent day. If it works, it will be. Uh, but if it doesn't, it won't. Uh, we just want to try Tuesdays because we want to try. Um, we want to try and get away from Friday mornings for book club. Uh, I know that we've been doing the Wheel of Time on Friday mornings. It's kind of a tradition. But at the same time, we cancel a lot of book clubs because we go to a lot of cons. Yeah. Uh, and we can't stop going to cons because that's part of our job. Yeah. Uh, and um, that is like where, uh, you know, part of our money comes from. And so like it, it, it's tough. We want to keep doing book club. But we want book club to be a little bit more consistent than it has been this year in particular. Yeah. Um, because uh, Fridays are just a really tough day for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so moving forward, we want book club to be on a day where we can be able to do it. Um, and then have a flight on Wednesday or w- whatever our schedule ends up being. Yeah. Um, and, and just not cancel as much as we have been. We, we really felt it this year where we kind of broke up the wheel of time in a way that I don't think I would have chosen to do. Yeah. Um, but, um, that, uh, that ended up happening that I, I wasn't really happy with. So we're going to try and find a schedule that doesn't lead to us doing that as much moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, as we go into the inheritance cycle and then starting, uh, in December when inheritance is done, another series. Oh, I was like, did you decide without me? I mean, I feel like we know what it's going to be. I do not. You don't? No. I feel like we're hard leaning towards one thing. I We haven't really talked about it. So. We have talked about it so much. No, we're kind of like, what are we doing after book club? And we're like, okay, well, we've got these options. Yep. Yeah, but I think like, I feel like we, I feel like the vibe is heading in a direction. You okay. know what I mean? All right. If you had to guess, do you think there's one thing that you think we're probably going to end up doing? I, I, I think you, I think I know what you think it's going to be. But you don't think it's that. I don't know. Why? <laughs> because, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Interesting. <laughs> it's going to be Cradle. <clears throat> no, it's actually going to uh, be the Bible. <laughs> We're doing each iteration of the Bible. It. I would do it. We do the Bible. We do the Book of Mormon. No, no, no. Like, no, we do all the different Bibles, the different versions of them. I don't know what you mean. Well, there's different versions of the Bible, right? Oh, you mean like do King James versus? Oh my yeah. God! Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. We're we're actually going to learn Hebrew. Um, uh, oh wow! We're gonna learn Hebrew in order to uh, read the original Bible. My name is Hebrew. What? Yeah. Weird, right? Is it? Yeah. Like my legal name means Lion of the Gods. Ariel. Ariel. Yeah, but that's not the. That's I've never met a Jewish Ariel. I've only met just really? Ariels. Because the only person who ever pronounced my name correctly on the first try was Jewish. And they were like, yeah, no, it's because it means Lion of the Gods. And I was like, how the fuck do you know my name? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if the Ariel pronunciation is actually like a kind of North American thing. But uh, yeah, fun fact. That's funny. Because I, I, living in New York, I've, I know I know like a few Jewish Ariels. Mm, interesting. Um, Ariel Gordon, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Haven't seen you in years. Hope you're doing really well. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Guys, I've catered a lot of bat mitzvahs. A lot. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not. Like, it's really good money. It's, uh, like, oh, God. It's, that's it's fair. such you know a that's strange, fair. like, ju- the, the New York, like, bat mitzvah, bar mitzvah scene is so strange because it's just, like, parents throwing money to brag about how much money they have. It has nothing to do with the kids. Oh, I know. Um, yeah. But, um... Yeah, I did events planning for for long enough. Uh, Michael Kioski, thank yeah. you for the super chat. Don't announce next book club yet. Keep us in suspense. We we're not gonna announce it yet. Absolutely, we're not gonna. Oh no, it. I deliberately was keeping it vague there. Uh, y'all, I, I when you said last housekeeping, I didn't think you were going there. Oh, uh, I I was gonna. I thought the last housekeeping. Not one more. Yeah, this has been a long intro. Sorry, it's been fifteen minutes. Oh crap, Oops. this is a long intro. Uh, it's our it was our anniversary on Wednesday, oh. and I just want to say thank you for three years of marriage. Thank 
thank you for three years of shenanigans. Yeah, we were going to celebrate this morning, but Clarice was like, I don't like champagne. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't, I, yeah, fun. I'm like, I don't like fizzy stuff. Like, I was like, do we have a drink? And then I was like, do I want to drink and then talk about the last battle? Not particularly. Um, yeah. Want to be coherent for it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to say happy anniversary and... Uh, Holy shit. Uh, let's get into some super chats. Michael Kioski says, we did that one. <laughs> Gordon Chen, thank you for that super chat. Thank you for that super duper Flying chat. Flying out for a week long trip next Friday, so I'll miss the next two book clubs. You're gonna miss the end of the series. That's oh, crazy. No. Uh, planned it without knowing it overlaps with your completion of Wheel of Time. Hope you enjoy the rest of the book. We Catching up will be one of the first things I do upon Return. Okay, well, first off, have a wonderful trip. Okay, Seriously. enjoy yourself. Yes. And uh, you do not need to plan your trips around book club. Um, thank you for that super chat. That is incredibly kind. Book club is always here when you're yes. ready for it. Yes, you whenever know what I mean? you're ready for some smut corner. I really wonder if you. someone's going to like go back and watch all of this crap in five years. I can't imagine. Like, there's podcasts that I start from the beginning I can't imagine starting this one from the beginning. Yeah. If I were to like open up Apple Podcasts, right? And I see three hours or one and a half hours, episode one. I'd be like, oh, that's reasonable. <laughs> one hour, 56 minutes, episode two. Oh, th that got long. Three hours and 20 minutes. And then I would, uh, well, and you would see it from the back, right? And so I'd scroll back and I'd be like, one of their last episodes is four and a half hours. Oopsie. I'd be like, no. Oopsie doopsie. Um, yeah, you know what? It all worked out, though, because, you know, last week we had our heart out, so I was really glad that we kind of actually took the week off, and then, like, yeah, it's, it's, guys, everything's working out, it's gonna be great, we're gonna do Inheritance, we're gonna do Murtag, we're gonna do something else, it's gonna be super fun. Yeah, <clears> um, <throat> we're actually gonna be book clubbing all of the Dr. Seuss books. We're gonna have like, three-hour discussions about... About each individual one? Yes. I the cat like and the hat for three hours. One fish, but two do you, fish. But do you, fish, think, blue fish. do you think he actually didn't like green eggs and ham? That is absolutely something I would say on oh a book club. Oh my god, I hate it here. Someone help. Three years! No. <laughs> All right, Clarus. Uh, a Memory of Light, chapter 37. Hell yeah. The last battle. Most of it. Um. A significant chunk of the last battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The battle's not over. I, I I, feel like I've been lied to. I was like, this chapter is the last battle. Okay, that's fine. And then this chapter ends after like 200 pages and it's not over. I was like, yeah. what? Like, I literally thought that next week would be all resolution. And we still have no idea. I am not going to lie. Because the last battle isn't one chapter. Uh-huh. This chapter didn't need to be this long. Oh, as long as it was? Yeah, yeah. This yeah, could have been... If you're if, if you're not going to put the entirety of the last battle in the chapter called The Last Battle, you don't have to make one chapter of The Last Battle 200 pages. This is such a dumb nitpick. This is not a complaint. I no, want to no, be really clear. Yeah. I'm not complaining about this. I'm just saying that it felt... It, <laughs> much like the prologues, epilogues, and chapters themselves of this series... It felt very arbitrary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The things are just chaptered, however they're chaptered. Um, yeah. I do want to say, um, I'm sorry if I'm like gonna butcher your name, but Nishlea in the chat says her sister plans to read the series and follow the reactions uh, as she does. So um, there's if, some if episodes you get she this can skip. Far, if you get this far, a I'm sorry, and b thank you and um, congratulations, because uh, what a what a ride, what a ride. Uh, Blue says we know Nerdy didn't read it in one go, but I'm curious if Clarus did. 
No, no, not 100%. Yeah. Yeah, no. Because just only because, like, I didn't have enough time. That, like, I, I would have kept going. Like, I, would I wanted to keep going. I would love to have enough time to sit and read all of it in one go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This week was very busy, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are, we're in, like, a crazy period of time. So, um, yeah. Sean says, I agree with Nerdy so much on this. It should have been broken up. I'm not even saying it should have been broken up. I'm just saying that just where the, where it is be... broken up is entirely arbitrary. Yeah. Like, it's it not is. like there's, like, like, a thematic shift into the next chapter. It is a continuation of the same kind of POV jumping. Yep. Uh, it just is sort of a completely arbitrary point where they're like, this is no longer the last chapter battle. It's still the last battle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, just a, it's just a different chapter now. I was like, all right. <clears throat> it doesn't really matter. When you're the author, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But I've said that about, um, I've said that about the whole this whole series of like, why is this, why, why is, is this in the, the prologue? prologue? Why yeah. is this not in the prologue? Why is this not in the epilogue? Yes. Like there's been some like truly arbitrary shit in these books where I'm like, I don't know. Sure. And like some of it is like, this is in the prologue because we released it before the book came out. And you're like, I yeah. guess, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but that's not a complaint. That's just kind of a like, this book, this some, this book was not very intentional with how it chaptered or this yeah. series was not very intentional with how it chaptered things. Some authors yeah, are fine. meticulous about where they drop those right. because it's so intentional. Right. This, there's a reason why this is here. The wheel of time is like, there is so much fucking writing. It is just on the page somewhere. Go find it. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. Like, that's not a bad thing. It's, it's not, there's not a right way to do it. Mm -hmm. I also think these books are so long that you can be less meticulous with that stuff because you have you're saying so many things. You don't need to be as intentional with how you're using your words. Yeah. Granted, I would argue Robert Jordan could have been a little bit more particular with how he used his words at some times. Um, he could have used less of them to say the same thing. But uh, yeah, it's just it's, it's just yeah. a different authorial style. And this one time at the end of the series just stood out to me because we've been talking about it for a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. It's not like it's like a negative. It's just kind of... Because you could call this, you could call the chapter like <clears throat> the last battle part one, Demandred. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what I said I was gonna do and I never did. No. Oh, I was like, what if I like order the notes to be like by like uh, character POV? Never fucking did that. When you told me that you were going to do that, I said, when are you going to do that? And you said, I don't know. Well, and I, I like reread bits last night. I definitely like could have done it. I just completely forgot that it was a thing that I said I was going to do. So anyways, it doesn't matter. We're going to talk about it in chronological order. Great. Love that for us. Did you like the last battle? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun. I yeah. mean, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would have kept reading. Like, I would have just like barreled through it. Mm -hmm. Um... If I, if I could have, uh, for sure. Um, I thought that, like, <clears throat> it's weird because, like, sometimes the pacing feels a little bit weird, but I never wanted to stop. Like, I, I, I felt the momentum keeping moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, and, and like you said, this chapter is an accomplishment in itself. 100%. Uh, it, yeah, it's pretty incredible. I think the fact that this works at all is an accomplishment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I think that even just being able to write something in this way and it not be dreadfully boring to read yeah. is so hard to do. Yeah. And I, I think that, like, just as a as an aside from the series and as aside from the book it's in, just the fact that a chapter like this is able to flow in the way that it does mm -hmm. really, to me, like, is something special that... 
I've never read in anything else. Yes. You know, I like... It is unique. Even, like, the great battles of, like, Helm's Deep, which is one of my favorite written battles, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, some, like, historical fiction or nonfiction that I've read about Mm -hmm. real battles, like, that kind of stuff just... There's nothing like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is... That is truly special. Yeah. If I had, like, one nitpicky thing about it, I, I... There were some times where it did a really good job of reminding me who people were. And there were some people that it was like, this name. And I was like, I... Because sometimes Rand, they would like cut to Rand and Rand would be like, oh my god, Huron. And he would be like, remember when I met Huron? on the like, <laughs> Huron was the one who got a like, in case you forgot who Huron was, Rand And then we're like, do- Docene. <laughs> there were a couple of people who I was like, fuck, uh, who's Docene? Docene. I know I that we know this person. person. <laughs> I, like, I know that we know them. And they're having these like emotional <laughs> moments in the last battle. And I was like, I'm trying... I don't want to Google it because I don't want to, like, because I'm worried if I Google it, the first thing I'm going to see is this is how they die. Yeah, yeah. But there were a couple of times where I was like, fuck, who um, are you? <laughs> shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people show up for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I needed, like, a comprehensive uh, list there, which is fine, is fine, is fine. I really, I really appreciate the map, though. I used that map like a motherfucker. I did not. Oh my god, Didn't I was flipping back it. to it every five seconds. I was like, where are they? Didn't right even now? look at it. I already know that I can't picture it in my head. So mm-hmm. like I don't even bother. I just I like chapters and things like these, which which are big battles with like huge moving pieces and things being what they are, I literally use like almost no critical thought. I sit on a wave and I ride it the whole way. Like I'm like, yeah, I whatever you say, because I know can't like it's never going to like yeah. I'm never going to be able to plot it out in my head. And so I don't even bother trying. I'm just like, wee! Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm grateful. Uh, I read on a Kindle um, because it helps. I, I have a, an easier time reading um, like white text on a black screen yeah. than the flip. And so I love dark mode on everything. Uh, and so there is a button where you can just like, I can like go to chapters. And then because they, because the Kindle puts the map as its own chapter, I can like flip to that chapter and then there's a button that takes me back to the page that I came from. Mm-hmm. That was the best part of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This That was so helpful here mm-hmm. because um, I love to visualize things and I, I'm i so grateful for that map because yeah. otherwise I would have, I, like, don't, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I think I still would have enjoyed the chapter. Yeah. I don't know that I would have enjoyed it as much as someone who likes to have the visual. Yeah, for sure, you know? for sure. Um, if for something this large and with this many moving pieces, I, I just, and, and the map just had the right amount of detail. Mm-hmm. It was just great. I, I really, really, really appreciated it. If I was reading a book, obviously it'd be easy. I would have kept my thumb on that page and just been flipping back to it constantly. Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just like throw a bookmark in there. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think like the, there's a lot of, there were a lot of editorial choices that went into how this is put into the book mm-hmm. that I think are really smart. Before we get into like the moment to moment of it, I just wanted to compliment that as well on top of just it being an accomplishment on its own. Yeah. Um, because the there were editorial choices that are very clearly here to help the audience. Mm-hmm. And I think that they were very smart and very appreciated in my read. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thank yeah. you for for that. We, we, we appreciate the effort. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. We get to the fields of Marilor and... Uh... Lan, Lan is is there, <clears throat> and uh, there. Dosine was a yellow Aja sitter who hunted the black Aja. That's right. Yeah, sure, sure. sure. I believe you. You know what? I, I can't remember otherwise. That that's who she is. Uh, yep, they're gonna lead the cavalry against the Trollocs and the Sharans because um, they gotta get their fight on. Uh, oh, and Logain is there, and uh, Logain's got Ashaman and Aes Sedai. Yeah. And Lan's like. 
And they're at the Howl Ford and attack the Sharans riding between bogs and Palov Heights. This is where the map was really helpful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. I was just like, yep, sure. And then we moved on. There's going to be a lot of jumping around, which is kind of why I wanted to order it by character, but it doesn't but matter. But I don't think that would have worked because of the way that this battle works. It's uh, There's a lot of, like, um, things happen that, like, reflect what something else has done, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And mm -hmm. anyways, uh, um, Elaine, Elaine is like, oh my god, I hear Drakkar. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so they, they run over there, and uh, she, like deafens them all she like yeah destroys everybody's hearing which like it makes sense, makes sense. In, in a world when you can heal it yeah sure i guess why not i i liked this because it started the chapter off with um our characters particularly elaine who i've kind of criticized in this book as mm -hmm. like why do you have the job that you have you know what i mean yeah um and also <laughs> having said that the job that they gave her i thought was going to be relevant to this book Elaine is at no point in charge of the four armies. Like when when, when they're at that the treaty signing and they're like, Elaine's gonna lead all of this. I don't know that Elaine ever did anything to lead all of this. Yeah, I think the most that happened really is like she went off to lead her own battle and like and the she other people the checked in with her. Yeah, she made like, like decisions to set Elaine up. Elaine came up hospital. with the idea of the hospital. Yeah. I, I can't, like, it's so funny because that seemed like such an important moment early in this book. Yeah. So much so that I was like, I, I didn't, I was like, I don't get why they're doing this. Yeah. And then it really wasn't it very consequential. Matter. No, it literally didn't matter because... It Unless it matters up... after the last battle for some reason. Maybe. But yeah, it, it was just, it's really interesting that there was like chapters about setting that up. Yeah, we and were like, why? Didn't, it didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because she, because she, because she was never in a position where she needed to do anything like that, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Everyone is like, "Oh yeah, look to Elaine. She's in charge, kind of, until Matt's in charge." Yeah, it was just it was an interesting yeah. Um, a lifeline fool says not consequential. How do you think they replenished their troops? Fail mostly handled that. Yeah, Fael was like, kind of running the the caravans and the supplies. Elaine, and... Elaine was we we read Elaine's movie. She was on the front lines with her army the whole time. She wasn't running shit. Yeah, it 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 is. It seems weird for you to put one person in charge of like overseeing everything, but then not having them be in a neutral position yeah. to oversee everything. Instead, you have them going with uh, one of the armies to focus there. They gave her a job, and she didn't want to do it. Well, no, I, no, no, I don't she know about that. She was like, no, 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 Brigitte, I gotta be, like, in the, I, I want to be the, in the woods. I want to be on the march with my army. But, like, Elaine was given the job of, like, overseeing the four of them. Yeah. And then was like, fuck the other three. They're good. They got, they got talented people over there. I'm going to yeah. be with my army. That Which was... is fine. It's just weird to set up that she's the figurehead and then have her kind of not be the figurehead. Yeah, she went off to lead specifically one of the battles. I, I legitimately thought that she was going to be... Um, kind of, like, uh, separated from the actual, like, fighting. And mm -hmm. I know she wants to fight, right? She has one power, and she's very, like, useful in those situations. But I, I thought that she would be, like, back at a secure place. Um, doing what Fael was doing, essentially. Yeah, yeah, literally, like, organizing people and running things and sending people here and there. I, I, I just, uh, that's what I imagined her job was going to be when they gave it to her, and it wasn't that. And I was like, okay, I I misunderstood. It's, it's interesting because it's like they, it was... It was put in the book almost to create tension between her and Egwene around the hospital moment. 
which didn't matter either. Well, yeah, but but it didn't. But her being the leader of the entirety of the light didn't mm. really matter all of that much in terms of anything other than the hospital moment. Yeah, yeah. Be- because she was doing a great job of being the queen of Andor, right? Yeah. And, and what's interesting is that she was doing a good job at the thing that I I thought she should be doing. Yeah, uh, you know 100%. what I mean, which is inspiring her troops and leading kind of her people in the fall after the fall of Camelon. Yeah. And she kind of fell into the role that I. You know what I mean? Like, when, when she was first elevated to that position, I was like, why are you giving this role mm-hmm. to the woman whose city was just burned? Like, she's got her, she's got people she has to take care of right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, she didn't immediately put someone in charge of that. Mm-hmm. But then she ended up doing that job instead of trying to be the lead figurehead of the armies of the light. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I understand why she felt like it was more important for her to be doing that thing. Because ultimately, if you like really read how those four battles went, there wasn't really a reason to be a person at the top of all four of them, right? Yeah, like, sure, you pick one person to make decisions. Mm-hmm. But, like, in my mind, like, if you put somebody in charge of, like, hundreds of thousands of people and several different battles... You need them to be able to oversee all equally and and not focus on one. And what they did was they put her in one so that she kind of had to focus there. Like her like yeah. attention mm-hmm. was taken up by her immediate circumstances. And I just would have thought that like the person in charge would <clears throat> be more of an overseer as opposed to being in the middle of it. That's all. Um, Arisa, yeah, thank yeah. you for that super chat. She's the one deciding which armies got the reserve troops while Fayo was the one organizing uh, to go there and getting them the gateways and stuff. Uh, was she doing that, though? Yeah, I mean, that was technically her job, but we didn't really see her doing that. And then, like I said, she was with one of the armies, so it just seemed strange that she, like, her focus was in one place. I, yeah, like, she's technically she's technically above everyone at Thakandar. She has no idea what's going on at Thakandar. True. <laughs> she has yeah. no clue. Yeah, we you never, I, mean? I don't think we ever see her, like, check in with them or be, like, informed about them mm-hmm. at all. It just, it, it was interesting yeah. that so much of the beginning of the book was how important that, that was mm-hmm. in a way that like it wasn't. It's just, it, it was, it was fascinating. It was just me. strange. Yeah. Like, I, I just, kept waiting, yeah. I kept waiting for that role to matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. I just would have thought that, uh, yeah, I just would have thought that she would have been a bit more neutral so that she could be like impartial t- and not her attention drawn by the literal Trollocs in front of her. Um, Garen Barros says, Bryce commented on her doing a good job balancing the other monarchs. Uh, she made the call about following Matt's decision to retreat. Also, she had the best insult with the two-figure Trolloc haystack grunter. Yeah, that was a, that was, that was a something. Yeah, but she, the only retreat that she ordered was um, her own. Agamar ordered his. Yep. And Brian did not order a retreat. They got fucking slapped around. Yeah. Like that, like she, yeah, she, yeah, guys, she led not, her not, army, we're right? Not, like, we're not saying she didn't make decisions. We're saying it's odd that she like was shoved into one specific battle when if her job as overseer of the four captains in the four battles, she probably should have been like either traveling to them and yeah, yeah. speaking with the captain. Like, like it just seemed like her focus was on one specific battle as opposed to organizing them She all. was given the job of president of the United States and she went, nah, fuck that. I'm going to go be a soldier. 
Well, and a, she an made officer. that decision. Like you know, she's definitely no. Like, she is on the front line, fucking shooting yes, people. Yes, but she's still the one making decisions. Oh, sure, all, sure, sure. I just I mean, mean that like the, the the all of them are like, all right, we're gonna listen to her, and she's like, I'm gonna be in the woods somewhere. Good luck fucking finding me. Yeah, it was. It was just like yeah, strange. I, it's, I, it's not a bad thing. It's I, not I just, what I expected. I, it was not what I expected. I it was the, the I I felt like her maneuverability and her brain were gonna be more important to this book than they ended up being. And I like what she ended up doing, right? Yeah, I'm not and I like that Matt is the do. one who, yeah, yeah. It's just not what I thought the book was setting her up to do. Yeah, yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. My expectations were not at all what ended up happening uh, yeah. for, for this particular character. Um, um, uh, Arzu says she also decided on the Scorched Earth strategy. True, that yeah. was forever ago. Yeah, 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 she she made a bunch of decisions. I, like I just said, it was yeah. Very she decided strange. to burn those cities. It, I, I thought she would be more of like a neutral player and like, you know, uh, had kind of a hand in each of the battles as opposed to being focused on her own. That's all. Yeah. 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 I think that it was her movement to the front line that that changed that, right? Because yeah. there's there was a point where she there 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 just was a point, and it gets to that in the last battle here too, where like she's so focused on her people mm-hmm. because there isn't. One of the one of the things that's really interesting about this book, and in the um, in the 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 way in which our main characters have been divvied up, mm-hmm. is that Andor suffers this great loss with Camelin, right? Mm-hmm. And then the people who should be leading the Andoran armies aren't with them. Like Perrin is not at the last battle. Oh, yeah. Um, Perrin missed the whole damn Perrin's thing. Perrin's fucking asleep the whole time. And <laughs> Poor Perrin. He's going to be so upset. Gareth Brine does... Uh, Gareth Brine wants to be with the White Tower, right? <clears throat> and so, for the last battle, mm-hmm. for the armies of Andor, they need a figurehead. They, they need someone to rally Lane. around. And so, Elaine, yeah. Elaine kind of has to, like, fit into the role of being a little bit more of a visible commander of the army. True. Because... Otherwise, there isn't really, like, a character that we know as an audience who can be in that role. Yeah, yeah. Unless Brigitte's going to be there without Elaine, but why would that happen? No, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. There isn't really an important Andorin who can lead that army in this battle if it isn't Elaine, and so she has to be there. Otherwise, it would be like, and then the Andorin armies are just kind of over there somewhere with nobody that you know, and so why would you care? Yeah, In order to have us as the audience give a shit about this part of the battlefield, people have to be there that we have met. Yeah. And so I think that it's a really smart use of her putting her in that position. Yeah, for sure. Um, Especially considering Davron Bashir doesn't come into the last battle until like halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll get to him. God damn it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, but yeah, anyway, this moment with the drag car is super cool. With, yeah. Guys, this is going to be a 17-hour book club. Welcome to the last motherfucking nobody battle, is, nobody, chat. Nobody, nobody is Welcome to the that. last battle. This Gravity. is the last book club because we will die in this one. We will be here so long we will starve to death. Oh, wow. We're going to have That's Uber Eats brought in at 6 p.m. when we're still going. <laughs> Could you imagine? We just, we're just like ordering food for ourselves so we can keep going. Yeah, Dusty Wheel did a 12-hour stream. So who knows? Maybe we will. 12 hours. This fucking guy. Oh my god. We gotta I, be. Uh, we gotta be dusty. We gotta go thirteen. Oh my no. I streamed for thirty six hours one time. I granted, I almost died, but um, yeah, <laughs> that did not go well. Our daughter had to bring me like provisions. God damn it. Um. Uh, you say our daughter, and people don't know what that means. So uh, after this, uh, they they kill the drag car. Uh, this is the last of the drag car. Yeah, and she's um, like, "How did the archers not see the fucking flying things?" In terms of the archers, uh, where they, they got fucked. Yeah. Yeah, archers got fucked. 
Yeah, demand is I'm actually really good at this. Yeah. Turns so out, smart. guys, hey, you remember how the Forsaken weren't good at things? The they're good at, th they're good at things now. Good at things. Guys, demand is good at things. Let's go. <laughs> the, the Forsaken are this Forsaken have um developed skills they did not previously have in the three thousand years of uh existence they've had before this moment. Um but the they're they are good at things now. Yes. Um honestly it's nice. It's great to see it. Um, you could definitely read the last battle and read the everything before it and be like, wow, these are different tones. Oh, they they are definitely. Yeah, yeah. They are they are definitely yes. The villains are competent and everyone dies like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no. They're it was very so nice. It was so nice. Uh, people started dying and I was like, oh, finally, <laughs> finally, yeah. It's a little bit too little, too late for me, but uh, finally, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, death number one, yeah. death number two, oh, like six deaths that we didn't get to see, oh, wow, okay. Um, anyways, yeah. we get Uno, um, and uh, Talmains and Eludra, they're moving around the dragons and stuff, and the rock Well, no, nerd. before we get to Uno, um, no. Elaine goes to the command tent, oh. and is like, Matt, what the fuck is your plan? And he's right. like, we're throwing out the plan. Right, 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 right. And she's like, right. what do you Matt mean? Matt is like, we spent all this time working on the plan, and then I realized that the, that means that the Forsaken are going to know the plan. Um, and so I it's changed not, And it. then I realized, he's like, I knew, the, oh, no, I was lying to you guys. Though I was gaslighting you so hard. No, he said he, like, had a feeling. Like, yeah, but he that like, was like, wasn't that sure. That was a while ago. Yeah. That was, like, days ago. He had a feeling. I thought and he's they like, made the plan, and he was like, you know what, never mind, that's not going to work. No, it's in the text where he's like, um, where she's like, you... There, there is a there's a line of text where she's like you knew the whole time and he's, and like, he's like not really yeah no that's not what he says he's like not exactly it does not matter matt is like i'm the only one who knows the plan yeah nobody else knows the plan mm -hmm. um uh Barrow says no rant on the pink ribbon brand banding matt's hat i don't like it i don't want to talk about it for 30 minutes yeah yeah uh, yeah it's i think that neither robert jordan nor brandon sanderson did a great job writing stuff like that yeah I've said it, there's there's hours of book club. I, I know it's there. I don't like it. I don't think that Matt should be carrying his trauma into this battle in that way. But whatever. It, yeah, that is what it is. Um, but yeah, Matt's going to be the only one who knows the plan because he can't be compulsed. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and because there's a spy. There's obviously spies. Like... But there's a spy in the command tent. Well, yes. yes. That is correct. Um, Matt also, though this isn't where Matt... Um, is like we'll get to it yeah this is gonna be what's hard about this talking in order is because there's like things yeah. that happen and it's like okay but did that happen in this five sentences or did that happen a page later because it uh yeah there's guys there's a lot that happens in this battle um but this is where the gaslighting begins uh there there's there's two major elements of gaslighting in the last battle right uh -huh. the first is that matt lies to everyone about what the plan is and then is like but i'm yeah yeah that we're, we're doing this plan uh, the other major element of gaslighting uh -huh. comes from the great gaslighter himself, uh -huh. the Dark One. Uh. Uh, it is the funniest. It, it kind of turns the last battle into a comedy a little bit that all of the Forsaken and all of the good guys and all of the pikemen and all of the archers in the fields mm -hmm. and most of the Trollocs probably know that Randall Thor has been fighting the Dark One in Shia Ghul for like a week and a half? Yeah the, yeah, the Dark One is the biggest fucking troll because he could have told Demandred. Oh, no, no. He deliberately lies to Demandred because no, he needs Demandred to fight this fight. Oh, I know. Everybody fucking lies to Demandred going into this fight because it, it is the only rational way 
The manager doesn't know where Rand is. Yeah. Because everybody fucking knows where Rand is. He's been there for, like, a week and a half. Well, and also, Rand did have the dagger that, like, hid him from the shadow's view. So until he got to the Dark One, actually, the Dark One didn't know that that's where he was headed. I know, but that was, like, a week and a half ago. For their time. Yeah. No, no. In yes. in Shia Ghoul, it's been like an hour. <clears throat> yes. On the slopes of Shia Ghoul, the but but it, so for the Aiel ladies uh-huh. to have been going through multiple four-hour shifts that feel like eight hours to the uh-huh. people in Thakandar, uh-huh. Rand has been in there for days, and there are pipe like there yeah. are people in the good guy army who know that's where he is, yes. like individual little dudes. Yeah. Who we don't know the name of. Know that know that Rand is fighting the Dark One right now because he's been there for days. All the blacksmiths are like, yeah, how do you think Rand's doing over at like Shia Ghoul? And, and Demandus like, no, is on top here. of a mountain, like He's here. <laughs> you must fight me with Luz Theron. And uh, everyone is like, does that guy is he like not in on the group he chat? No, did he get the did they, WhatsApp? So did they start a separate group chat yeah. in order to gaslight Demandred into fighting the last battle? Absolutely. That has to be what happened. Absolutely. I yes, a thousand percent. It is. It is like the funniest. It truly is the funniest thing that the spy in the command tent is not revealing to Demandred that Rand has been there for like days. Well, I mean, here's the thing: the Demandred probably won't is not listening. He's probably like, no, he's here in disguise. He has to be. Like, he just is so hell bent. Yeah. Oh, he's de- he's definitely <laughs> gaslighting himself too. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. he's yeah. like, no, 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 no. This has to happen right now because otherwise, what's he gonna do? Go to Shao Ghoul? No, he fucking can't. He has to believe that Rand is on this battlefield. Oh, a thousand percent. And he can't go because um, Perrin click-clicked the um, dream spike. So they can't travel there. Ah, uh, click-click. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Nicholas, thank you for that super chat. Uno is best boy. Uh, uh, Michael Kioski, thank you for that. Uh, thank you, Michael. Demandred got his information from the same merchant that told Gawain that Rand killed Morgan. Oh, my God. I just... The, the, the fact that it goes on the whole chapter... It just got so funny to me. It is I'm like, funny. Do you and think you that he's some like messaging Lanfear to be like, "Hey, Sindane, um, where, where's your husband? Where's your, where's your boy? Yeah, where's your boy? I'm like, I'm like about to have his like babies ripped out of his lover. God damn, he's yeah. not showing up. I'm really confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. Poor Demandra. <laughs> Michael says Demandra came straight from Shara and didn't speak to anyone. That checks out. Yeah, that checks out. Uh, anyways, the rockin'. It was great. It was fantastic. I loved it. The rockin' are rockin' around. <clears throat> yeah, the uh, rockin' do be rockin'. Messages, you know. Aerosmith's rock and roller coaster is truly the savior of the last battle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Sharins attack, and there's lightning, and there's pew pew, and there's bang bang, and um, mm-hmm. the Einstein, the Ashman, they uh, they ain't doing too hot, you know. Uh, the Ashman obviously are like trained in like war, but like a lot of the Aes Sedai. Don't they're not. They they have less of an idea of what they're doing and how to kill people. Anyways, Demandred steps out of a ginormous gateway. Yeah. Um, and then he uh bail fires um definitely a character we've met before. Um Comesa. Yeah. And Einar. Yeah. Yeah. Those people Those who I definitely remember them from before. I'm so sorry. Like there are too <laughs> this many. This is names. where it begins. This is where it's like because I like, was a that little. Person died. I was a little bit worried that all of the deaths were going to be like characters like Kwamisa. Like yeah. yeah. But no, they do get to like important actual characters who yes. matter. Not that's rude, but like characters that like we have emotional connections to yeah. 
do die in this chapter, and yeah. it's great. But that? the Isn't first that... ones are like, oh no, Quamisa died, and I was like, like I'm, I, I'm so sorry, I don't I know who that is. I've read that name before, I know I have. I know it's an Isodine. <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know that, like, study that's like, after a certain point, your brain can only remember so many, like, faces and people and, like, yeah. be attached mm-hmm. to them? Uh, Dunbar's number. Uh, you can only remember 400, uh, you, you can only have an emotional connection to 400 people. Yeah, it's like that. The, the, you know, this book is, what, 2,600 characters? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about it. I can't. That's my that's my limit. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Cardillo. Uh, thank you for that super chat. We <laughs> Well, you. most Forsaken are not all there in the head. That is true. Um. Yeah. That is yeah, true. they definitely all need therapy. Because Demandred got that saw going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. The saw. Yeah, that's something I'm curious to see how the show visualizes. Well, and um, uh, to be honest, I, I'm really hoping it comes into play... Because obviously we don't know how it resolves between Rand and the Dark One and Morden. Yeah. Um. So I'm actually really hoping that it's kind of brought back again because it seemed really cool and important at one point in the series and kind of just disappeared for been, a while. Yeah, it's been there in the background, yeah. and I think I think it's gonna come back because Morden and Rand are still like within the same. Well, place, right? all of the Forsaken seem to be like <laughs> using the true power. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they've Brandall only is... rented a little bit of it for except tra- for Sinead, traveling. But, um, well, yes. Yeah. Or maybe she has, and that's why she's able to get to the Teleran Riyadh without being seen. But no, then the Dark One would know that she's visiting because yeah. it's the... Yeah. No, but the dark, it's not about the Dark One, it's about Morden. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Sindane is not in these chapters, so we yeah, don't have to matter. worry about it. No land fear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... um. Yeah, Demandred killed some people, and uh, Uno's like, uh, oh shit, we gotta get out. We gotta get out, we gotta get out. Um, uh, Lightblind Fool says, you don't remember that Quamisa has a sharp nose? No. I did, did she remember that. Did fold her arms under her breasts one time? Probably. Probably. Uh, we move over to Loghain. <laughs> yeah, Loghain. Guys, Loghain, Loghain's doing some cool shit. Uh, I fucking love that Loghain is here. Uh, and I like what he does in this chapter. I think yeah. the Loghain stuff in this is some of my favorite from the last battle. I also love that we get a little bit of his perspective of him, like, not being okay. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, why the fuck do these people trust me and look up to me? <laughs> he's like, I'm I, a nightmare. I also just, I, I think that the, I'm really glad this, in this battle, we get into the, like, mentality of why he, um, Nishitlia says no spoilers for show, please. I, we haven't seen the show, so no talk of season two. Yes, no um, season two talk, please, and thank you. And mods, please remove anything that is about season two. We have not seen it, and I don't want spoilers. Yes. Um, because there's a strike going on. Hey, AMPTP, thank you for talking to the WGA this week, but um, the SAG, we're also on strike, so yeah, talk yeah. to us as well. Uh-huh. I know it's a lot for Bob Iger to have to go to two meetings, um, but uh, he's getting paid uh, $500 million, so I, I think that he can uh, not go to Ibiza on his little vacation. Uh, I don't think it was Bob Iger. It was one of them. Um, one of them. You, you cannot They're go to your vacation, same. and you can uh, sit down, and let's make a fucking deal so that we can make entertainment again. Because yeah. uh, I want to I I wanna, wanna make TV shows, and I want to talk about the ones that I'm in. Yeah. So please. We want to talk about the fucking shows, please. Um, I'm really excited <laughs> about a part that I have in a TV show coming up, uh, and I would like to not be on strike when it comes out so that I can be like, hey, guys, I, I'm proud of this. I did this. Um... That would be great. That would be that would be really cool. Anyway, uh, I will stand with you in forever. Even though you know what is it, is it really hurting our channel? Yeah, yeah. It's this month it's... last year, guys, we were at one point one million views. This month, this year, we're at four hundred and twenty-seven thousand. Don't worry. Um, about it. It's still great. I'm grateful for the views. I'm grateful that anyone gives a shit about our stuff. 
but I would really like for the strike to end. Yeah, yeah, that that would be that'd be very nice. Um, Guillermo Barros says not to bring it back, but Uno remembering Matt as the sniveling second book kid made the world really lived in. That's true. Yeah, he's like Matt, this motherfucker. Well, because he only knew the, he, the only he time he Dagger met Matt, Matt was Dagger Matt. Yeah. Dagger Matt. Dagger Matt. Dagger Matt. Dagger Matt. Dagger Matt does whatever a Dagger Matt does. Anyways, uh, well, it's Spider Man and rhymes with can. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. I, it I, is. You know what, Embrise? It is a good time to smash the like button. Yeah, smash it. Smash it hard. So Logie Boy um is Logie uh Boy. circled up, uh, and we find out that his mission is to find the seals to the Dark One's yeah. prison. Rand was like, yeah. hey, if you could do this for me, pretty please, I'd appreciate that. And he's like, mm, okay, fine. Don't worry. They found the goofiest way for that to happen. I loved it. Shut up. If there's one moment in the last battle that is a thousand percent Looney Tunes, it is that But like moment. in the best way. It was so funny. We're going to oh, get to that. We're going to get to that. It doesn't matter. Okay. We will get to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get to it. Um. Uh. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. Um. Uh. What's what's his one of his uh Aes Sedai was like turned. Um. And he's yeah. like, yeah, gonna kill her. And the other one Gabrielle. is like, what? Why? And he's like, well, would you want to live as a slave to the Dark One? And she's like, mm, fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Um. I I I lo- one of the things that makes the last battle work mm-hmm. is that they make room for moments like this. Yes. Um, I think the last battle, if it was just the combat... If it was just punchy-punchy. Yeah, punchy. I, think that, I think that why this giant chapter works is how much it stops to talk about what is at stake individually for people mm-hmm. in a way that I and think has been it. a little bit lacking for me in the book so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that a lot of that is like suddenly thrust into the last battle in a way that makes this chapter better than a lot of other stuff I've read. Yeah. Um, is, is that it... it there's this knife's edge the last battle is on, and on one side is combat, and on the other side is emotional stakes. Yeah. And sitting on that blade is so hard for this long, because mm-hmm. it starts off pretty wide, right? It's a wide blade, and then as the battle goes on and on and on, it gets thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner. Yeah. And I think that this really is that like bullseye shot right down the center that manages to not drift too far in either direction yep, in a way absolutely. that it, it just it, it feels like watching a tightrope dancer, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But one who isn't using a weave to stay up there. Call wow. back to book four. Wow. Our favorite arc, the circus, see? Isn't We've read the five? whole Wheel of Time. I don't fucking know. That was six million words ago. Yeah. You think I remember when Elaine words. tightrope walked? Zara, welcome back to the nerd table. Dagger Matt, that should be your parody song entry. We have... No, we need a better song than, than the Spider-Man theme. Look, we have, we have said so many ideas for parodies. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember a single one. I'm sure we'll go back and we'll, we'll, we'll work on one of them. I want, um... I want, I want to do, um, it's Matt, and he's like, I'm no bloody hero to one. Jesus. I'm the sounder of the horn. God damn it. Uh, I will take your slaves away. <laughs> I fucking hope so. I hope so. I fucking anyways, hope so. Um, anyways. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. my God. Gabrielle is like... Oh, no, no. Wait, you know what would be really... more Matt? What? I will dice the night away. Yeah, that, that checks out, there actually. There it is. Um, Gabrielle is mm-hmm. like, wait, you released Tobin's bond? She doesn't say anything. She just kind of feels about it. And so Logan, like, feels it through the bond. Yeah. Because uh, apparently he could just, like, let it go. I also love that he's like, she doesn't actually care. She's pretending that she cares. She's sending me fake shit through the bond to manipulate me. Has she me. manipulated the bond now as well? I was like, oh, my God. 
fair. You know what? Fair. I said I kind of the worst. I get it. I get your suspicions, but like. Mm. Yeah. All right. We cut over to um, the worst character ever written in any book of all time. Uh, Clarus, there are hours, hours and hours and hours of book club where you defended a young white man who was just swimming in privilege. Uh, and because of that was unable to be a half decent person to the woman that he married off screen. Um, how are you feeling about Gawain as he enters the last battle? God, guys, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm so glad I never liked this motherfucker. I like, I just, after, I after the him. white tower stuff before that, he's a like, he's nobody, right? I just, like, understood him. I was like, look, Gawain is not well, the Well, that hero makes of... me very concerned. No, I... For our well, marriage. Well, not anymore. No, not anymore. Not anymore. But in the moments where I defended him, I was like, I understand Gawain. He's not the hero, and he doesn't know how to be, and, like, he he, he doesn't... He, in, in a way, he's like Amos from The Expanse, but worse. Because he doesn't really know what the right thing to do is. I disagree with that. He needs so somebody ways. to, like guide him because he can't fucking figure it out for himself that but amos doesn't have empathy like amos is a very cold person uh -huh. who is very defensive of a small group of people but he would do anything for those people gawain is a selfish prick who will only act in his own best interest yes and he views a Gwen as he does not view his relationship with a Gwen as a relationship of respect it is a relationship of um, look, making himself look good. I agree. I agree with you. He's, I, I, I did defend him earlier on. We hadn't gotten to that yet. We in were all anti. No, no, no. Um, James Ross says, "Did she?" We all said he was the worst. No, 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 no. We all said we cut. There's a line right here, and chat. You're on this side of the line. We all fucking hated Gawain, and on the other side of the line was someone being like, "No, he's great. He's gonna redeem himself." He's going to be awesome. We're going to get there with Gawain. And guess where we got? Fucking nowhere. I just empathized with him because it was like... Because it, it wasn't in the point, really, where he, like, had a true relationship with Egwene yet. Yeah. Like, he wasn't... He didn't have the position that he did. He was just, like, a lost kid. And he never, like... He never grew up. And, like, I, I feel bad for him because he fucking sucks here. Yeah. He did not... He, he did not grow up. No. And like it, it is it is unfortunate. I, I I I I still stand by what I said before at the points in time where I said them. I don't think I was like wrong. I think I was trying to be empathetic, but yeah, no, Gawain fucking sucks and he dies, so it doesn't matter. Gawain is Gawain is the guy that a woman like Egwene dates in college and deeply regrets later on in life. Yeah. Because they, they they date for too long. Yeah. And he see, he's a prince and he seems like the right kind of guy because like on the surface he is very caring and affectionate you know like yeah. like uh, like he 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 does the right things at first in, in uh in in a performative way but he does not have his shit together externally he is a child. externally it seems very um it seems very like protective but internally it's very possessive yes and it's it, his possessiveness of Egwene and of his position is so driven by his ego mm -hmm. that it leads to Egwene dying. Yeah. Like he, he is he is internally possessive and ego driven to the point where his wife dies. Yeah. Yeah. 
Carlac uh, 26 says, yep. uh, I bet you Gawain thought Matt sent two letters. Gawain would think that. Gawain would be on Clarus's wow. side of that argument. Wow. There was, oh my God. Oh my God. We're not there yet. Anyways, yeah. And look, I think I, I think that it's really good writing of a of a shit person. Yeah, yes. I'm not this is not a complaint on the side of the writing. I think it is he is intentionally written to be a very ego-driven person. Mm-hmm. Um who upon like his death realizes, "Oh shit, I fucked up every at every turn." Because that's what he says to Galad, right? It's like, yes. I killed Hamar. I should have taken a side. Yes, he he knows he fucked up, but he dies. Gawain realizes as he's dying that, like, from Hamar on, he never made the right call. Yeah. And it's it's a tragedy. Like, it, it is sad, right? And I think that he, it's really good writing. He is the tragedy of the, of the, the series, in a way. Like... Yeah, and I wish we, I honestly wish we'd had more time with him because of it. Mm. Be, I, I think that he's one of the more interesting characters in yeah. the series because of the fact that he's the tragedy. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, oh, Guillermo, we are never going to agree on that. Uh, Guillermo Barros, thank you for that super chat. Uh, we're about to fight. Uh, Gawain had his heart in the right place without realizing the consequences of failure without considering he could fail. Uh, uh, no. No. Uh, Gawain no. wanted to have glory for himself and didn't realize that uh, in doing so, he damaged everybody around him. Yeah, he I made mean, promises to yeah. the woman he said he loved that he would that he was willing to forgo his own ego to protect her and stand by her. And when it mattered most, he went, ah, fuck her. I'm going to go do it for me. Well, because he like tries to justify it in his head. Where he's like, this isn't actually for me. I'm not, it just has to be done. Bullshit. And I'm like, that is the thinnest sheet of paper you could have put your fucking <laughs> argument on, but yeah. okay. And also, like, he knows that the rings are dangerous because fucking Gannon L- L- tells Shipless. him. She literally tells him, and he's like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna put them on anyways. Like, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, Arazu, thank you for that super chat as well. I consider Gawain to be the consequence of a grain not listening to the wise ones. I don't think she would have loved him as much if she hadn't fallen into and been influenced by his dreams. That is interesting. That's actually a really interesting point. Huh. I don't know. No, maybe, she was maybe. she was really hot for his dick before they had sex in the dreams. Yeah, yeah. You I know mean, what I mean? Like they were they she was like there was lap sitting. I just think that that's Do you remember that, the lap sitting? I do, I do. I just think that that's like a, a matter of opinion, right? Like like there that that there's never going to be a correct answer on like how much she loved him before or, pre, or after yeah, because yeah, yeah. because like because you never know how the feelings would have changed if there hadn't been the dream stuff. Like you you just never know, but I do think that that's a really interesting theory. I think and Guillermo, I'm sorry to I I'm I'm mostly I'm trying to be like funny and pushing back on you. I I think that yours is a totally valid way of reading it. I just think personally, the book make, spells out really clearly the 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 selfishness of Gawain's decision. Yeah, and him also trying to <laughs> trying to find a way to turn it so that he's not being. It doesn't seem like he's being selfish, but he like it's yeah, and that and that he goes back on that as soon as he's dying and he talks to Galad. Right? I think yeah. that like I think that the tragedy of Gawain is the moment with Galad where he realizes that he was wrong. Yeah, and he realizes that he was selfish, and yeah. he, you know. And, and, you know, honestly, like, does some good. He slows Demandra down and starts the chain of men who go to fight Demandra. Yeah. <laughs> the goofy, the goofiest chain yeah. of, uh, which is another, we're going to get into it. Uh, the, the, that, I, it, was, it frustrates the shit out of me, um, what they chose to do with that storyline, but we'll get oh, to it. Oh, really? Okay. Let's just say it now. I just want to get this out of the way now. All right. I really dislike 
<clears throat> that this, this this book, it, there's something I really dislike about the Memory of Light okay. that really knocks it down for me mm-hmm. in terms of quality overall. Okay. And it is that there are so many fake-out deaths. There's just so yeah. many in this book. Yeah. It is, it is a well that it goes to too many times and they lose value over time because it becomes, like, goofy. <clears throat> I agree. And the, the, the going to fight Demandred... And Galad and Lan both getting fake out deaths from the exact same fight yeah. is so goofy to me. Yeah. And the fact that it happens so many times in this novel. Yeah. And then Galad yeah. goes and fights Demandred. He dies. Nope, he's fine. Yeah. And then Lan gets the ultimate fucking death. Mm-hmm. This insane moment. He kills one of the Forsaken and sheathes the blade to do it. The thing that he taught Rand in book two. It's this fucking massive accomplishment. And also this heroic death that would be this great story. Much like Talmain's would have been a great story. Yeah. It is so cheapened by Lan being alive in the next chapter. And being fake dead in the same fucking like beat that Galad was fake dead 40 pages earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is It is definitely, I think, the most unfortunate part of this book. Because you can have a fake out death. Yeah. You, you, you just can't have five. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't just have them throughout the whole book. Well, because we also were like, oh, Swan and Brian are dead. Nope, they fell through a hole and cast Featherfall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just things like that where it's just a a few too many times. A few too many times. And and it... it, For my taste. It makes it hard to buy when anyone does die. It's hard to, like, get invested in character deaths Mm -hmm. because I'm like, oh, they're probably going to be fine in the next chapter. Mm -hmm. Demandred ran his sword through Galad's chest and he's okay. So why should I buy that any of these characters are dead when they're probably going to show up? And so, like, I... I kind of deflated when Lan came back because I was like, "Oh, like, not, are, is anyone dead?" Yeah, and there was there was a moment which we're you know we're jumping ahead to the end here a little bit, but there was a moment where like um, Rand holds <laughs> Demandred and Lan in his hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought I thought that he like maybe like brought back Lan, which would have been cool, but he i don't think he did because he says you haven't been paying attention yeah because it meaning he's not actually dead yet if that moment had been rand like connecting with like the creator or something on that end and it wasn't a fake out death but it was like bringing him back in a different way i think that that might have worked a bit but better but i think for that me. only works if galad dies yeah but it's that it's it's that you had yeah. two men back to back ride to fight this man and die and then be fine yeah it's that you did it twice and that you did it twice after doing it four other times in this book. And look, I there's things I really, really like about the Memory of Light. Yeah, This yeah, chapter sure. is incredible, and I want to be positive about it because I fucking think the last battle is a massive accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But I do think there are some really cheap decisions in terms of this in particular. Yeah, the fake ups, not my favorite. That do kind of um, cloud the final ba- the yeah. final book. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's fair. There's value in ki- there's just value in killing people. You know what I mean? There's so much value in killing people. There's very little value in faking out deaths. Yeah, yeah. Because it just takes yeah. away from other deaths because it leads your audience to believe that the characters who are in mortal danger are going to be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and this is like, this is a thing in like a lot of media. I don't like fake out deaths. I don't, I, I think that you can have one. I think it's fun to have one thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I th- This was just too many. And I, I agree. There's people bringing up like season one in the chat. I, I don't, Think that the I think that episode eight I think the rewrites of episode eight being so rushed led to all of those. That was definitely a COVID <clears throat> thing, unfortunately. Because the but... fake out deaths of that are Nynaeve, 
Loyal, and potentially Agamar. Agamar is the one I'll be the most upset about if he's alive. Um, so weird. But um, Nynaeve Unless and Loyal like, both getting uh, fake out deaths at the end of that are it, it is it is a little bit goofy, right? Yeah. And it doesn't work in season one. It doesn't work here. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just not my favorite thing. Yeah. 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 For sure. I wouldn't mind one. If Lan was the only one in this whole book, if Talmains had died, if the if the Gawain um, or if the Gareth Brian Sawan thing had been handled a little bit differently, like maybe like like hear me out for a second. Maybe it's actually one of the like spies or dark friends or Grandal even who saves Gareth Brian because she needs him compulsed. Because she's been working or, on or him even for if, months, even right? If the, even if it had been like, oh no, are Gareth Bryan and Swan dead? And the next chapter had started with them falling, right? Right, as opposed to like, oh no, they're dead in that tent. There's no way they could have survived. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, if yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah, like, yeah. If 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 all of those things had been built up differently to land dead, mm-hmm. and Galad had died, right? Yeah. Um, or, or Galad had escaped, and we knew that he'd escaped, and there had been no fake-up deaths, and then you have this fake-up death, yeah. where it's, oh my god, land fucking died, and mm-hmm. then land's okay, that one would it would have hit so hard. It would have worked. Oh yes. It's only yes, yes, it's yes. only because there's like, so many shit. in this book that it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. JD Jack, thank you for that super chat. Super chat. Plot armor in my wheel of time. No way. <laughs> Absolutely not ever. I think our deaths are different from plot armor though. Um Well, no, it's 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 all boils down to plot armor. It's like, well no, they're important. Kind of, yeah. We we they they can't die, they're too main character. <clears throat> Um, yeah. Yeah, anyways, uh, we get back to... Our but no, J- JD Jack, seriously, thank you for that super chat. Thank um, you. It is funny because, yes, Taviran. 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 Uh, yeah, Gawain, worst boy. Where were we? Uh, Gawain. Oh, we're literally at the beginning of Gawain's POV. Yes. We haven't even talked about what happens there. We just talked about Gawain for 20 minutes. Yep. Y'all, this is probably going to be another four-hour book club. I'm sorry. Oopsie. I'm sorry to you. There's so much I want to talk about. There's so much good shit here. Yeah. Um, Gawain is uh, just watching shit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, he's like, wow, Demandred really uh, doing a number on us. This is this is one of the times where uh, we. This is the first of the times where we get to see that Matt is staring at maps like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like okay. I also love that Matt's like, I will not get pushed into this hole. So he's like gripping the table. It's like his biceps are just like. Mm-mm. He's like yeah. holding himself over top of it. Oh my god, uh, Gam, thank you for that super chat. Maybe Swan's death wasn't thought of. As that much of a fake out because we knew they would, they we knew they would die by being apart as per Min's viewing. Eh, I mean, here's the thing: the viewing yeah. at this point in time, we think the viewing has been fulfilled, so that doesn't really matter. Right, 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 right. right. Like we, as the audience, we are led to believe. Eh, so that's why I'm kind of like, eh. I mean, yeah. As the audience, we're led to believe a lot of things. We sure are. So is Matt. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, he uh, puts on the fucking rings. Gawain is like, I'm not going to put a ring on it. I'm going to put all the rings on it. Okay, um, can we talk about this? Okay. Why would three wings, rings, why would, why would three wings be better than one? They probably aren't. He's just dumb. They probably did, aren't. But did he even activate the other two? It, the books never say that he activates the other two rings. It's just that he puts to, like, them on. You have to use the blood, you have to right? Put blood in to them. activate it. I'm assuming yeah. that he activates the other two rings. I don't really know why three rings would make would do more than one. No, ring. he he just wears them for fashion. It's like, like it's like how you can only like attune so many items in D anD. d Yeah, and certain things are not stackable. Yeah, why does it stack? Yeah, they, there's no way that this stacks. Gowan is just a dumb <laughs> fuck. Like. There is no way. I also I also love that Ga- that Galad is so much better 
at sword fighting than Gawain, that Galad without superpowers is better than Gawain with three rings. I know. I know. I was like, wow, you you really... Yeah, guys, Galad is fucking Chad. Chad over here. Um, yeah. Anyways, puts on all the rings like a dumbass. <sighs> Tam. Uh, Tam is, uh, is on the, 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 the bank of the Mora. And they're, like, firing arrows. They're like, yeah. pew, you know? Those two rivers bows apparently are fucking perfection. Um, I don't know how... Yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to do this in live action. I don't know either. I love it, but I have no idea but how like, they're going to do yeah, it. Because it, it reminds me of when the elves show up at Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. And all of the, like, human archers are, like, shooting arrows. But the elves are like... Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, it's incredible. Like... The two rivers, people are totally fine because they're just Merkin Trollocs from like 300 paces. Yeah, and uh, this this is this is kind of the first point where Matt's like military strategy comes into it. Mm-hmm. You know, where he's like really set up, um, where where we start talking about how he's set up people to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, throughout the last battle, we talk a lot with, or the books talk a lot about. Matt's willingness to sacrifice people for this kind of gamble that he's going for, mm-hmm. where he needs to lose a lot of lives. Because because in the previous chapter, but, but last week's reading, Matt sends people upriver to protect the river, yeah. but not enough. And people are like, that doesn't seem necessary. And he's like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And he's like, I need these people. I'm going to send the number of people that are going to survive for this, for X long, because yeah. I need them to die at this point. Yeah. And it's it's dark, right? Like it, it gets into oh, the yeah. like really dark. Um, the gambling and the baiting of mm-hmm. it all feels very mad, and I do love that 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 part of this chapter. Yeah, and it also just you know there's been so much combat in these books that I've complained about, and I know I've complained, chat. I'm very sorry <laughs> that I'm a negative Nelly, um, but that I've complained about the like relative safety of it. Yeah, where it always just kind of feels like there's a magical way to save the day. Um, yeah. or, or like if people die, it's because of some like Taviran reason, like Rand, oh no, Rand's people died because the one power works differently now. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but this was, this got into the, um, this got into the reality of war. This chapter finally got into the reality of war that I've been waiting for from these war books. Yeah. And I've been talking sure. about how I want these to feel like war books. And this feels like those war books where yeah. the, where, where like a real war, where a, a, a commander really has to say, I'm sending these people to die intentionally. Yeah. Because I need them to go die in this place. Yeah. And the difficulty of that and how it weighs on Matt and how Matt doesn't let him affect him because he has these memories of these other generals and he knows that it needs to be done. Yeah. And it, it really gets into the best of Matt that the um, that he knows so deeply what needs to be done mm-hmm. and will do it to save the world, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That is, like, it, it's it's such a hard thing to balance. And, like, like I said, as somebody who doesn't really understand, like, battle tactics and mm-hmm. what's going on and has a hard time picturing things, I still felt like I was led along on this journey in a way that was like comprehensible to me mm-hmm. in terms of the stakes of it, the give and take, yeah. the, the gambles like that. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so no, I, I just, I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of that in this chapter that really works. Yeah. Um, and there, there's a lot of discussion of like supplies and you know, the stuff that I really enjoyed the, the early books talked about of populations and stuff. Yeah. When the, when Robert Jordan was doing the world building, I really liked the, um, 
Guys, there's no the spoilers gone. It's fine. You don't. You need to can do stop it putting s's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just I, I thought that this was smart and uh, handled really well. Yeah, a thousand yeah. percent. Uh, and we get so much Tam here. I'm like, God damn, Tam, Tam is, is the fucking best. a fucking G. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, what What a character. What did we do to deserve Tam? I really did not, I could not have pictured even coming out of, like, going into the slog, really. Where Tam, Tam kind of is one of the characters that benefits the most from the slog. We spend, he's one of the characters that gets some, like, really great moments in that part of the series. Right. To build him out to be more than just Rand's dad. Yeah. Um... You know, with Perrin and, and you know, there, there's a lot of great stuff there. Yeah. Um, from when Perrin kind of brings him into the, um, when Perrin brings Tam into the fight with the Shido to the end. Mm. There's so much time spent with him that builds him out to be this, like, truly incredible character. Yeah. And I think that if you were to only read the first half of The Wheel of Time, you wouldn't know how wonderful Tam is as a character. Agreed. Um, but he's, from the beginning to the end, wonderful and the the actor they've cast as the show like he's he's great yeah. yeah um i'm like it's one of those things where it's like you know depending on how long filming takes obviously like it's 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 going to be like people are going to be different ages but like mm-hmm. he's he's he has that like older gentlemanly like m- demeanor and like the experience of that and he talks about how he was not as like strong as he was in his mm-hmm. youth but he makes up for that in other ways yeah. and i i really loved that moment he tam kind of is the tom brady of the wheel of time uh-huh. where like you know when he first started his career he was had all the athleticism uh and he won the super bowl mm-hmm. 2001 drew bledsoe goes down after two games tom brady comes in he's a young buck wins the super bowl right mm-hmm. then in the middle of career his career he's he's getting to the playoffs every year you know he's crushing it but uh, not winning as many Super Bowls in the middle there. Sure. And then at the end of the career, comes back, and, you know, he doesn't have the athleticism. He's not running the same way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's not throwing as far. But his knowledge of the pocket and his knowledge of how to play football and how to read a defense, he comes back right at the end of his career and wins a couple more. Yeah. Right? And, he, you know, he really, Tam kind of is that kind of arc, that career arc. And that middle part where he's not winning the Super Bowl, but he's still getting to the playoffs every year, that's Raising Rand. He does a good job he in that middle part. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's just, he's such a fantastic character. I, I love yeah. him. Tim is definitely S tier. For sure. Uh, and uh, he's leading Galad, uh, which is interesting. Oh, yes, yes, Because yes, uh, yes, Perrin yes. is asleep right now. Yep. It, this is an important reminder. Perrin is Perrin. currently asleep. He's taking a nap, you know? He's chilling. <clears throat> the last battle is happening, and Perrin is unfucking conscious. Yeah, Pavara. We go to see Pavara. Pavara is uh, fighting. She's doing stuff. I'm glad she's alive. Yeah. Um, and she's with her um, her future lover. Yes. These two are going to fuck. Yeah. Tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. No, they're 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 so hot. They're like they're they're rearing to go. Thanks, Gustafson says I can literally see Clary space out as nerdy talks about sports. It was a good analogy, okay? I, yeah. I don't talk about sports a lot on here because it's not usually relevant, but that was a good that was a pretty strong analogy. Yeah. Um Yeah, I have no reference for it, but yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> It's fine. I'm just giving you shit. Um <clears throat> Uh yeah, so they they're, they're kind of like moving around. Uh we run back in with Jonath, Candler, Theodrin. All these, oh, all right. these names, Her. all these names. They're they're still here, guys. They had written that like I actually do kind of remember because she um, was interesting. Uh, we learned that Andrel can't make death gates. 
Yeah. Because they're just different enough. Yeah. Which is like, okay. But sure. Instead, uh, Andrel is like pulling snow from, he's like doing avalanches and shit. Andrel is truly uh, the Emily Axford of this series. <laughs> where she will use the powers to do the craziest shit you've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, and it's great. Yeah. And then they do something absolutely crazy because they're linked. And Pavara makes her own gateway. And well, like, well, makes well, a gateway in the way that Andrel would. Yeah. Because she can make gateways on her own, but. You, right, right, right. Yeah. Right. But like when you're in a circle and you don't have control of power, you're not supposed to be able to like do your own thing. And so two people being bonded to one another. Well, it's not just that different... though. It's that while they're in the circle, uh-huh. Pavara doesn't keep herself to herself. And so they like link even further in the circle. My, my mind to your mind. Yeah. Your mind to my they mind. They Vulcan yes. mind melt. Yes. And now they mind. have extra powers. Extra, extra powers. These are, I would like to remind you, not main characters of this series. These are but they're random great. people but they're that came in characters. halfway through. They're great. All right. And At least Pavara, we've known for books. We've known for, yeah, we've known Pavara for a few books. It just is very funny to me <laughs> that like this feels like the kind of special power that you would give to like Rand and Avienda. But here it's like no. Andrel and Pavara. No. Th- those random, and, and I love them. They're great characters. I think yeah. Andrel gets some of the best stuff here. Yes. Uh, in- including the goofiest thing to no, happen no, in great. the entire series. It's great and I love it. The absolute goofiest, goofy goober thing it's to happen perfect. in the entire series. Um, but uh, yeah, it is so interesting how much the books really uh, give to them at the end here. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Brandon Sanderson was like, I only created one person. Yeah. And I'm going to make him the greatest character in the history of the He, he knew what he was doing, for sure. Uh, it's time to spend a little bit of time with Matt. Yeah. Matt from Coffin um, is uh, standing there. Galad is whining, because Galad do be whining. Yeah, that's fine. Elaine oh, Hawthorne also... brings up, did you mentally shrug at me? Oh, it's yeah. It's a great moment. <laughs> it's a great moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, the two of them together are amazing. So uh, Galad is complaining, uh, and Matt is like, just fucking do it. And he's like, all right, it's fine. Yeah. And then Elaine complains. This is really a section of Trakand complaining. <laughs> he's not a Trakand. Um, Morghese would complain, but uh, she's, like, barely mentioned in this I book. don't, yeah, yeah. She's... She comes in, she comes in to, like, search for corpses in a bit, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's barely here. To be fair, I don't know what she would do, so it, it's fine. No, it makes sense for her to be in main healing. It's just weird that, like, after the one meeting where she's like, my daughter's great, uh, she just kind of disappears. My daughter. And I was like, where, where is Morghese? My daughter's great. This this book does suffer a little bit, in my opinion, from um, it, they didn't kill enough important characters off earlier. Yeah. And so There's there are many. important characters that this book does not have room for. Yeah. And so they just don't, they just kind of are, like, not doing I stuff. I mean, Avienda's not even in the last battle. Avienda is not mentioned very much in this book at all. I know. Avienda, Avienda gets very... Honestly, if I had to, like... If there was one character who I think should have been given more in this series, it is Avienda. I agree. I think after... I her. Because her relationship with Rand gets so strained... And we'll probably get to talk a lot about her next week, so I don't want to, like, spend too much time on this. But I so. I, I do think that Avienda is short... Short um, shrifted in the second half of this series. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, I, I the, agree. Really, since... um. Her and Elaine became first sisters. I feel like Avienda has been kind of in like a weird off well, on her own plot line. It's always Elaine's POV when they were together. Yeah. Um, like we got like a one-off here and there of Avienda's, but it definitely kind of, yeah. And then she gets yeah. the reverse Ruidian, which is cool. But I, I definitely think that like 
for how important she is, I wish we'd spent more time with her mm-hmm. and more time with her with other people instead of the, like the length of the like wise ones. She's just miserable by herself thing while other people are doing important things was yeah. a, was a and bit she's much. She's moving water. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I hear you. I don't know. Um, yep. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Matt's uh, looking at the battlefield. Yeah. Uh, he's like sending all gear enforcements and like you know lands doing some pew pew. I love um, I love the pew pew. The pew pew always that is battle. Um, and the the Sharns are gonna go intercept land before land <clears throat> is even like. Even well, he, gets his he order. told land to go somewhere. <clears throat> yeah, but it hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah, it yeah. hasn't gotten to him yet, but it's gotten to the enemy yet, and so he's like, okay, there's definitely a hundred percent a spy. In and then tent. a woman with freckles comes over, and he's like. He's like, wow, she's hot. She, no, but he, she gives him coffee, and he goes, I'm too busy to even tell her that she's hot while she's giving me coffee. And I'm like, god damn it, Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> Now's not the time. No need for that. And it won't be the time, like, three more times this chapter, but uh-huh. or not this chapter, this week, but... Yeah. Um, I yeah. guess it's a good thing that that Matt is a horn dog. otherwise we never would have been introduced to this character that we will find out is the spy. We're not introduced to her. She's just there. I know, but she would have just been a random person. I guess. Um, that uh, Min finds as the spy. Mm-hmm. But because Matt is a horn dog, she's mentioned once before we find out that she's a spy. Yeah. So, like, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Unless there's, like, a bunch of people that have freckles and it's actually not the same person. Because <laughs> so far, her <laughs> she's only She's the defined... only Sachin with freckles? Only, only, only one. Nobody else has freckles. Not a single damn person in the whole country <laughs> has freckles. Uh, yeah. So the dragons, so funny. the dragons are broken. Dragons are broken. They're gonna need some time Wait, to uh, to fix them. But are they? Well, like some of them. But some of them. Are they? Some of them. Yeah, we find out that Talmaine is taking the dragons down to an underground <laughs> cave beneath the fields of Marilor that an Ashaman just like knows about. And somebody just. And here's the thing, like, I was, like, trying to figure out, like, why somebody was, like, looking for caves with no entrances. And I'm, I'm not I'm, sure. The assumption, the assumption that I'm going to go with uh-huh. is that he, um, her name is Hux. That is so funny. Fuck off. <laughs> and, and will be, she will be played by Donald Gleason uh, in season eight. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that because the Ashaman have abilities uh-huh. with, um, are, are stronger with fire and earth than women are. Yes. That Except the men, Dwayne, but yeah. that there was a man who delved into the earth and they like. delved too greedily and but, too deep. But like with magic and like found the cavern magically. Yeah. I just don't know why. Like, well, like I don't know why they were. I, I yeah. think that it is a like, I, 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 cause, cause it, people are saying Andrel did it. I don't know that Andrel if you is say, said to have done it. If you say so, but like I, I don't remember. Reading I'm assuming that. that like they reached out with the one power. Yeah. At some point during the fields in their time in the fields of Marilor. Because we know Egwene can look in the ground for minerals, yes. right? That's what she was like being used for when she was a slave. Because uh, the other option uh-huh. is that someone went spelunking for fun. But they, there's no entrance to the cave. I'm assuming there is actually an entrance because <clears throat> otherwise they would die. Well, no, there's like a crack. Yeah, but they have lit torches. 
Yeah. So yeah. there's a crack. So, so that's there's smoke coming out of a crack somewhere, which didn't alert anybody. Um, on a battlefield where people are throwing fireballs you know what, constantly, you know what, that's why fair. would you notice back. a little bit of smoke? That's fair. I take it back. I take it back. There are hundreds of people launching thousands of fireballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Everything is on fire. Uh-huh. That's fair. Yeah, there, but no, it's a cave without an entrance. Sure, but there's, but there's, there's holes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'm assuming I'm assuming that like so the Ashamans show up and they're like we've got to get the lay of the land. I'm just going to reach out and see what the environment is. I guess. And they just kind of they, they just, they found just kind an of underground cave. Cuz that makes sense to me. If I had the power, if I was going to an environment where I was going to have a giant fight with mm-hmm. magic and stuff, I would want and I had the power to like survey what's nearby, mm-hmm. I would probably do that just just to like know right it's yeah. just like information gathering yeah, yeah you know it's like you know how i are there any use my pet raven in Baldur's gate to go find out what's in the battlefield before i go in there you get a pet raven yeah my i i made will instead of making impact of the blade i made impact of the chain so i can summon familiars oh fine okay yeah. okay That's you can cool. also summon scratch as a familiar but i don't send him into do that because I don't want I don't Scratch want... to die. Well, even like... though he does get revived. Oh, okay, um, okay. But I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's, um, that's I'm fair. too emotionally attached to a dog in a video game. Um, that happens. So I'm assuming that that's how they found it because otherwise it's fucking ridiculous that they found it. Yeah. But like that makes sense to me. If I, it just makes sense. If I was an Ashaman and I had the ability, I would check to see what's going on in the area. Yeah, fair. Because who knows? They might be digging under the field. Like I would be delving into the ground constantly because they might be using magic to dig under our army. Mm. Like I would want to know. If the fucking, um, if the fucking uh, Trollocs yeah. have underground tunnels. Yeah. Because they could. There's magic. Yeah. You true. you want to know about your environment. So it makes sense that Anashaman found it. It is just so funny that the book doesn't do the job of telling you why. They're just like, yeah, Anashaman just knew about this. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just an underground cavern. Don't worry about it's it. fucking like, crazy. Okay. If, if, yeah, sure. If you say so. Um. Um. Yeah, so, uh. He's going to talk to Elaine and she like puts up a ward and he's like, look, there's a spy, mm-hmm. but it's okay because since we know there's a spy, I'm going to use it against them and we're going to gamble a little bit more. <laughs> and this is where he tells her about his thing, like where we're going to lose unless the, we're going to lose unless we bait them into a trap. Yeah. And then, um, they, they, they do not successfully do that at any point, but they, that is the goal. That, yeah, that is, is the goal. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, this is and a, so Elaine's like, well, wait, what are you gonna do? What's going on? And Matt's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-hmm. he also sends Tom Hanks a very funny message. That's like, is it's that like it? two, it's like two barmaids in, it's like they're like two oh, greedy barmaids like in South, and he's like, no, no, no. Like but in Matt's head, he's like, but actually, when we were there, he pulled me away from those bar. I was like, that's very funny. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I love that. It it really is like Matt's boys. Yeah, I I did shit that you about can only pull off with the boys. That was that was great. That mm. was great. It's something that like only like the real townmates would know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is 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 well. Done. Also, I love that they have a cipher for their battlefield commands. Because reading through a cipher takes time, and I can just picture Lance sitting down on a fucking rock being like, all right, so so 22 is A, 23 is B, one is Well, luckily it's not individual letters, it's words, but like, yeah. Well, but it can't all be words. They can't have come up with a cipher with a word for everything, right? Why? Because they had like an hour to do this. I don't fucking know. Maybe it is full words. I don't know. It just, it seems like a lot. I, I, you know what? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, if I was Lan, I would have someone with me at all times whose job it cipher. is to read the cipher. Because yeah. I'd be like, I don't have, I don't have the time to think about this. Yeah, 100%. 
Um, Galad's leading the White Cloaks against the Trollocs with the Poo Pew. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, there's like a, a small group of them uh, that can go into the ruins. Um, and he's like, well, you know what? That Matt, that Matt fellow, I uh, I think I was a little bit harsh on him. I don't think I gave him enough credit. Because uh, he actually might maybe maybe know what he's doing, like, at least a little bit. Because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it's loose there in Telmon. Yeah. And he's also like, uh, so the last battle, definitely not going to take weeks. Uh, we're going to keep going. This mm-hmm. fight uh, is not going to stop. We, we're, going, we're going straight through uh, till, till, till it's over. So buckle the fuck up. Donovic says, have you thrown the ball for scratch to get the achievement? Donovic. I don't have a ball yet. You don't have the ball yet? No. But thank you for that. <laughs> um, yes, of course. Thank you of that course, super chat. I have played fetch with Scratch. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Scratch is my best friend. Okay. My best friend. I'm sorry to my real world best friends. I How love you dare. all. But Scratch is Scratch has replaced all of you. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we get a little bit with Galad, uh, yeah. which is fun. He's like, hey, Matt's actually kind of smart. Yeah. Yeah. And the this is the the like um. It's funny because the this is the Trollocs aren't going to stop for the night is where I went, I should stop for the night, and I put the book down and went to bed. Right. This was my first break uh, in the reading of The Last Battle was right here. I was like, I can't keep going. I need to go to sleep. It is 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You, were, you were long asleep, and I was on on my chair just like, I, I have to can't stop. Can't keep my eyes open. Because yeah. we had to be up at like... 8 a.m. the next day. Yeah. Uh, Rand's point of view. It's our first time. Um, we get to see Randall Thor. Yeah. Meets up with Nynaeve Almira just outside of the two rivers. Uh, and it's a fucking nightmare. Shit's bad. Uh, Tam, Jory, and Donald are like working. Yeah. Uh, One of them gets eaten alive by insects yeah. in front of their eyes. They get a they get a they arrest Rand. Oh, the other one gets strangled. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, it's not a good time. Nynaeve has been turned. She's uh, because everyone's been turned. Very bad lady. All the like powerful people, yeah, have been uh, turned. This is the beginning of the thing. Okay, <clears throat> I want to phrase this the right way. Mm-hmm. The Rand Dark One stuff doesn't work for me. Because we're stopping here. Yeah, because we, we don't know what it actually leads to. Yeah. The thing that I don't get mm-hmm. yet, mm-hmm. and I, I want to be careful how we talk about the Rand Dark One stuff because it doesn't work for me right now. Yeah. But I think that it might. Yeah. Depending on how it ends. Yeah. But the thing that isn't there for me is that I don't really have any sense of why the Dark One wants to win. Uh-huh. Or like what he gets out of it. I just don't, I just don't know. He's just evil. The Rand's, de- yeah, the Dark One's desires to me are so important, but they they just don't, it, I don't, I don't get for the Dark One what is the difference between the visions that he shows Rand. I don't get what the, like, success means to him, which is such an important part to me about a really strong villain. Mm-hmm. And our main character, Rand, is fighting him by playing with the Nexus mods on the video game to show different versions of the game, right? They're modding Skyrim to do a bunch of different things. Yeah. And the... So the the Dark One starts showing Rand these different things that he could do. Mm -hmm. And I don't really get the sense that he cares which one he does. And I would like to. I would like to know that, like, some of them are... 
Uh, Arzu says, why does the wind blow? He's a force, not nature. If you try to tell me that, like, the end of the book is that Rand is fighting the wind, that would be very bland to me. Right? Well, the wind doesn't have a consciousness or wants or needs or ability to speak. Like, if, if that was yeah. the case, mm-hmm. well, then then why does the dark one want one outcome and not another? And I think that the I think the Rand Dark One stuff is the most hurt from my point of view mm-hmm. by us stopping where we stopped. Yeah. Because that's the thing that is We don't have the full picture yet. The 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 moment to moment of the last battle, I can enjoy moment to moment. I don't really like the moment to moment of the Rand Dark One stuff personally. Mm-hmm. I, I need to read it in its entirety. Yeah, for sure. Because it is the thing that is it's the thing about the whole series that hasn't really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um uh it's the thing about the whole series that has really worked for me where I don't really get what the Dark One is and what he wants. Yeah. And that, I was hoping we would get more from with the Rand stuff, but instead we're just getting them being like, well, if I win, this bad thing will happen. Well, mm-hmm. if I win, this good thing will happen. De-de-de-de-de. Well, and I, I don't I think wanna... it's actually, it's not about that. I know, but I, I want that deeper part, and I think that that will be next week. No, I think the deeper part is Rand learning the lessons of, like, um... Of, of what these things actually mean, right? Because he thinks mm-hmm. he builds him, he he thinks he sees the worst of it all, right? And then he doesn't. Yeah. Then he really sees what he thinks is the worst of it all. And then he shows what he thinks is, like, perfectly acceptable. And then he shows what he thinks is, like, uh, paradise. And, like, it's not. And it's, it's, it's definitely less about the Dark One and more about, like, Rand... Um, and his realizations through this, this yeah, section. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. It is less about the Dark One and it's more about Rand. And my issue with that is that I know a lot about Rand and I don't know anything about the Dark One. Yeah, yeah, I would I rather this section be about the Dark One than be about Rand. Well, I don't actually agree with you there. I wish there was some clarity on the Dark One, but mm. I think that the fact that it is about Rand is is actually what it should be. Like, I, 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 I like, I don't need, I don't need to care about the dark one i feel like i need to understand him a little bit better like i do agree with you on that side but i want it to be about rand i want it to be rand coming to the realizations that he that we're they're seeing him coming to right he thinks he thinks he knows what's up he has that arrogance yeah still of loose theron that he's been trying to uh work through and he's still not quite there yet and this is like this this is where things happen for him right he's able to let go of yep. the lives that. that he's taking responsibility for. He's able to see what he thinks is paradise is actually, like, uh, something completely terrible and awful as well. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's so much there that is about Rand, and I like it being about Rand, but I, I still, I want to be clear that I do agree with you on, like, the clarity of, like, why the Dark, what is, yeah, the Dark One, very confused, question mark. Because um, what it gets to, what, what it gets to with me is, can we just talk about the Rand stuff now? Can we do all of the Rand stuff as one thing? Because it is yeah, so separate. Yeah, we can do that. Um, so, Car, I just want to okay. say thank you for that super chat. You missed the trophy for this nerdy. It's the I win the last battle 2023 trophy. So We win. Let's just talk about the four visions that we get. Yeah. We're, we're going to do the middle of this is going to be just Rand, <laughs> and then we'll get back to the last battle. Yeah. Because I think it's hard to, like, cut to Rand because Rand's thing is so separate. Mm-hmm. Rand, the first one he sees is this very dark future where, like, all, all channelers are turned as soon as they're found. Yeah. Everyone is evil, everything is awful, and the world is at war. Yeah. Then Rand retaliates with a vision that's just kind of, like, normal. Yeah. Uh, and then the Dark One retaliates with a vision where the, there is no empathy, and everyone is evil by 
not knowing that they could be good, kind of. Everyone Which has just lost... sounds like the real world to me, but that's yeah. a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has lost the ability to to care for one another. It's and it's a world where like obviously like the Sanchin kind of took over because the woman is like, oh, did he belong to you? Like you yeah. know, like slavery is 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 rampant. There's like a class system that is like totally unforgiving, and like people kill with impunity. They don't care. They don't kill out of hate or malice or um, anger. They just they're kill they kill because they can and they it is just like natural to them. It's floor. Um, <laughs> God damn it. what? Didn't a teenager get shot like three weeks ago for like ringing the wrong doorbell? Oh yeah, that happened. Like that literally, yeah. like that, or maybe that was a couple months ago. That was yeah. There were a few instances of people getting shot at a, or it, dying the, like, because yeah. the second vision is America. <laughs> I hate to say it, but, like, shit's, shit's a... It, people will shoot at you for random shit right now. I don't know why it keeps happening, but it keeps happening. It does keep happening. Uh, no, I just hate that, like, there's, like, a little bit of truth uh, behind that. Um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's a terrible, terrible world. Now, I said, I... And this is where Clarice and I disagreed on something this week. Because uh-huh. I was like, Clarice, which would you prefer? If the Dark One won, which yeah. would you prefer? Torture forever mm-hmm. or this lack of empathy world. And you said that you would take torture forever. Yeah. And I would take lack of empathy world. Yeah. Because I would rather not know that I'm evil than experience torture forever. And that's why I wouldn't. It, it Like not not understanding what's good and what's right. Like what not. Yeah. That is that is the, the that is the ultimate uh, horror for me. Yes. Is like hurting people and not even realizing or caring see but you wouldn't know that it's that bad so you wouldn't know yeah but i know it's now, horrifying to so you I now think, but yeah. in the in it to the torture would be worse no if 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 you're telling me i get to choose i get to be me and i get to choose which one i know which one i'm choosing i know but i'm saying that if you choose now uh-huh. the version of you that actually experiences one of those two would have a preference yeah. that is not you now and it would be the Horrible, heinous, easy way out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I, oh, here's the thing though. There is a caveat to that because if I was like naive and I was turned, it would be the same thing anyways. Mm-hmm. So I, I would be, I would just be tortured forever. Fuck yeah. It's yeah. bad. It's bad it's, either it's way. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad either way. But then we get into the fourth vision, which is the most interesting of the visions and also yes. the one that I have the most, that I struggle with the most as the reader. Okay. Which is that Rand creates a world where there is no Dark One. And he realizes that he has taken free will away from people in the same way that the Dark One would have in his visions. Yeah. Right? And he, he goes to meet Elaine in the garden and he sees a life behind her eyes. Um, and that, that that isn't his Elaine. Granted, yeah. maybe it's because it's been 100 years. Uh, and he's like, oh, Avienda wants to take care of children all day? That sounds awful. Um. <laughs> And I agree with him there. That does sound awful. You know, I don't want to take care of children yeah, all day, especially other people's kids. Oh, God. Like, truly. It, They're it, fighting for nursery time, guys. Brandon Sanderson it really crushed, like, what is the worst good outcome? And it is that you would want to take care of other people's children. That that would be a desire that you could have. Because that truly is the fucking worst. People do that. People run daycares. People teach. Honestly, our teachers, you do not get enough credit. And uh, here's, here's the thing. It. Here's the thing about this that frustrates me so much is that I love it. I think that this idea is brilliant, Mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah. I think it is a brilliant thing for Rand to realize that taking away evil would be a bad thing for the world as he sees it. But maybe not a bad thing for the world. That's kind of like esoteric. Like Rand's feelings about what Avienda would want is a weird way to look at what would be best for everybody on the planet. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't buy that killing the Dark One means killing evil. Because I don't think that Dark One and Evil are synonymous. Well, and I don't, like, the way that it's portrayed, I don't think the Dark One can die. Well, and and that's where this gets, that, and that's what frustrates me about well, it. Because Rand, I love the idea of what Rand learns here yeah. so much. And I think that it is well written. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't vibe with what the Dark One is in this world to me. Because the Dark One is not evil. It's, it isn't, like, the, isn't the root of evil. There are so many people in this world who are evil and working against the Dark One. And that, and so I don't, the Dark One, the the book wants the Dark One to be all evil, but the series didn't set him up that way to me. Right. The series set him up to be a person with a, with a, with uh, goals and with followers. They set him up to be a like cult leader. Mm Mm-hmm. But not like all evil, because if if the dark one is all evil and get re- getting rid of the dark one removes all evil from the world, then that would remove the Sanchin from the world, because the Sanchin perpetuates slavery and slavery is evil, yeah. right? The, it would remove Mashadar, a entity that fights against the dark one and is also evil. And yeah, so by, yeah. by that by, was like the evil of man, like literally, like the yeah. To yeah. imply that removing the dark one removes the evils of man implies that all of the evil in the series comes from the dark one, and we know that it doesn't. Yeah. And that to me makes this a confusing thing where I really fucking love the I love the writing. Yes. Of this scene between Rand and the Dark One. Mm-hmm. And if the Dark One was literally evil, it would work so well for me. Mm-hmm. But instead, it introduced the Dark One as a concept that I don't think the rest of the series vibes with. And so it feels like a left turn where Rand is suddenly like, oh, my God, if I get rid of you, I'm taking away people's choice. But the the choice isn't between being a good person and the Dark One. The choice has always been being a plethora of humanity and the Dark One is an option. But you can be plenty kinds of evil without the Dark One. Vaynan was a thief and a horse taker. So maybe it doesn't matter if the Dark One is killed then. Because it still gives people the options to, like, you can still choose evil, even if the Dark One doesn't exist, which then is why that vision doesn't 100% make sense, because Rand creates a world without the Dark One, but that removing the Dark One doesn't remove evil. And this is, and this exact... So then what does he do with the Dark One? This exact thing is why I want to read the rest of it, because I feel like the next step of the Rand Dark One stuff is going to clarify this down to something that makes sense, but right now this vision doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And so I don't want to put that on the book. We're in the middle of it, and it's hard. It's really hard. I don't want to put that on the book because this scene isn't over. Yeah, yes, yes. We just stopped at kind of a weird place where I love the idea of realizing that even forcing people to be good is still evil. I just don't agree with that removing the Dark One is removing all choice of evil. No. Because yeah. we've seen that choice exists outside of the Dark One in this world. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that the book in the final reading, because I don't want to say anything about this week's reading about yeah. it, because I don't think it's fair to this book. Yeah. I, but I want to, I want, I'm hoping the rest of the book clarifies the Dark One in a way that makes this make sense to me. Well, Because right now it doesn't. Because here's the thing. I have a feeling. Have a feeling. That Rand is also the Dark One. No. 
And 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 what? It, Wait, what? And Rand is going to realize that the that the dark one is like literally like a personification or like projection of like the evil within like the hearts of man, right? Because it, the the dark one can't be a person. The dark one can't be a dude who's been like locked up in a cage because like why why like i just unless maybe the the we we have a reason for that but like the dark one at this point kind of had like this journey that rand has been on mm-hmm. has been him coming to terms with so many things about himself and about his past lives and about like there's just there's there's so many things and the 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 letting go and the moving on and the responsibility and so i think maybe him shouldering the responsibility with the dark one and realizing that it's him is similar to his like releasing of the responsibility of the deaths of others, and so I, I. But I don't. If that's what it turns out to be, I'll be very happy with that. Okay. Yeah. I I don't I just I don't I don't know, and I'm I'm honestly kind of spitballing because I don't feel like I have a very good grasp on like the concepts that are being handled right now. Mm-hmm. It's like because Rand is the. Rand can fucking talk to the creator, right? Even Literally. even even our other like characters have yeah magic powers. Watch and watch next week. Nakomi's gonna show up and explain it to Rand so that he actually knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, let's yeah. let's pause really quick. Metheny, yeah, yeah, thank you yeah. so much for that super chat. Uh, regarding you, the free will stuff, look up the theodicy problem. It's an interesting concept. I actually used it to drive off Jehovah's Witnesses once. I've driven off so many Jehovah's Witnesses. It's really not that hard. That you can you can drive them off really quickly by just being like, just hey, ask if they want to. I butt stuff. fuck men. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, butt you stuff? guys are cute. Are you butt are you guys stuff. gay? Because I'm gay. And uh, are you guys on Grindr? Um, yeah. It, they leave real quick. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that how you meet people uh, nowadays? I love that your method, Methany, is like I'm gonna I'm gonna like try and argue with you to make you leave, and I'm like I'm gonna make you wildly uncomfortable by the fact that I am very willing to go further than other people are. <laughs> Um, Arzu, check for thank you so much for that super chat. The world Rand makes is not based on what is, but what Rand believes it would be. That's an interesting thought because my interpretation of the way that he's weaving fate is that he's plucking at the string of like plucking, like he's weaving fate to have fate show the dark one, the, the world without the dark one, as if that string were pulled out. Mm -hmm. Not that Rand is like influencing every detail of the world, but maybe that is what it is. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Sir Jimra says, Dark One existing means evil exists. You don't have to worship him to be evil. See, that's what I disagree with. I don't think that evil can exist because an entity exists. People are going to make evil decisions regardless of the entities that exist, right? Yeah, like that's what Rand realizes, that removing the Dark One from the equation doesn't remove evil. No, no, no. He, but he, no, in this moment, he says that removing the Dark One from the equation does remove evil, and that is also evil. That evil has to exist to make but human life But that's why, that's, yeah, that's why it doesn't remove evil, because it is evil. Like, it, it is like... But it removes, yeah, it's, it, but, but like... It, it's a snake biting its own the tail. The problem is that it said, the, the vision says that Rand removing the Dark One removes evil as a choice. But that isn't true because there are people who have chosen evil in this series that aren't, that didn't choose the Dark One. They didn't choose Pat the Dark and Fane One, yeah. chose the Dark One and then left that for a different evil. Mm-hmm. Meaning that the Dark One isn't the only source of evil in the universe. Yeah. Unless Mashadar also comes from the Dark One, which is super complicated because then why would Mashadar why would destroy the taint? each other out? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They have to... Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's there's, weird. Yeah, there's a lot going on and we're like right in the middle of it. And yeah. so it's, it's I want to get to the end. Because yeah. I, wa- I want to know what the book... I need to know. I want to know what the book's thesis on it is. 
And yeah. we're not there yet. And, mm-hmm. or, or I guess we're at the thesis, but I, I want to know what the book's resolution on the thesis is so that I can make a, so that I can understand what it wants me to think about it. Because right now I'm confused. Yeah. But I love, 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 love the writing of the moment where Rain realizes in Elaine's eyes. That was so good. All of these That moments. I want the resolution to bring me full circle with the Rain Dark One stuff. Yeah. Because of the reading right now, the last battle I'm enjoying so much and the Rain Dark One stuff I'm not quite there with. Well, and those moments are honestly what kind of has like built up my trust with this that it's leading somewhere that I'm gonna like because those the moments to moment is so good mm-hmm. that I think like like I think I think we are headed somewhere um, that is going to make sense because right now I'm like I don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> interesting. Uh, is uh, numbers? Sorry, I'm not gonna read all the numbers. Uh, is says evil is based on motivations though. Actions aren't inherently one or the other. Hard disagree. I disagree. With hard, that. hard, hard disagree. Yeah. There are many actions that are inherently evil. Yeah. Um, enslaving people, uh, no matter what your intent, is inherently evil. Yes. You cannot have good intentions while raping someone or enslaving someone or yeah. molesting a child uh, while committing first degree murder. Um, yeah. There are there are plenty of actions that you can commit in this world that are inherently evil, no matter what your intentions are. Yes. Uh, and so I I I, I disagree with you on that just because I think that there is no way in which um yeah yeah no I I, I'm I'm yeah yeah. (laughs) there's definitely evil evil actions um Mm -hmm. I think there are certainly actions that whether or not they're evil is based on your motivation and intention some of them but definitely definitely not all definitely. uh turvok says i consider that rj was setting up mashadar to replace the dark one for a long time that's a really interesting idea i love the idea that mm. that mashadar is like the count dooku to palpatine and that palpatine had to get taken out um in order for the clone wars to end which is the same thing as the cleansing of the taint yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but palpatine can use to exist without mashadar yeah <laughs> um Lifeline full. Thank you for that. Uh, Join the nerd table. In the vision, Elaine has lived like a hundred years or so. Just think how many concussions she's had in that time. Explains vision. Yes, that's what it is. How many concussions are you having on average a year, light blinded fool? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. The know. only time I've ever had a concussion in my life, and I don't I've even never I don't, had a concussion. I don't know if I have had one, but like if I did, it was when I was playing hockey. I might have had a concussion when I got this scar. You probably. I have four dents in my skull. Three of them are from hockey. I might have had a concussion. Yeah. But um, I wanted to keep playing, so I never got them checked. I I made bad decisions as a young Canadian boy. Um, how? But I'm, can, I'm at, like, like, Blended Phil, I'm legitimately concerned about how many concussions you've had. Oh, lol, Elaine has concussions all throughout the book. That's fair. That's oh, fair. Th- really? I only remember one, but you know what? These, there's a lot in these books. So please forgive me. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. That's all the rant stuff. The rant yeah. stuff this week. Um, we'll we'll get to some of the, the later rant stuff. Um, when we get there, because I'm it's like with the horn blowing. Um, but yeah, these visions they 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 were so well written, and I I hope the resolution of this makes them work for me. Uh, and I think that this is the part of the book where I'm not saying is bad. I want to be really clear. We've talked about it a bit. I feel like I've said some things that might feel negative. They're not negative right now. They are me trying to work through my feelings not having read what the book wants me to know about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Right? We're we're like in the thick of it, literally. Yes. Uh we're 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 about to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And yeah, not in a bad way. Like you said, the writing of the moments is so good. Yeah. Um so God level yeah. bad decision. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> on, 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 a, on a scale from one to Gawain, how bad are the decisions you made in your twenties? Oh 
Oh god. I've got some that close in on Gawain. Yeah, me too. Not I'm I didn't I never went full Gawain because you never go full Gawain. You never go full Gawain. Um, but uh, I came close a couple of times. Yeah, no, I I feel you there. You dated some Gawains. <laughs> no, they were worse than Gawain. Let's be honest. I mean, none of them got you killed. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> if that's the bar. Uh, I never dated any Gawains. My exes are all great. That's true. That's why I'm I've friends met, with them. Like most of them. Yeah, yeah. You've never met like one, mm -hmm. but uh, of like my main exes, you've met most of them. Yeah. 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 That's so funny. Uh, Egwene is seeing little cracks in the rocks, and she's like, "Oh, it's the bale fire for sure." Um. Yeah, I like I like that this came back. Y'all were like trying to convince me that the bale fire was gonna matter, and I was like, I don't really see it. I don't get it. Like, and yeah, I guess now there's cracks because yeah. the world is unweaving. Things ain't happening. I will say. Um, how how bad were the cracks in the fucking Age of Legends? Because they were wielding a lot more Balefire back then than they are now. Yeah, the world's about to go through another breaking. Like, oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not a good time. I kind of want that shirt now. What? Never go full Gawain. Never go full Gawain. I think that's such a funny shirt. Uh, and it's just like the line of Andor, but it's kind of sad. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> it's a sad lion. <laughs> or it's just three rings. That's funny. That it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Never go full Gawain might end up at the store. That's a very funny shirt. Yeah, it might. Uh, it definitely might. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. The 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 crack the the cracks are forming. Clarice is going to the bathroom. Um. Guillermo says, "Will you ship to Brazil?" I don't know if our 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 store does ship to Brazil. It might. If if the stuff in our if the stuff in our merch store ships to Brazil, then it will ship to Brazil. A sad line with three rings is very funny. I need an artist. Does anyone know how to draw art? Um, I dated someone worse than Gawain, Michael. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry about that. All right, guys, I'll make it. We're we're gonna make a never go full Gawain shirt. Does anyone know an artist who draws lions really well? One trip down. You think she's gonna go more than once in this book club? Oh my god, we're already at two fucking hours. This is gonna be a long one, y'all. We're not even... Yeah, this is gonna be a long one. There's no way it won't be a long one. Mm. Um, Donovic, thank you for that super chat. I would pay for that shirt. All right, we're making the Never Go Full Gawain shirt. It's very funny. Isn't Gawain Sigil a white boar? Oh, that's right. What if we do a, like, white boar with, like, three rings on a tusk? I kind of like the idea of, like, a boar from the side and it has, like, one of its tusks and there's, like, three rings on the tusk. That might be the way to do it. Considering that there is a chapter of this book dedicated to letting Egwene have agency for her own sacrifice, blaming it on Gawain seems like a pretty Gawain thing to do. Um, yeah, I, I agree. No, Nicholas Reed, you know what? You are right. Like, the, the book does give Egwene, um, the book does give Egwene that moment. I agree with that. I'm not blaming the death on Gawain. I, I'm saying that, like, Egwene's, uh, that is, that is 100% fair. Egwene does not die because of Gawain. Egwene loses a lot of her reason to continue living past the last battle because of Gawain. Um... And uh, I, 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 I think that that is true. But no, you are, you are right. Um, you are right. There is a lot of, um, there is a lot of uh, Egwene after Gawain's death that, that gives her an incredible beats, right? 
and her death is pretty epic. We'll get to it. Like I, I don't, I like Egwene's death a lot. Yeah. Um, but uh, as long as she is actually dead. Um, but she's you never dead. know with these books. No, she's dead. Um, there is no fucking way. I was kind of hoping she was going to show up with the horn, but, um. Oh, as one of the heroes. Yeah, because she, like, because she literally dies creating the, putting the pa- pattern back together, I was kind of hoping Egwene would be there because that would be, like, a, sac- a, a, a an action worthy of becoming the hero of the horn. Yeah, here's the thing. None of the heroes of the horn that we've seen use, uh, the one power. Oh, that's right. None of them are channelers. Yeah, so I wonder if, like, you can't huh. be. That's actually really interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I, th- I think we're mostly... Look, I, I agree with you. I think we're mostly making jokes about it because we want to make jokes at Gowan's expense, but I don't want to make jokes at Egwene's expense because I really do... Um, I really do think that the... Uh, I, I Yeah, I really do think that the... Um, the, the death of Egwene is great. And I, I don't want to make jokes that make it seem like I'm saying that, like, Egwene didn't have agency in her death because she really did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just more funny that Gawain is such a little shit. And that's that's where yeah. the joke is coming from. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Jay Abbott says, sorry, I'm a retired army and I've killed a lot of people. So murder equals evil is something that kind of haunts me. I I understand where you're coming from. And I think that, like, what that that is different from first-degree murder, right? Like, I think that, like... Yeah, there's uh, a reason that they're different even within the law. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that... I, I'm not saying that killing somebody is evil. I don't think the act of taking a life is evil. I think that planning out to murder somebody is evil. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, like, choosing a target um, and being like, this person, for whatever personal reason, I'm going to go kill them... If you're like, hey, this is war and that person is a general on the other side, I think that there, there's there's reasoning there that changes the situation, right? And I and I think that like that's gonna be a personal thing for everybody involved, right? Yeah. If somebody attacked you, I would kill them and I would not feel like that decision was evil, right? Yeah. If someone attacked you and then six years later I like planned it out and like stalked them to the point, you know what I mean? I think that that would be a different case, right? right. I think that there's a difference between in the moment and if you're not still in danger, I think that killing somebody is Make, making that choice for myself is difficult. Yeah. But, I, I yeah, I think it's always going to be complicated. Yeah. 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 It, that is a whole tough thing to talk about without getting into a lot of, like... Oh, no, I'll say what my personal feelings world. are on it. I, I, I'm happy to talk about my personal feelings on it. My... The, the problem is, is that my personal feelings on it are not realistic in the world that we live in. Fair. That's fair. Um, because I, I, I do not think that there should be a reason to kill or have to attack violently anybody. Uh, but obviously people will fucking suck. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's just one of those those weird things where like the, the, the reality of it is different than what my desires are, I guess. Yeah. Like I will, I'll yeah. I'll never be happy with the decisions that ha- that are that are being made. Um, Glenn Peterson uh, says Egwene had a dream about Aguinan being her warder in book ten. Wait, really? Really? Had she met Aguinan at that point? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They met in like book like three or two or whatever it was. You ever hero? Wait, Aguinan? Aguinan wasn't in book three or two. She was in book three. Book four. Well, she was technically. But she met in Elaine in Nynaeve. Book two. But she didn't meet Egwene. Didn't they sit her down? Oh, no, that that was... Wasn't that night? Wait. No, she had never met Aguinan. 
Egwene did not meet again in, until um, Nynaeve introduced them. Oh, right, in this book. Because Egwene is, like, like Nynaeve is like, we know yeah. this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Egwene is like, that's a Sanchin. Ceasing says, a Sanchin warder. Interesting, I'd forgotten about that dream. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, definitely forgot. She dreams a lot of things. That that's cool. I completely forgot. Uh, what do you think of her hero villain pairing with the Mahale? Um, I... Um, I wish they'd met before. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any, like, emotional connection between the two of them, and yeah. that's fine. But it is more of the, like, uh, like ripping the world apart with the Balefire and the, like, restoring it. Like, I, 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 I get that. Um, I, I, yeah, I enjoy that more than I like the... I, I wish that Egwene and the Mahale had met i wish that they be, be, because they were both working under rand or not working under rand obviously it would have been actually that, fun pardon me for one second it would have been fun if like again or not again sorry Egwene and mahale before like black tower went full evil if they met about like rand's thing about uh ashman warders and i said i like 100 like yeah, if yeah. they had had a meeting that like didn't go well that would have been interesting, but... I, I And I, it gets into what I was talking about last week, where I feel like this book didn't set the characters up to have, like, nemeses. Mm -hmm. And, like, I know that, like, that 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 feels like, oh, it's cheap to, like, give everyone, like, a villain that they fight in the last battle. But I do think that the last battle would have benefited from um, some more personal stakes from some characters. Because mm -hmm. Andrel's storyline throughout the last battle is so interesting because he knows the players. Yeah. And... Like, Andrew's relationship with Mazram Tame makes his moving around the battlefield more interesting. Mm -hmm. Whereas Egwene's lack of a relationship with who she's fighting, mm -hmm. in my opinion, makes her struggle against them a little bit less interesting. Mm -hmm. Especially considering she could have met a lot of these people. Yeah. Um, And it's why I think that, like, it's why I think that giving Perrin so many nemeses and not giving the rest of the characters them... um makes the internal conflict of the good guys sometimes more interesting than the actual battle. Matt and Tuan and their relationship and how it relates to the Sanchen leaving and coming back is really good because there's like, there's an interpersonal conflict between them. Yeah. That isn't just, oh, do can I get my lances in position in time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I think that I would have really liked Maz from Tame and Egwene to have had some sort of a... Uh, Ember Eyes makes a good point. If you replace Nemesis with narrative foil, it, it's a literary device, not a cheap trope. I just think that yeah. here they are they are narrative foils, but they don't they don't know each other at all. And I yeah. think that if they just they just met had once, met. that would be interesting. Um, yeah, Dale, thank you for that super chat, Mistborn Finale and Final Empire. I have no idea what that means. Is that... I'm so sorry, Dale. I just don't know what the final empire is. I've never read Mistborn, so I don't know what no that idea. is. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, official AMC says, Nerdy loves interpersonal intimate stakes in a story, you guys. I'm shocked. What? I know. I know. But this is one where, like... You're consistent. It's fine. This is one that could have been set up really easily, right? Yeah. There, we had millions of words. Uh, these characters who were under the same banner at one point could have met. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think that it would have brought this, I think that it is smart to pit them against each other in the last battle, and I liked them fighting each other. Mm -hmm. I just wish they knew each other. Yeah, like, because here's the thing, if, like, Egwene doesn't hear from the people she sent to Mahale, and she, like, contacts mm -hmm. him, and he's like, well, 
I'm uh, I'm taking care of them. And she's like, what the fuck? And yeah, there's yeah. like, you know, there's like tension there between the two of them having like met. Like, that's fine. Like, that's that's cool. It just adds a little something. I, I, I do think that the pairing like made sense like thematically yeah. for what they were doing. But um, I mean, it was it was pretty badass. I just would have rather seen Andral fight the Mahale just because yeah. or, or honestly, Loghain. I would have rather seen Loghain fight the Mahale just because I knew each other and they had a reason. They they like it would have meant more for Loghain to take out the Mahale. Um, and like Egwene could have still had this moment where she takes out the Sharans. But then again, you're like, Egwene is just taking out faceless people because yeah. it doesn't matter as much. Well, and I honestly thought Loghain would be the one to take out Demandred, but Loghain gets his fucking ass handed to him. Um, Pinky Armando says, it's okay if your foils don't meet. They knew about each other. I just wish Egwene had blamed Tame more for the force bonding and other things that she blamed Rand for. Sure, sure. Or if they built it up that way, right? If, okay, if Egwene, yeah. if a, they, even if they didn't meet, if Egwene just had placed some of the undue blame that she put on Rand on Tame, I think that could have worked too. There's yeah. a way that that could have worked. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that I, I agree with you, Pinky. There, there's a way it could have worked that it, that just isn't here. And so it, it just kind of is like interesting because they're both strong. Yeah. And they're both at the head of different organizations. But Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not a bad pairing. Yeah. Um, it's just... You could have built up a relationship by them sending letters back and forth throughout the books about the... You know what I mean? Like there, there, there are ways that it could have been done that would have made this just a little bit tighter. Yeah. Anyways, um, Gawain is a piece of shit. Again. Uh, is this where Gawain leaves? This is, yeah, this is where he's like, yeah, Gawain, Gawain yeah. is like, um, well, because this is, sorry, Egwene Nodonos is that Gawain is missing, right. and it's like, what's going on? And Brian goes to look for him, and <sighs> he's so fucking dumbass. Garrett, uh, Egwene goes to speak to Chubane. Uh-huh. Um, who I don't a name remember who Chubain is. I've I know that he's in these books. I just don't remember who that name. Is. It rings some kind of bell. Uh, and this is where because uh, Matt had abandoned the heights early when the dragon. Oh my god, there's so much happens. We didn't even talk about how the dragons were attacked by Balefire. The I dragons mean, were supposed to last longer, but they didn't, so they pulled them back from the heights. And now they're fixing them. Yeah, we talked yeah. about. We talked kind of. About we the talked about the that. end of it, but we didn't talk about why. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah. so Matt is now assaulting the heights. He's yeah. going back after him. Because yeah. Demandred is up there and they've got to distract Demandred or else he will just keep blowing them up with Balefire. Yeah. This is, I told you this, this this chapter made me wish the Rand Loghain fighting the Trollocs chapter hadn't happened. Yes. Because Rand, Rand and Loghain wipe out 150,000 Trollocs by themselves from a house like, like a book ago. But yeah. And I wish that that chapter hadn't happened because it's a level of destruction that I feel like Demandred should be able to pull off here but isn't. In a way that I feel weird about. I wish that chapter just didn't exist. It doesn't yeah, do anything think, for the series, in my opinion. You would think Demandred would know what Death Gates are, too. Well, the Death Gates don't work the same way on allies, but yeah. Um, but they do. They work on they work on humans, because Rand uses the Death Gates at... Um, they work, but they don't... Like, like humans can go through a gateway in a way that Trox can't. I just think that that chapter... even And I remember saying this in the book club at the time. Well, because Land decision makes no sense with them fighting the Trollocs there like yeah yeah if Mm -hmm. you took out that chapter from the series then we don't then yeah you take away the question of this last battle thing and you take away Lan whining about not being able to fight when he literally just fought people it it it, it's a chapter that at the in the moment where it happened in that book club I say this is a weird power scale issue now with why aren't the Forsaken from the Age of Legends this good right and I remember saying that then, yeah. and now reading the last battle, I, I still feel that that chapter to me set um, an expectation for what 
channelers with this level of power can accomplish mm-hmm. that is and never lived circle. up to again. He's got a terrain yeah. route and a full circle of 72 fucking people. And if he was the military leader that fought Rand at full power in the age of, that fought Lucerne at the full power at the age of legends, he was probably capable of that. Yeah. And the fact that he's not doing that here. Yeah. And Fudgy Vamp is right. Like, um, Demandra should have just evaporated the armies of light. And there's no other point in the entire series that sets that expectation. That would have made you think that. It's just that, for one that one chapter thing. and it, it it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Thematically, it doesn't do a lot for the series. It's just this one moment where Rand is so fucking powerful. Yeah. That you, it sets expectations for the rest of the book that are never met. Yeah. And I don't know. It. it I, I felt that reading Demandred here where I was like, why isn't Demandred just wiping these people out? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this even a fight? You could maybe make the argument that he's saving himself for Rand, but like, um, he still has a Terangrel and a full circle. So. Yeah. I don't know. It it, it, it it's so re- looking back on the series, that's a chapter that like I think that you could like straight up just cut. Yeah, probably. You can tr- you can excise it out of the series and, and I don't think it changes makes, anything. No, it makes land leaving make more sense. Yes. It does make land leaving make more sense cuz land be like I want to go fight the last battle. <laughs> Not that 150,000 trollics, the last battle. Yeah, he's like, "No, nah, I'm going to go do it by myself." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It it is weird. Yeah. It's a weird one. Yeah. Um yeah. But, uh... Anyways, yeah. Gowan sucks. Gowan yeah. decides he's gonna go fucking pick off Demandred and try to fucking assassinate him. It's like, somebody's gotta do it, so I guess it can't be me. And I'm not doing it for the glory or anything like that, even though, like, you know, that's probably what I'm doing it for. But no, 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 I'm definitely doing it because, like, it's gotta be done. Not doing it for myself or my glory or any recognition at all. And I'm like, fucking shut the fuck up, Gowan. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get Egwene killed. And he does um but so uh, he starts fighting to mandarin yeah he tries to assassinate him doesn't fucking work <laughs> but uh it's really interesting i i, I they start fighting uh mm-hmm. and demandra throws a rock at uh gowan and gowan's like you're cheating and i'm like you're you have rings gowan what i don't know <laughs> you are also cheating yeah why do you care uh so demandra uh what did they call the weed He's like you're wearing you you've got a thing on. Oh you. yeah, there's yeah. like a name for it that is like well known. I like, don't know if I wrote it down. Nobody in this age knows that weave or whatever. And that's and this is why Demanded once again believes um, that uh, uh, that Lucerne is, is there because only Lucerne would know the would, weave. Would it would know of it. the Could night possibly know the it. night shadows or something. Something yeah along those I I yeah can't remember what it's called. I love that it had this a name. This fight though really well written. The fight great. This is great. Fantastic. This this sequence as much as I was like fuck Gowan this was fucking. Great shit. Yeah, it was really well written. I'm. I love that because because we don't know what Demandred is capable of. This and all we've seen is him shoot from afar. Mm-hmm. Like who gives a fuck about Demandred, right? His power level. We don't know. Yeah, he's never, yeah. Done, he's never done anything in the whole series. So throwing and we'll Gawain never get at to him, see his full power. Right, throwing Gawain at him and having him just wipe Gawain off the board. Yeah, was a really smart choice in terms of being like, oh, he is not just scary from afar. He's also scary up close. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's an incredible swordsman as well as being like so fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin, welcome back to the nerd table. Have fun catching up. We'll see you on the other side. Uh, it's it, it is interesting that uh, Demandre thinks that Matt is loose Theron. Yeah, because Demandred should know who Matt is because he's been told multiple times to kill Matt. Well, I don't know. Demandred's been off doing his own. No, thing he's been at. The, we've seen him at those meetings. Oh. We've literally seen him at the meetings where they've been like, thinks... "This is Matram Coffin. Murder this man if you see him." Yeah, but that doesn't mean Rand can't borrow his face. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, oh no, know. no, totally. But he also like he knows that 
that Matt is a Taviran yeah. that is supposed to be murdered. True. Right? Yeah. Like, that's in the book, is that the, the, the Dark One has been for, like, ever since Lord of Chaos been like, hey, guys, God murdered this one guy? fucking guy. Yeah, he's bad news. He is Taviran, and he's a problem. And Demander is like, Matram Coffin has to be loose there, and he couldn't be the Taviran boy with the luck. Couldn't possibly be. Um, yeah. Because uh, Demandred is fucking up his own ass. Demandred kills Gawain. Bye-bye, Gawain. Yeah. Uh, so sad. We're not gonna miss you. Uh. He doesn't really kill him, though. He, like, leaves him mortally wounded enough that, um, in the middle of a circle of bad guys, Gawain can get on a horse and leave. That's, yeah. Yeah. Because Demandred just loves leaving people alive. Well, Demandred was just kind of like, if you survive it, you know, tell Luce Theron that we're, um, looking forward to fighting you. And so it seems like he kind of, like, hopes that Gawain's gonna live long enough to pass on that message. Yeah, but then he does it again with Galad. Yes. Yeah, because he really wants Luce Theron. I know. Guys, he really, he really I don't know wants if you him. know this, but Demandred really wants Luce Theron. Um, we get to Fayul. Fayil is uh, in the darkness and... Um, Into the darkness. Then she's like looking up at Thakandar and mm-hmm. this, was, this was also a little bit goofy. Them pretending to be a caravan? Yeah, all all of the like way that this functioned, the, oh, I didn't uh, le- find it goofy. leading up to Oliver blowing the horn, was a little. There was a, there was some like um. This this felt a little convenient to me. Hmm, the, this really? this like side quest, the Fayil side quest here felt a little bit. It, it wasn't my favorite written part of this. Oh really? Okay. Just just because I think it totally makes sense that there's like you know a place in the blight that's directing all the supplies and things like that. And that, like, them heading towards Shao Ghul, obviously, like, we already know that that village is there. So that they're, that's why they're able to get back is through these, like, through these gateways. Because none of them are, like, really channelers. I didn't, I didn't mind that so much. Mm-hmm. It was more, like, the way it all played out with the, like, with the, like, um, yakety sacks kind of running around with the horn in the middle of a bunch of trollocs. The fact that no one grabs Oliver because he's small... Well, when, when, once they go through the gateway, yeah. let's just talk through this section really quick instead yeah. of, because we'll come back to it a couple times. Let's just do all of the Fayol Oliver stuff. Sure. That way we're done with it. Sure, yeah, yeah. We have to knock some things off this board. Um, yeah. Because last week I was saying, like, how the fuck do they get through the valley into Thakandar? I'm yeah. really glad they didn't do that because that yeah. would have been truly yakety sacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they, they come up to a ridge and they see that people are lining up for gateways because, hey, the... The trucks can't go through gateways, but their supplies can. Yep. That fucking brilliant. Yep. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they jump a Although, caravan. I am like a question mark. Yeah. Are if if Shadow Spawn cannot enter through gateways, yeah. does that mean that people who are turned shouldn't be able to go through no, gateways? No, they can. We've seen them go through gateways. Yeah, but I just mean like why? Because now because they are not, shadow spawn. No, 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 they're not shadow spawn. They are turned. But they are still their physical bodies are still humans. They just have like a crazy compulsion on their heads, but the shadow spawn are like made of it. It is an entirely arbitrary line that the series drew so that Trox can't move through gateways. Okay. It, it it truly is an arbitrary de- definition that the series needed to not have Trolloc show up everywhere. Yeah. And so they just said that they can't. Yeah. Okay. Even though they do when they can when they want them to. The the way gates. It's a totally Very arbitrary useful. thing. Very useful. Um. Yeah, I just was like, oh, well, like, turned people and, like, you know, these fucking, like, evil eye like, 
feel like it do, it doesn't matter because totally the book you. doesn't do, says yeah. no that that's not it. But I think that I think that they got to like book five and realized that if the I can't remember when it was introduced, but I think they realized that if the Trollocs, if you're gonna have twelve people <laughs> who can teleport people who can open these traveling gates, if you're gonna have them in the books, mm-hmm. they can't just move trollocs everywhere yeah. because the the logic of the world will fall apart yeah and so they created a logical reason why the forsaken are not doing that constantly yeah because otherwise we would be sitting here being like why um why didn't they just, they just bring more trollocs yeah, yeah 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 the the books needed to have a reason for mm-hmm. that yeah and i i think that it's a fine one right yeah it just is the way that it works yeah but it is one of those that's just how it works and it's not explained because yeah. it, we needed it to be more important. Yeah, yeah. no, that that uh, that's a hundred percent fair. I yeah. just it was one of those things where I was like, you know, if people lose their entire sense of self and become a husk, like that doesn't that seems they're not really a husk though because they keep their personality. They no, just don't they keep their... they lose all like human intuition. Like they're not that's human. That's not hundred percent true because we no, some they, of the some of useless. the no because some of the Black Tower guys uh-huh. who have been turned, yeah. Andral is like. It's like it's him, but it's not. Yeah, because they have they. But they're not. They're not all turning... carbon copies of one thing. They keep some no. of the elements of themselves. No, but they they literally like like take away what makes them human, which is why I like thought maybe that like turned people couldn't travel because if you t- if 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 you take mm-hmm. away what makes them human, like does that make them shadows? But I I don't know. It just it, it doesn't matter because the book says no. But uh, I don't think I the books get into how the shadow spawn are actually made. It's just a thing that Agenor did. And yeah. I think that there's a difference between things Agenor created and things the Dark One did. Yeah, like right. I guess the Golom can't travel, right? No. Right, The yeah. Golom, Drakkar, um, what else? Uh, Trollocs and Fates, yeah. Trollocs and Fates. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah Glenn Peterson, there was a lot of talk about that being a flaw when RJ was writing the series. He didn't truly clarify in canon until the Death Gate scene. Yeah, but I think that once he clarifies, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So, so yeah. So, Fael and them, they, they, they are going to Thakandar, and then instead they see the supply village, and they're like, oh, people mm-hmm. are going to the battle through these su- supply trains. Uh, we This is how we're going to get the, the horn to met. Yeah, I, I think that what I was confused about with this, mm-hmm. it, it, this just introduced a bunch of stuff really quick, Okay, is where are these caravans coming from? From the city. That that city's been there for ever. I don't know. Right. So, but why are they opening the? Why are they like like? This was one of those weird things where like I get that the good guys are opening the gateways in one area because they need to keep order. Mm-hmm. But why are the dark ones doing that? Because their order is magical. Like this, this just this felt weird to me because it just Fayul goes off on a side quest that introduces a really cool idea of like, oh, the supplies are coming from Thakandar. Like that, or from this village. That totally worked for me. Right, yeah. I didn't really understand the caravan part of it. And like the, and then it gets into the like running around the Trolloc camp with the horn thing that I just was kind of like, oh, okay, like this is, it was just a little bit like, how did they lose sight of Fayil when there's Trollocs everywhere? What do you mean? She like jumps on a horse and runs. Yeah, she runs away. Yeah. And then she runs back to where she found Oliver, which was in the middle of the Trollic camp. And she like has a full conversation with Oliver, gives her the horn. And I'm like, shouldn't she be surrounded by Trollocs? They're in the she middle of the camp. She doesn't go in a straight line. No, but she goes back to the middle of the camp. Yeah, she's like, you know, goes like this around. But the whole camp doesn't follow her. 
I mean, most of them do. There's a, like, it's the bloody fucking horn of Valir. I know, but that, this is just, that's where I'm like, how did they lose her? How did she, like, have this conversation with Oliver? The entirety no, of the Trolloc army. Bella is the creator. Okay, the entirety of the Trolloc army loses Fayul because she manages to get back to the middle of the Trolloc camp, have a, like, Oh, conversation she's, she's with all stayed Oliver. in the middle of the troll. She is dead in the like in the heart of the troll camp. She would have had to ride for like twenty fucking minutes to get out. Like she would have had and, to have been like. And that's why this. That, and that's why this section felt a little yakety sax to me huh. because she gets on a horse, rides away, rides back, talks to Oliver, gives him the horn, rides away again, and then Oliver gets under a cart. Manages to like run through a shit ton of Trollocs to climb into a rock, to a hole in a rock where he like hangs out. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, this, it all felt very convenient that this happened in the middle of their camp where their supplies are delivered, where you would assume there's Trollocs in every direction. Like, there shouldn't be a way for these characters to run around this much here. There should be channelers here. It it makes sense. No, the channelers are all fighting. Why, but why is there one channeler here? Because they're all fighting. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's just one of those things where, like, I wish that this was tighter because this whole side quest feels very superfluous to me. I know, it made sense to me. It it made it 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 didn't really to me, but it 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 didn't feel very necessary. And it it it's all to get to Oliver blowing the horn, mm-hmm. which also didn't really work for me personally. I did after I realized what was happening. But then they make it more complicated again. Okay, well, yes, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to let's that. just do it now. Let's just do it now. Let's get... Hang on. Uh, Garam, thank you for that super chat. Shadows, thank you, Garam. Uh, Shadowspawn can't travel, but they could skim. The golem got into the skimming platform. Could he leave? Oh, yeah, I guess if the golem couldn't travel, he would have, like, burnt up as soon as he stepped through the gateway. Wait, but if they can skim, then they can travel. Maybe the golem is different. The golem isn't Shadowspawn. What do you mean? It was created by Agenor. Oh, yeah. Wait, how did he skim then? I don't know. Wait, that doesn't work. You know, it, I don't they, know. they can either travel or they can't. But skimming and traveling are not different enough. Because you still go through a gateway. Because if you can skim Trollocs everywhere, then you can skim Trollocs everywhere. They can't skim. Yeah, so, so then how the fuck the did golem. the golem stay golem, alive? Golem, different. Oh no, Guillermo, you just broke this whole thing to me. Golam are special. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. Um yeah. All right. See, that that's where I don't like arbitrary lines. Right. Is when they're the that Golam, arbitrary. The Golam is still Shadow Spawn. It was created to serve the Shadow. Also, where are the other two Golam? There were 3 of them. There's supposed to be 3 of them. I thought there were only 3 ever created. But they only ever found one. The other two are like locked in a vault somewhere. Oh, they're in stasis boxes. Yeah. That makes sense. I okay, think. that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Right? I, I'll accept that. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure. That's I'm glad it. you remembered that. He found the golem in a stasis box. That's yeah, right, 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 yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So they're just, oh, they're just golem in a box somewhere. Built different. Golem is built different. I don't love that, but it's a fine. Um, yeah. It is what it is. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so Fail, they, they do, they steal a caravan. Uh, there's so much more to talk about in this field section. They steal a caravan. They go. Yeah. They roll really high on their deception check. Yeah. Um, and then they go through the gateway. There is a one person uh, who's channeling the gateway, and then they're surrounded by trollocs and carts and shit. Uh, and um, what? Who gets? Who gets caught? It's um. Who gets? Oh no! They realize that the that uh 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 what's her face is a dark friend. 
Right. She... Oh my god, Mandevin. No, not Mandevin. No, no, no. Um, uh, our uh 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 starts with a fucking A. Fuck, I need to go to um, another point POV. She was with them with the Shido. Fuck yeah. what's mm-hmm. her fucking butt? Um Oh my god, what is her name? It's... She was a dark friend the whole time, but she wasn't. She had given up being a dark friend, but they like remember, but they like caught back up with Came her years back later. For her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so <clears throat> that, oh, Arella. Arella? Was that it? Isn't it Arella? Fuck me. There's so many goddamn names. Um. Um. Glenn Pearson, uh, thank you for that super chat. The golem couldn't be touched by the one power, so no gateway lock for them. Gateway lock? But then wouldn't they be able to, wouldn't they not be able to go through it? Because they can't be touched by the one power? Uh, You know what? Doesn't matter. The book says what it is, and... Okay, so Vincent says, Rand says at some point that golem is the only shadow spawn that can go through the gateways, but Aganor made enough, had enough sense to only make six of them. Okay. Sure. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Aravine, not Arella. Yeah. I knew it was an A name. Yes. Mostly because you started an A name. No, I know. I was like, I know it's an A name, but it's not Arganda. And it's. (laughs) I one thing I really liked about this section Uh was that it was that this that she was like I didn't want to be a dark friend anymore. Yeah. But I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. Yeah. They they like found me again. Yeah. That was really good writing. Yeah. Yeah. They were betrayed. They were betrayed. Yes. Uh, And so they go through and then. They start grabbing everyone except Olver because he's a kid, I guess. Yeah, they uh, um, ignore him. Yeah, everyone ignores Olver. Uh, and so Olver manages to walk up and stab the channeler. Um, yep. Which, like, I get that he's small, but he's still, like, a 12-year-old boy. Like, I feel like he's people like would eight. notice. He's, like, seven or eight. He's, no, he's, yeah. like, oh, he's, he's like not 12. even, like, ten. He's, like, about to start puberty. No. Yeah. No, no. Isn't Oliver like 12 years old? No, I think he's like eight. It very much reminded me of the boy from Vinland Saga, Thorfinn. Yes. Um, and it so is. he jumps up and stabs the channeler. All hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fael grabs a horse. He's eight years old. Okay. Uh, we got it. <laughs> Fael grabs a horse uh-huh. and starts riding away, at which point Vainan and Harwin... She grabs... Bella. She grabs Bella, yes. Be- yes I'm yes, yes. sorry. She grabs Bella. Thank you very much. So, Vainan and Hardwin are there, mm-hmm. and they weren't evil. They, they, this is part of why this feels yakety sex. No, I love it, though. I, I, I love, I love that they're it. not evil. I really, really, I, I just, the, the reasoning of, I thought that you were hiding Matt's tobacco where you were taking a shit He's such a fucking weird... Like, that to me is so strange. Mm-hmm. We stalked you to where you pooped because we wanted to have a smoke is just such a strange... It's goofy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so, like, I'm so glad they're not evil. I'm sad they're now dead, I'm assuming. Um, but Oh, actually, we didn't see them die. So. I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy they're not evil. I really am. Because I didn't like that last week. Yeah. The reasoning of we stalked you to where you were pooping because we thought that you were going to hide Matt's tobacco there for some... But, like, why would she hide it? Why wouldn't she bring it with them? Like, what reason would she have for hiding tobacco? You know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. just... I couldn't I couldn't get on board with this reasoning. And All so right. they're now good guys again because, oh, they weren't that bad. They were just stalking me while I pooped so that I they could find tobacco. And they saw the horn and literally screamed. 
Yeah. That that to me was that to me was silly. Mm-hmm. And then it leads to her fleeing and then riding around in a circle, coming back to the middle of the camp, giving over the horn and then riding away again. I think she's maybe still alive, but she should be dead. And if she is alive, that's another fake out death in this. Well, no, it's not a fake out death because we didn't see her die. There's and not no a reasonable like, reason dead. for her to survive. No, this. but a fake out death is like this person is dead. Just kidding. Like, the, the, there's a difference between we don't know what happened to them and they're dead. Yeah, no, th- and that is that is a totally fair distinction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also, I don't think there's a reasonable way for her to survive this. <sighs> I don't know, we'll see. She's being chased by things that are faster than horses on a horse. No, Bella can, Bella Bella is it. not with her. I know. Oliver gets Bella because Oliver rides Bella until Bella dies. The creator is dead, y'all. I know. If the creator dies, that means the Dark One can also die, so... There. It, it wasn't the seals on the this Dark One's prison. This is proof the Dark One can die. It is Bella's death, actually, that releases the Dark One, not the seals. <laughs> um, I Guys, I understand the idea of jonesing for a smoke at the end of the world. I'm not arguing with that. I'm saying that I don't understand why they thought she would leave the tobacco behind. Like, I don't get why... I don't. I, that just doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why that would be... It's not like tobacco's heavy. It's not like it was weighing them down or that like it was yeah. drawing evil creatures to them the idea that fight the <laughs> idea that Bainan and Hardwin were like she's hiding tobacco from us and she's gonna leave it behind for no reason so we have to stalk her while she pretends to poop it's it's just like a weird it just is like it's so it's such a contrived reason mm-hmm. to spend half a chapter thinking that these two are evil you know what I mean it's so like I liked it yeah I liked it <laughs> I like I agree I'm like I don't know what the reason is that Fael would have to leave behind the Tabak and that they would like like be be suspicious that she was going to leave it behind enough to follow her because the box that it was supposed to be in was peeking out of her tent the entire time which means that they had to know that she was faking out to keep the box and hide the (laughs) Tabak look I'm not gonna argue with you there but I I like the moment of it so I don't care (laughs) And that's fine. And that's fine. I just, I, I like the moment of them showing up too. And it is funny, Mm -hmm. but it's funny in a way that I stopped reading for a second and went, wait a second, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that I didn't love in the last battle. Sure. Uh, Garen, thank you for that super chat. Now Poopy started taking the box and they were around eyeballing it in Tarvalon and they thought she was bringing it to leave behind. Yeah. But that's the question is like, why, why would she leave it behind and take it out of the box? Like... Why Why would Fael be deliberately faking out, taking the Tabak out of the chest, but leaving the chest there to be like the corner of it is visible in her tent it is, if it was just Tabak? It is like, so just, convoluted. Yeah, it's just you don't think about it too hard and it works just fine, which is where I'm at. But you know me and I think about things too hard. And this, so I end up on the side of like, I just wish if you're going to have Fael do the side quest, just have it be a little bit tighter. Yeah, I especially like because it. it's about the horn, and it leads to like it leads to Oliver blowing the horn in a way that like I wanted to be a moment that I enjoyed more, but getting there for me took me out of it a little bit. Really, because I actually thought that like the I, the moment that we had where we were like, "What the fuck is going on?" and then the like, "Oh, I I actually loved that." Oh, I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just wish that like the lead up to that didn't take me out of the series to sit there and be like, wait, what is going on with Tabak? I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I had to retroactively try and understand what they were trying to say here. Yeah. And that takes me out of a story. If you throw something this convoluted in, I will try and think back and try and figure out why characters did what they, what you're telling me they were doing in the fake out. Yeah. And if I'm sitting there not reading, 
trying to be like, okay, so wait, so Fayil faked this, and then and then so they thought that if I'm sitting there doing that, I'm not reading the book, and I've been taken out of the story. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. If I pause your TV show to be like, wait, so wait, six episodes, they said, I think that you've communicated something poorly, and I think that this was poorly communicated information. Okay. Because it's not like Fayil has ever said that tobacco was evil. It's yeah. not like we've ever, and no one in the series has ever said tobacco is evil or that there's a reason to leave it behind. She has no reason to pretend to leave it behind. Yes. That's, that's what's, that's the weird part about it is that yeah. like, they're like, like they're, they, they want the tabak and they think that it's in this chest. So why would they suspect her of faking it out by taking it out of the chest to hide somewhere else and keeping the chest? It, yeah. It just yeah. doesn't. Let's move on. Cause mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're nitpicking this. It's, it's not that important. But it also is because it's the last one. The last battle. I just um, thought it was funny. So uh, Perrin wakes up in Berlaine's place. Um, <laughs> where yep. she makes a joke that is so weird to me. Don't worry. I'm not going to pretend to fuck you now. There's people here watching. That joke was so strange. Yeah. I brought protection from people thinking that I... Took advantage of you again. Yeah. It's such a weird thing to say here. Yeah. I'm like, all um, right. I'm glad you thought about that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Perrin is like, I'm going to go to the last battle. And uh, Janina's like, fuck no. I will not wash away your tiredness. You are going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, oh, I could go to the wolf dream. Or I could go to the dream of the flesh. Or I could sleep. And he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to go take a nap. And he naps through the last battle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's really all that we see of Perrin. Until, here's the thing. Look, I know that the next thing is, chapter 40 is, is Perrin, because it's called fucking Wolf Brother. Perrin has to show up in it. But, uh, yeah, I just was like, oh, he, he missed it. Wait, the next chapter's called Wolf Brother? Yeah. Oh, cool. Chapter 40 is called Wolf Brother. Well, because they wait till dawn, so Perrin is going to ride in on the dawn of the second day. <laughs> The dawn. Is he going to bring a bunch day. of wolves? Are all the wolves in the world going to show no, it's up? it's the riders of Rohan, actually. The wolves of Rohan. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we cut over to Andril, uh, and uh, Andril's team is all healed up. Uh, and um, we get the, like, I, uh, I'm i not going to lie. This might be a controversial take. I think the best romance in the whole series. Other than the part where they force bond each other weirdly, I think that Andril and Pavara have the most, like, have the best written romance in terms of, like, two people who fall in love because of their actions towards each other? Yeah, yeah. Look, the I'm, I don't say this to be mean. The bar isn't super high. Oh, no, the bar is we, on the fucking ground. We yeah, have yeah. all agreed that RJ's maybe not the, the Rand best. tripped on the bar yeah. into three yeah. relationships. Yeah, not the best at writing romance. That's okay. That's fine. He's very, very, very good at writing other things, and that's all good. Uh, but, yeah, definitely I think the best romance. Yeah, there's just something about the way that they're both kind of, like, yeah, there's there's something about it that yeah. I just think like they're they understand one another. They have a mm-hmm. respect for one another. That's um, that's a big part of it. Respect. <laughs> that's a big part of why I like this romance over the other ones. Um, yep. And and it's yep. not just like oh I'm in love with them. Yes. Because because like oh, even Nynaeve and even even Nynaeve and Lan are like you're so hot. I guess we're in love. And you're like oh yeah. I guess yeah I guess they are. Yeah, we don't actually see a lot of them just interacting one on one. Yeah. Uh, we got more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Albino, yeah. Like I said, the way that they got together, still very problematic. For sure, um, for sure. But the romance between them is definitely, like, the best written, mm-hmm. I think. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're great. They're uh, healing up, figuring out what they're going to do next. He's like, oh, no, I'm falling in love. And she's like, he, or no, no, he's like kind of laughing about it because he's like, I'm too old for that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because Pavara is like way older than he is. Unless he's also a very old, because we actually don't know how old Andral is. He's like like late 30s. Well, but, or because he has the ability to channel, is he older than that and he like looks no, younger? I, I think we know that he's like late 30s, right? Do we? Okay. Uh, Glenn Pierce, thank you for that super chat. Did you just compare me to an old leather strap? <laughs> yes. See, these yes. are the things that think that great. men think that we don't say out loud, out loud to our partners. Um, <laughs> because it would get us in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, there's a reason that she's like, I'm sorry, wait a second. Hold up. Hold Oscar Fallis says, uh, Robert Jordan was as good at writing romance as he was at writing weddings. Brandon Sanderson, too. Brandon Sanderson does not write a wedding. It happens off page. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Embrise says, yeah, the RJ romance equation. Antagonism into love declarations into not seeing each other for five books into marriage. Yes. <laughs> Oh, he's pushing 60. I, interesting. I thought, I thought he was... I thought he was um, older than that, but yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, he's definitely lived many lives. Uh, and this is where Andrel says, if we're going to get the seals, we're going to have to use stealth. Mm-hmm. This is the stealth mission at the end of the video game that you're like, I really, I don't want to this do is, this. This is when mm-hmm. your D&D party rolls really well on checks that they were not supposed to pass at all. This is when you, yeah, pass without trace absolutely fucking breaks yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're rogue, uh, there, there's a... Disguise there's, self plus pass without trace. There's a joke in campaign one of Critical Role where with pass without trace, um, Vax, the the rogue in their party... Rolls a like forty three stealth. Yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you members uh, is like <laughs> you, you go so invisible. You're actually invisible for everything that happened previously in this campaign. <laughs> oh my god! It's so funny, incredible. <laughs> and Liam just like dips back and like disappears because they didn't have backs on their chairs back then. And Liam would like oh, laugh and disappear. He just lies down. I love that. Yeah. I don't um, know how they fucking did those like five hour sessions on those benches, but yeah, uh, they're gonna funny. go get the seals from Tame, um, and then we see. Uh, Guillermo says Andrew's thirty something. I think I'm right here. I think he's like thirty nine. I assumed honestly that he was like forty eight. Mm, okay. When I read it, like I yeah, I was like late forties is kind of what I pictured, but I don't know. Um, yeah. So uh, Ruark uh, gets taken off the board. He's compulsed. It doesn't matter. No, this does matter. This was fucking tragic. I love I this moment. I think it's really good. It's one of the few times we're at so Thakandar in the last battle, so I think it was a little weird that it was here. I feel yeah. like this should have been in a later chapter. Or in a previous one. Yeah, the the last battle doesn't really do Thakandar very much, and so yeah. this felt a little out of place to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very sad. Ruark's great, and the fact that Ruark is now essentially dead. This is well, kind of the first big well, death. Well, we do know that Nynaeve can fix compulsion. But not, um... Oh, wait, no, she does cure Grandel's compulsion. Yeah. Now, yeah. here's the thing. The first time she does it, it goes horribly wrong. But when she does it to What's-His-Face, it doesn't. What's-His-Face? Yeah, what was the fucking guy, um... Oh, no, wait, she... No, because no, Rand Bale fires. What? No, what's his face? Um, she No, she takes the compulsion off. Or no, 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 wait. No, I'm talking about the taint. Fine. Yeah, the madness, she definitely heals. But like, like... No, she's never removed a compulsion and it gone well. 
Yes. Perfectly. Now, now here's the thing. Rand is like, uh, yeah, I guess it wouldn't work for that guy because it's been it's been too long and like too much. So because Ruark hasn't been composed very long, maybe there is a chance for him. Maybe. Um. But still, Ruark at like thirty percent is still better than every man alive right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ruark at thirty percent is still like Ryan Gosling. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. He's just Ken. Everywhere else, he'd be a 10. Oh, my God. Uh, He's like, wow, why did I ever think that these hot women were hot when clearly this person who is supposed to be canonically ugly is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen? You're uh, like, no, not Ruark. We cut to Rand. Um, oh, I, no, I do like in this the Hasalam, though, her being like, he thought this was a punishment. But I'm still fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, she's like, now this is just hilarious. I can just make people think I'm hot. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> True. Because she wants to look at hot people. I don't. I don't think she wants to be hot. She wants to be surrounded by hot. Hmm. I think that. I think that this is a commentary on. I think that this is an attempt that is kind of successful on a commentary on what men think about women, where I think that it is that like uh, this is this is a male author trying to write. This, like, joke of, like, men think women want to be hot, but what they actually want is to be surrounded by luxury. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is a, like, deeper commentary on that idea here. Okay. Where, like, Grendel's spirit isn't broken because she's physically unattractive. Yeah. Because her desire was not to be attractive. Her desire was to be surrounded by what she finds attractive. Yes. Which is a very different concept. And and also to use the way that people viewed her as a manipulation, which she can still do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I just I just think that it's an, it's an interesting idea to play with. I like that I really like that Grendel wasn't broken by being unattractive. Mm-hmm. I think that it it points to a a level of strength within her as a villain that's very interesting because I think Grendel is the best villain in this book. Mm-hmm. I think that she's more competent than anybody else and or she's doing more interesting things than anybody else. She actually feels like a full-on antagonist. Yeah. Um to the the intellect of our heroes. Yeah. Uh Demandred and Matt's battle on the battlefield is very good and his fights is also very good. He's come second. Yeah. Um and then I think like Slayer I would put third. But um Grendel really is the most interesting and competent villain at the end of the series. Yeah. And uh her not collapsing in on herself because she's ugly now is one of the best choices this book makes. Yeah. You know, you can take her beauty from her, but you can't take her intellect and I think that her Grendel has always, and, and people didn't realize this because she surrounded herself with pretties. She, she, she rolled so high on deception. She convinced everyone that it was about attractiveness. Yeah. So much so that the, the dark one himself punished her wrong. Yeah. She out, she deceived the God of lies. You know what I mean? Like that is such a cool. The father of lies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking idea for a character. Yeah. It's so brilliant. Mm -hmm. Right? Like. She was so good at deception, she deceived the god of lies. Yeah. Is, fuck, what a cool character. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I will agree. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I honestly, my only regret at this point in the series is that we didn't spend more time with her. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I, I think she has been the most interesting out of all of them, for sure. Yeah. Um, we get to Rand stuff, we already talked about that through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to jump to um, Sylviana attacking the Sharans. Um... You know, it's uh, it's it's not going great. This whole fight is really not going great, which like is kind of intentional on Matt's 
part. But also, people don't know what the fuck Matt is planning. And so it yeah. feels like it's not going great. Yeah. Um, and then Egwene goes pale, and uh, Egwene is like, oh no, Gawain has been hurt. And Sylviana's like, I fucking knew it. I fucking called it. This motherfucker's gonna come in here and ruin everything. She's like, I literally saw this happening. And she's like, okay. You know I've what? never related more to Sylviana than this moment. I know, right? <laughs> she's like, all right, you know what? Give me the bond, and I'll look for him. And Egwene is like, it's it's a smart idea. No. Yeah. Yes. It's a smart idea. Yes. Yes. I respect Egwene for not doing it though. And I respect Sylviana for offering because if if Gawain dies, she has to shoulder that, and she doesn't even like the fucking guy. You know what I mean? Like she has to be the one. She she then mourns for him, or unless she dies. Um. But uh, yes. Hmm. Is that important? A phone call, maybe. Who knows? If it. Is. Hello. Uh, yeah, this is her husband. Mm hmm. She's great. 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 All right, can I come pick it up? Okay. <laughs> Six, okay. It's, it's going, it's great, guys. It's, it's going really well. How about some Avoca ASMR? Great, vibes. I'll be there later. Six, right. eight, nine, five, right? Yeah, whatever you trust. I don't know. Awesome, thanks so much. <laughs> Can chat say hello? All right. I have packed. That was important, actually. It, it was important, so I, I guess it's a good thing that you, um, you answered it. Uh, okay, where, there we go. Book club. So anyway, uh, I've never related to Sylviana more in a moment than that. I, I, guys, I think it's so funny to pick up the phone on stream. I'm sorry if that's so boring, but I think it's hilarious. The poor podcast listeners are like, no, they just hit 30 seconds. <laughs> it's content. That's right. Sean gets sure. it. Sean's a sure. narg. Sean gets it. God, this is going to be such a long podcast. We're already at three hours and we are not there yet. We're going to need like a food break at some point. Oh my God. Yeah. You might have to run and grab us snacks. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad I had that yogurt this morning, or else I don't know what I would have done. All right. Yeah. So, Egwene, uh, wait, does Egwene, is this where Egwene bonds again in? No. Okay. That happens after uh, Gawain actually dies. This is just when right. she's like, he's not dead oh, yet. he's hurt. He is not yet dead. <clears throat> Lightblinded Fool says, I was hoping for a package at the door so Nerdy could get locked out again. I'm not going to get locked out until two weeks from now on the end. Uh, it, it, bring it full circle on the, the final... The final book club about the Wheel of Time. Sure. Well, sure. not the final. We'll probably do another one in around Christmas. Yeah, we want to do a full series recap still. We just kind of wanted to take some time, like, to step back from it and not yeah. jump immediately into it. So we're going to do the Aragons, the Inheritance Cycle. Yeah. And then we're going to come back for, like, full book recap. We want to do some, like, character tier lists and rankings and such. Like, we still want to, like, talk about Wheel of Time. Um, we yeah. just also wanted to fit uh, Murtag coming out and the Inheritance stuff in there. So. I also want to play the Wheel of Time video game, but I have to beat Baldur's Gate first. Fair. Fair. Yeah. And also, like, Phantom Liberty comes out next week. I thought that was today. <sighs> no, Patch 2 comes out today. Oh. Um, so, like, the, yeah. And then, um, I still haven't beaten Starfield. Guys, I don't have enough time for all these fucking video games. I'm yeah. going to be streaming a lot in the next two weeks to beat Baldur's <laughs> Gate. Sorry. To my wife. I'm going to be ignoring you to stream. It's fine. I, I might stream tomorrow, y'all, if you're not following my might. channel. You're, you might not? Well, just, like, I like we have so much shit to do. But, you need to stream um, tomorrow. 
I, yeah, pro yeah, gonna stream tomorrow on my channel, Clars Polaris. Uh, if you yeah. want some Baldur's Gate, we're like right at the very beginning, so don't worry about it. Oh, and we're also playing the Dark Urge, which I didn't know what it was. Don't know what I got myself into. This is yeah, very fun. Uh, oopsie doopsie. Anyways, <laughs> Elaine is uh, she's looking at the heights, and she's like, "Oh wow, the Sharns are up there." And Brigitte is like, "Hey, so um, fun fact, <clears throat> I don't remember shit." Yeah, this was sad. It was. It was actually, like, so tragic. In the middle of, like, tragedies and people just, like, dying, this was such a sad moment. Yeah. Um, no, it was. This was, this was genuinely, like, this was, this hurt, this hit me harder than a lot of the deaths did. Yes. This was a fucking, and, and her being like, I'm, I'm fine. Are you really fine? No, of course I'm not fucking fine, Elaine. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Of course I'm not fine. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, and so a messenger shows up from Matt, and it's like, hey, Galad, here's a medallion. You want to go do what needs to be done? P.S. If you don't know what needs to be done, I mean, go kill some fucking channelers. Uh, oh, and, uh, I don't know if that was clear. Here's a bet. Oh, and uh, P.P.S. Uh, don't fight the Talks of Quarterstaffs. I know you have trouble with them. That was so funny. It's so I good. Know, I know, I know, I know. It was so good. The callback to book two, that scene has to be in the show, right? Yeah, The, the quarterstaff fight. That, but no, no, I mean, like, already. Like, because we haven't seen it. Oh yeah, we haven't I mean, watched anything don't, too. Don't tell us. Don't tell. Don't, don't tell put us, it in the yeah. fucking chat. No spoilers. Swear, but like that scene must have already happened, right? Because they're at the end of the season, or or it would be like maybe last night's episode. But like that quarterstaff scene where he beats Galad and Gawain has to happen. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this is the best joke in the whole series. Mm -hmm. This is the funniest thing any of these fuckers wrote in this series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it is twelve books later. To be like, hey, I need you to go maybe do, that one time. maybe do a suicide charge at the Channelers. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, ha ha ha, remember when I beat the shit out of you? That was so funny. So funny. Funny, ha ha. So funny. <laughs> oh my God, I loved it. It was Fucking so good. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um, so then, Because uh, I love that, I love that, like, Galad doesn't understand at first. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's like, P.S., if you didn't understand what it meant. Like, I, I, you know, I feel like I should actually explain myself. This is one of the Brandon Sanderson moments that I don't know, not as funny as her coming, un coming on her from behind. That's funny to us. Yeah. That that's wasn't just, written as a joke. No, that's this just This was us. intentionally written as a joke and fucking rocked. Yeah. Um, this is where Bryn shows up and is like, hey, have you guys seen Gawain? No? Okay, I'm going to keep looking for him. Yeah, just take a look around, I guess. Um... Uh, Chris Rapper says, before you do the full book recap, you need to watch the Desi Wilton Sanderson 10 year anniversary stream. We will. We will do that. Mm. We'll watch that at some point two weeks from now. Um, beating gotcha. off pirates is also very funny, Pie Piper guy. If you don't understand that, go watch my reaction to One Piece from last night on my other channel. Guys, they beat off so many pirates. I love that for them. They just, they were beating off, how many pirates did you beat off to get here? One Piece is a children's show. Uh, I laughed so hard. Like, I laughed so fucking hard. Yeah, anyway, it was um, so good. You didn't see it because you won't watch One Piece. With me. I'm sorry. Look, I have. I don't have the time for that. We are. <laughs> we are on the cruise. Uh, Matt's point of view. Um, Matt is. Uh, Matt is just doing his best. <laughs> He's. I mean, really. Like, what else can you say? Yeah. I mean, I guess. He's like, damn, Tam's doing well. I hope he can uh, keep doing well. And Logan shows up and is like, I'm going to do my own thing. And Matt's like, okay. I'm going to do my own that's, thing. That's fine, I guess. Yeah, I mean. I kind of Matt's like, I kind of expected you to kind of do your own thing. He, he gets it. it Matt kind of like is like cool with it, right? And Matt's like, all right, so try and do something. 
Even if it just distracts him, that's fine. Just keep throwing people at Demandred. Yimbaro says, just to point out, we're about three hours into the audiobook. The audiobook? Yeah. The audiobook's nine hours long. We're about three hours into that section. Well, to be fair, we already talked about all the Fael and the Rand stuff. To be fair to us. I'm sure that makes a huge difference. Uh, I don't know how long this book club's going to be. I don't either. I don't know how to talk about this, though. It's tough because so it's so I dense. I know. And I just wanted to keep reading. I've never like, read anything so dense in my life as yeah. this section. Yeah. Um. So uh, he's like, all right, Loghain, you know what? Fucking go... Go fight Demandred. If, you, if that's what you gotta do, that's what you gotta do, dude. I, yep. I don't know. Like, go die. Yep. And then he's like, hey, uh, Tuan, we should move you to safety. And she says no. And then they get attacked. Yeah. He notices the gray <laughs> Immediately man. Immediately after. Yeah. Again, Matt. Uh, Tavirin, really good at noticing gray men. Matt. Well, and, and it's that he's encountered them before, right? Like, Matt's the only character in that tent who's ever fought one. Yeah. Um, Because he fought one on the roof of um, Tarvalon, right? When he was escaping Tarvalon. Yeah. Uh, see, I remember stuff that happened in this series. Okay. I Chat. can remember some things. Um, and so I, I thought I, I like that he notices him. I like the way this fight goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that Min saves. I, you know, like I think that the world would be better off if Tuan died. But I do like that it says a lot about Min's character that she saves Tuan. Yeah. I also love that Tuan is like in this like giant like pod or yeah like. Had me Amadella ask. Oh, uniform. Um, that's like a fucking tearaway. And, she and she's like, like, whoop. Yeah. And it's gone. <laughs> and Tuan's like, oh, fucking. Min is like, why doesn't mine do that? Yeah. It, it, it's like a Backstreet Boys dance number. And in the middle of it, she's just like. Poof. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Suddenly, guns out. Sun's out. Um, scratch that. Reverse it. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, they're like, they're, they do be fighting. Uh, they're, they're, they're throwing knives. Shit's going down. I'm yelling timber. Um, Christian Rapper says, has a gray man ever succeeded? Not on page. Uh, <laughs> no, because this series is allergic to bad guys being good at their jobs until this chapter. <laughs> allergic. Yeah. No, no, it's just funny. Th- this chapter feels out of place in this series because of how much death is in it. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, where was this earlier? Yeah, I'm like, why weren't these people already dead? You wouldn't have this many characters to deal with if you had killed some of them to build tension earlier in the series. Yes. Um Yeah, yeah. Min saves uh Min, Min saves Tuan. Um, kind of Tuan also kind of saves herself. Yeah, yeah. They all they they get hurt. Like it's not um, it's, it doesn't go great, right? And uh Min like runs out the back of the tent and pff, shit, there's a guy. <gasps> He's dead. Suwan stops his heart with the yes. one power because Suwan's like, I shouldn't know how to do that. But I do. But I do. <laughs> I was the Amarillin seat before. Uh, and then Min is like, Wait, where's, Ga- where's Gareth? We're separated? Oh, no, you're going to... Oh, you're dead. Oh, no, you're dead. I thought Suwan's death would be a little bit more of a moment. That's what I said. But she just kind of, like, dies. Yeah, I, I literally told you this as soon as we yeah, finished oh, the I know. chapter. I was like... I agree with you. Suwan seems like a big enough character to actually, like, have her death be on page. And it's like, oh, shit, she's dead. Yeah, I, or, or maybe we just both missed it. But, like, Min just kind of looks over. Yeah, and it's like, oh, so there's Suwan's corpse. That's what happens, guys. I, F's for Suwan. Pour one out for, I, for a real one. I kind of wish she got more of a moment. Mm-hmm. Um... I agree. This is something that I think the show will fix. I hope so. I hope so. Swan has done so much for the series and for 
our heroes to be the people they are today and in yeah. the place that they're in today. It, it yeah, it felt it it yeah, it just felt kind of like oh, and she's dead. well, and then Brian dies literally off page. Yeah, like literally, like they're they're like hoisting his corpse later. Yeah, and so yeah, this is definitely a moment where I um, th- just because. Because they did the fake out death with them earlier, yeah. it felt weird to then undercut their both of their deaths by just kind of having it not be that important. Yep. Yep. No, I, yeah. I, yeah, no, it's, yeah. Just because Min knew it was coming doesn't mean we couldn't have had a good moment with it, though. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that it could have hit harder. Yeah. She just kills one person and then dies. And it's like, <laughs> Philip is so right too. The fact that this is how she dies and that it makes her fake out death earlier way more baffling. Yeah, why keep her alive for this? It's not like she even did anything in between. Yeah. There's no pleasing. Guillermo, I I think that if she had died and if her and Gareth Bryan had he died says it's in the a show. Oh he no, says no, it's I know, a I know, joke. I know, I know. That that's why I'm not doing. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But I will say this. I think that if she had died in the Sharon attack, mm-hmm. it would have hit harder and it would have been a better death than this. Yeah. And, like, Brian is still alive. Yeah. He wasn't in the tent or whatever at the time. Yeah. I just think that if you kill one of them there, it it, it would have done a better job of hitting the emotional beat that I think that this is trying to hit but missing. Because it's just like, oh, shit, she's dead, and then we move on. And, and then, then we have to move on because there, there's too much else. Yeah, yeah, there's so much happening in this. And I don't mind characters dying in, like, the heat of battle because that is, like, how this shit goes. Yeah. Swan just seems like an important enough character that having her just die, we don't even really know how. Like, I I just was, I was very surprised. I don't know. Yeah, and die with people. One of the things that's kind of the most tragic about her death is that she dies with people who don't really care about her, so no one remarks upon it. Uh, Well, I mean, Min cares about her. Min barely knows her. Right? Like, like if Swan had died near Aes Sedai, it would have been a tragedy. I don't think that she barely knows her. They traveled together for weeks with Loghain. Yeah, but Min kind of hated her that whole time and but was, Min like, mad at her. No, but also, but but the reason it feels like Min doesn't know her very well is Min barely remarks on it. She's like, oh, no, that's sad, and then moves I, on. I think that, uh, maybe that's what it is. I think yeah. it's that Min doesn't care that much. Yeah. Is the, is why it's under, it, it just feels a little underserved for her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But it was underserved for my taste and it just is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I just really, I, I and I think that this is partially a show thing for me where I, the actress who plays Swan in the show um, is so wonderful mm-hmm. and I adore her that when I came into the books, I cared more about Swan than I think the books ever really do. Oh. And I think the same for Moraine, right? Fair. I think that... Because we started with the show, um, not to promote the show, but just talking about it because it's 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 relevant to our relationship with these. <laughs> not books. to promote the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the only reason I bring it up is because it's relevant to this conversation. Yeah. Is that I think that starting with that makes Swan and Moraine and Lan more important than I think they ever really are to the books. Mm. I think they have an outsized influence on season one. And I don't know um, Moraine. I don't know Moraine seemed pretty important to like. The but beginning. Moraine is so important. Yeah. to the show yeah. that I can't imagine she's going to be gone for that period of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think that like I have a expectation of Swan's importance that maybe is outsized because of where my experience with this series started. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that that makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Swan is dead. Dead. Dead, dead. Uh, uh, and uh, Matt uh, is carrying two on out. They, they survive, but barely. The, the command camp is burnt to the shit. And uh, that's that's where we leave them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Egwene 
um, is like just fucking fighting. Yeah, this like, is we're a gonna... this was a weird POV where like nothing really happened. Nothing happened. It was just the, there was no new information. Here. It was just the build up to her like not getting to Gowan. And then we get some cool fucking shit. We get at three hours into the podcast, the first Demandred POV, where we see that Demandred is Bran from Game of Thrones. What? Demandred is warging into the eyes of a falcon. Oh. He is fucking Bran. Well, I mean, Grendel did that. Yeah, but it's funnier. It, thought it was a funny joke. <laughs> no, it is. My favorite part of it is that he's like, God, a fucking raven would be better, but the fucking borderliners keep shooting them down. <laughs> very funny. Very, very funny. That was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I really, I, I dug this. Um. Oh my God, what is happening? Hello? 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 You there? Oh, I shouldn't show the number. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Don't know who it is. It's I not know. anybody, so it doesn't matter. Um, There's nobody there. So, yeah. So, uh, the call's coming from inside the house. Um, yes. The Mandred uh, doing some cool sh- cool shit with the The Mandred still thinks that Luce Theron is there because uh, everyone is gaslighting him. Yeah. And I love that he remarks on the gates looking down on the battlefield. He's like... Even we didn't think of that in the Age of Legends. Yeah, yeah. The Forsaken are so fucking up their asses. Yeah. Uh, but Tame shows up, mm-hmm. uh, and they get into a true power fight um, where Demandred shields Tame, but a true power shield sucks the true power out of Tame. Yeah, it has little spines that are just like... And he builds... Uh, he steals Tame's power to build a ball of balefire and then shoots it at the good guys and is like, hey, maybe if you aren't a little bitch. I'll teach you how to do that, motherfucker. And you're like, God damn, Demandred is so scary when he uses the one power. Yeah. I'm. It's it's a good thing he won't stop doing that to sword fight people later. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, Galad couldn't be channeled against, but, um... Yeah, that's the that's the time where Demandred dies. Um, don't worry about it. And anyways, uh, Demandred is like, here, I'm gonna give you my, uh, I, I give you my staff, and, uh, oh, no, wait, that's here, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then uh, uh, Master Tame is like, I'm going to use it against him and I can fucking kill this guy. And Amanda's like, oh, but wait. Oh, but wait. I've attuned this Terangriel to myself. So if yeah. you try to attack me, it will fucking vaporize you. And I was like, oh, my God. Since we're never going to find out. We'll never find out. Do you think he's lying? No. You think that's the truth? Yeah. You think that this is the only Terangriel that can be attuned? No. No, I think that uh, Terangrails can be attuned, but it's just an Age of Legends thing and nobody knows. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, that was my... Do you think that the ta- the Sa'angrail that um, Egwene is wielding is attuned to her? No? No, I, d- I didn't consider that. Interesting. We just don't see anyone else use it, so I wonder. It's, it's one of those things where, like, the rings kind of are attuned in a way. They're activated. And so I wonder if it's, like, similar to no, I don't know. what Demand... He could be lying. He, it's he just interesting because be the rod the rod gets, like, encased in the diamond tree. So, like, oh, if it was attuned to her, it, it wouldn't matter, right? Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. no, one, no one else will ever wield it. That's true. Just an interesting thought. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like... Because Egwene keeps talking about how it feels like it's, it's meant hers. to be hers and stuff. Mm. I don't know. Interesting. Like, maybe, like, during the battle fighting the Sanchin, she, like, attuned to it somehow because she just, like... I, I, I don't know. I don't know. 
Swan uses it in book two to heal Matt. But Egwene hasn't attuned to it at that point. Yeah, Egwene's never even, like, touched it. It just, the, the um, Egwene talks about the rod work. in a way that nobody else in the series talks about a Terangrail, and yeah. then we get this. Well, and it's not that, like, they wouldn't have worked for Swan to heal even if it was attuned to Egwene at that point, which I don't, I don't oh, think Oh, fair, fair, fair. Right, because yeah, yeah. Demandred says, here, take my staff. It just won't work against me. So, yeah, yeah I, I, like, it, it's not that the staff, it's not that the... It's Vora's, right? Am I just yeah. making that up in my head? Yeah, it's 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 not that Vora's rod wouldn't work for Swan, but yeah, Egwene does talk about it that like it feels like it's meant for her, and maybe it is that reincarnation of the wheel, and like it that was it too, yeah, yeah. attuned to her old like soul, right? It, that's t- that's possible. I would buy into that. Yeah, no, it's just interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then um, oh no, wait, he doesn't give Tame the staff here because Tame like disappears with the true power. And uh, Demandred is amazed that after he sucked it out of him, uh, Tame still has enough true power to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're right, you're right. That does happen later. It's like when you're at the orgy and there's that guy that comes like five times. And then like an hour later, he comes a sixth time and you're like, I don't know how you had one more in you, dude. Yeah. Like that is fucking impressive. Yeah, well done. Yeah. They're always like 20. It's like, fuck. That goes away as you age. Rand's point of view. There are vitamins you can take to keep going. Look, I'll take your word for it. Uh... Rand uh, is uh, just chatting with the Dark One again, and he's like, "I'm gonna, the Dark One's like, I'm going to win. And Rand's like, okay. Juwelin! Juwelin Sandar's here! He's back! He when gets... was the last time we saw this boy? And like, I can't forever even remember. Ago. When was the last time he had a POV? But Juwelin is like, the whole POV is just, hey, Juwelin's here. Also, Juwelin is also surprised that he's here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's all it is. Nothing really yeah. happens. They're just fighting some shards. But Juwelin's like, I can't believe I'm a captain. And I'm like, yeah, me too, dude. Same. Pavara is hanging out, uh, and, uh, Andrel and Pavara walk up to Demandred. Yes. Wearing the mask of mirrors. Well, Pavara doesn't. No, but they're there. And. Yeah. Tame is like, what are you doing here? Go fight. And if you come back here and you don't fight, I'll kill you. And Andrel's like, cool, boss. Later. <laughs> the fact that this works. No, no, no. And Tame is like, wait a second. I'm going to put a mask of mirrors on you in front of No, 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 no. no. This is when he goes to Demandred first. Oh, this is Demandred first. The, no, 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 no. Right. This you're bullshit right. works twice. Yeah. If it this does. bullshit only worked once, I would be okay. Well, it's inverted. They can't tell. This bullshit works twice. Uh huh. The deception checks they have to roll to walk around the fucking evil guy's camp for like a half a bloody hour to pull this off. Unbelievable. It's, it's less deception and more that they got lucky that, like, the person he's disguised as... Wasn't like, standing there? Well, that it's, like, plausible that he's, like, uh, actually... I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, so, the yeah. The Sharans... Andrel is like, actually a bard. <laughs> yes. I know. This... Look, it's so funny. But, like, I was reading this, like, there's no there's no way Demander doesn't see through this, right? No. Nope. He inverted. absolutely does inverted. not. Oh, and Amaran is gay. We, we wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that Bavara has incredible gaydar. Yeah. Because we knew that Amarin was gay. Yeah. But Andrew's like, wait, what? He's like, what do you oh, mean? Oh, no, Amarin is gay. Oh, he's like, oh, interesting. It would be... Didn't I, see that coming. This is so funny because it would be like if they were running, like, in in Harry Potter, if they were running around Hogwarts in the last battle and Neville Longbottom, like, pulled Harry aside and was like, hey, before you go fight Voldemort, you know that Dumbledore was gay, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. He, he was a Gryffindor, but he should have been a Hufflepuff. Puff. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ. 
to be fair, it's because of a weird jealousy thing of like, mm, like maybe I should like bond another warder. And, yeah, and and Andrew's like, no, but I, no, but I no, love but, you. And she's like, no, yeah, no, we can have a gay third though. Well, also the bonding isn't like sexual. Just so you know, you're gonna you're gonna love Peggy and Andrew. Um, <laughs> Get ready, start training now. If we survive this, start training now. It's the last battle. <laughs> there is a Tarong rail for in that. There. Yeah, there is a Tarong rail for that. Uh, I found it. They cut over to Galad. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, he's doing stuff until he's, he's fun. He's fighting the channelers the way he's supposed to. It's pretty cool. I like the, I like the way he's doing it. It's yeah. very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he finds Gawain on the ground and he's like, oh my God, that's my brother. And Gawain's like, there is another. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that we went to the same place. Gawain's like, I'm dying. Hey. Glad, holy shit! Did you know that hey. Brandon, you are brothers? Yeah, you got a you got a bro. It's not just me anymore. It is. It is the funniest final thought to have, to be like, "Hey, did you know that you and Rand are actually related?" <laughs> Tigrain had another kid. Oh, it was great. It was great. That was. I literally was cackling. At I know. This. I know. I was I like, know. "Why?" First of all, why didn't they talk about this before? Well, because he didn't know. What do you mean? Gawain, Gawain hasn't seen Galad since he found out that information. When did Gawain find out that information? Uh, when was it? Did Gawain and, did they, did they set he up this it? whole battle and Gawain and Galad never ran into each other in the fields of Marilor? You're telling no. me these two brothers have been at the fields of Marilor since the beginning of this book. They've been there at the same time constantly and they've never spoken to each other? I mean, the White Cloaks don't really like the Aes Sedai. But they've had battle strategy. Meetings? And maybe it wasn't... There were a ton of meetings about strategy. You're telling strategy. me these two boys have been in the same location multiple times in this novel, and this is the first time they see each other? Yes, because Gawain sucks. That, that, that is the point. Gawain is like, oh, yeah, I know that they're brothers. I'm going to tell him until Weird. I'm dying on the battlefield. I hadn't thought about the possibility that Elaine Gawain, Galad, and Morghese are never in the same place at the same time. Not really. Because, like, like, Gawain and Egwene, or not Egwene, Elaine are when she's in Camelin and he comes to visit her before going back to Egwene, right? Yeah, but Galad isn't there. No, Galad is not there. But then, like... When Morgate, when all of them are together, I'm so confused. They're not really together. Morgase, Elaine, and Galad are at one point. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. But I I guess I just assumed that the four of them would have, like, spent time together before they went to battle. No. They should have just had family dinner. That's what I'm saying, Ember Eyes. They should have done high-low. I'll give you this one, but it doesn't make sense, but it creates... Oh, no, no, no. It creates... This moment is so great. I fucking love that Galad goes to the Mandarin as Rand's brother. Yeah, no, it's great. I fucking love that. I just assumed they would have seen each other before this moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing I don't think we ever see them have a conversation. Well, and uh, G- Gawain tells him not wait, to Wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me that Galad isn't at the wedding? The wedding that happened off page? You would invite your fucking brother. No, the only person that was there was fucking Sylviana. That's it. Nobody else. That's wild. Yeah. I, I can't believe I didn't realize that until this moment. Mm, yeah. That's fucking crazy. Okay. 
Um, yeah. I, I buy it. I just, that's crazy. But I do, I do love that he has, like, yeah, yes, it is funny that this is what he's doing, but he's like, don't hate Rand. I hate, oh, no, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, yeah. Ha- I hated Rand, and this is what happened. No, but this is what, this is, this is the scene that makes Gawain not, this is the scene that makes all of the writing of Gawain good writing and not bad writing. Yes. Because if you don't get this scene, if Gawain just dies fighting Demandred, Gawain is just a shit character. Mm-hmm. There's no redemption. There's no... Gawain it's just getting to realize his mistakes before he dies yeah. contextualizes everything we've seen and makes this great writing, yeah. right? All of the crap that Gawain has done is contextualized by his realization that he was wrong yeah. to Galad here. Absolutely. And it makes retro. It, this is this is where I'm hoping like the end of the Rand stuff will contextualize the Dark One stuff into something I love. Yeah. Because this contextualized all the writing of um Gawain into something that I love. Mm-hmm. I love the character of Gawain. I hate him. I think he's a fucking yeah. incelly little shit. But he's written really well. But the writing of him is so good because of this scene with Galad. Yeah. And I'm so glad we got this. A hundred percent. I just I'm not mad that they didn't talk. I just can't believe I didn't realize that these brothers never chatted. Yeah. Before going into war. It's that's strange to me. Yeah. But no, no, I think that this is great. I really do think that this is great. I, I think it's a great scene. I like that he realizes that he was wrong about Rand. I, I, I like that he tells about Rand. I, I, I like the scene a lot. It's just and then, wild. And Galad realizes that he's never really had a good relationship with Elaine, but at least like Gawain returned his like affection. Like, because they're, you know, like uh, Elaine always thinks that fucking. Uh, that Galad is, like, the worst. Like, she assumes the worst in him at all times, and, like, Gawain didn't do that. Yeah. Um, that they, you know, they actually, there was a there was love between them, and uh, yeah, Galad is like, all right, well, I'm just gonna go fight Demandred, you know, one of the Forsaken. Why not? I'm Why not? S- yeah. And he and he's tells all of the other White Cloaks to go. He's like, I'm. this is me alone. Yeah. Go have fun. I don't fucking know have how fun. he gets there, but he does. Well, I mean, it's really easy to find Demandred because he's hurling magic. Like, I know, but I don't know how. He, I don't know how he gets you. the The Trollic camp. It is so dangerous to be in front of the Trollic camp. But if you are within the Trollic camp, it is so fucking easy to just walk around and do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. The, the Trollic camp truly is the Death Star of like the Wheel of Time universe. Yeah, you don't want to be outside. As of it. long as you are kind of. In a military uniform, you can do whatever the fuck you want there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't worry about it. Eglin feels go and die. Yeah. Yep. And uh, she before she was like, "No, if he dies, I can keep going. No worries." And she was like, "Oh, I was wrong." I love that. I love that Sylviana saves her here, though. I like the way that this plays out. Yes. Yes. She's like, "You're gonna kill our own people." Um, Metheny says Gawain finds out after Galad went with Bashir, if I recall correctly. Thank you for that Thank super, you for the super chat. chat. No, no, I know, but they, they've been on the fields of Marilor for a few days preparing for this battle. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. A, no, no, I mean like since they got here, they've been here for a couple of days getting ready for this battle mm-hmm. and they never talked. Yeah. It does not matter. Um, yeah. Thank you for the super chat. It's, it's just it's, it's one of those things where like, I just would have figured they would have been like, hey, before you, like, tomorrow. You realize, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to war in an hour. I love you, brother. Yes. Brother. See you later. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Weird. Um, but yeah, so she she gets taken um, to go take a nap with Perrin. Uh, yeah. In the land where the main characters don't fight the last battle place. Um, not that's I, I that's a joke. I'm not saying it's bad. It's very funny. That's all. Tam. Oh my god. 
tape. We're not Don't even, even halfway. Worry. Yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. Tam, we need to move there. a little bit quicker through some stuff. Uh, Tam runs out of arrows. Uh, they're fighting. He splits his forces to help fight the White Cloaks. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some really great writing. Really, 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 really great writing here where Tam is like, can you believe that we're doing this? Like, that we're even fighting the White Cloaks? I love that. And I like that Tam... With, oh, with the White Cloaks. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love Tam at the point of this in the void. They fight for a while and then Lan rides up and is like, I always wondered who taught... Or who... Uh, I always wonder... Um, if the man who gave Rand that sword deserved it, and now I know. Yeah. Chef's kiss. What a what a line. What a scene. Fucking just Tam at the front of this thing being like, Do you believe in life after love? After yeah. love, after love. And you know it's just like as it goes back, like it, all the echoes are the guys behind him, like with Yay. the axes and shit. <laughs> after love, after love, after love, after yes. love. I heard something Ren's, inside Ren's the dad's boy. Rand's dad's, dad's meeting. meeting. It was great. I just loved it. I, I fucking... Lan and, Lan and Tam, man. Lan and yeah. Tam, two of my favorite characters. Yeah. Them finally talking and this, like, immediate respect for one another. It's yeah. so nice to see. It was fucking yeah. amazing. We uh, loved it. We cut to Tuan, who is um, not taking healing, even though she's like, I think healing's a good idea, but we're going to work on that one. But not for me. Because Not for me yet. She wants to, yeah, but she hasn't like, convinced everyone yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't know how people are going to feel about that, so I have to be careful of the public eye. Um, and so they, um, her and uh, Matt fight. Well, first of all, she tells the Death Watch guards who like failed her. Uh, you're like, oh, you allowed assassins through twice. Time to go die. Go mm -hmm. to the front lines and uh, kill some people. And they're like, yes, sir. Uh, Resting. Welcome back to the nerd table. If you had to choose a last battle MVP, who would it be? Oh God, Andral. Egwene. Mmm, good one. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's so many. Yeah. Most valuable player? Well, obviously it's Matt, I guess. Oh, none yeah, Matt. Of the, none of the plans would have happened, but yeah, yeah. I forgot about Matt. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably Matt. Pro probably, probably, yeah. Yeah, but like Tam, Andrel, Egwene, they're all on the Pro Bowl team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, so her and Matt like fight, and she's like, well, I'm going to pull my troops then because you clearly don't know what you're doing. And the sun should leave. Can I say once more I fucking hate you on? Yeah. Um, Rand's point of view, we already talked about this. Yeah, we did. We, okay, we're moving a little quicker here. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Matt walks away from Tuan and is like, wow, I really hope that uh, oh, but she's actually going to do what she said she's going to do. No, but part of, the, part of the ploy uh -huh. is that Tuan blames Kareed and his Death Watch guards uh -huh. for the attack getting through. And so she sends them to die on the front lines. Yes. And Matt, so then here Matt is like, all right, Kareed, come here. You want to die on the front lines? You want to die? That's fine, but yeah, you're going to come it. with me for like a half hour first. Yeah, well, well, you know, we're You're gonna... not going straight to the front lines. We're going to do the smart. We're, we're going to go kill some guys. I promise you some some fighting. I promise that you will have a chance to die on the front lines. Just not like right this second. I need yes. you to come with me for like 30 minutes of like bullshit first. Yeah. But then you, and Creed's like, fine. You can die later. I promise. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> and I love Creed being like, I'm not coming with you if you call her two on. And yeah. she's like, Matt's like. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Fortuana. For, 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 for I hate for you to have a bad omen. Fortuana. Uh, and Min goes with a uh, uh Tuan. Yep. Yeah. Um, this is the point where Lan actually meets Tam. We talked about this actually, so we're good. It's all it's all all over the place. Oh, and uh, all the so this so they win up north near the river. Uh -huh. Um, the river people are the, the up up a river people river are dead. Gets, uh, um, the river's stopped. gone. Uh, so the people come through gateways to start pulling arrows out of um, 
people. Yeah. Uh, and uh, some tinkers come through to help. Yeah, there's like women, children, tinkers, people who like can't like fight, but like are there to help in other ways. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bear Lane shows up and is like, yo, is, has anyone heard of Galad? Is Galad okay? No reason. Not Just asking. We barely, like, we don't even know. Like, we don't, you know, it's it's not a big deal. Is but if you've seen Glad, asking about me? And I was like, oh, Berlain's going to be so sad when Glad dies. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. Elaine is um, chilling. Uh, and uh, Elaine is... Um, Basically, they raise their, their, their banner and, yeah. uh, and, and ride it as a decoy. Demandred starts way. attacking the banner. Yeah. And Celebrain dies. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember Kelbrain. I don't think. Was Kelbrain the guy who got the 10,000 soldiers on her side? Do you remember? What was that guy's name? No idea. Uh, anyways, Elaine's banner rides off in a different direction. This is direction. technically our job to like know this stuff, and we don't. It is so much, guys. My brain is like... Mm. We've already been talking for three and a half hours, and we're like halfway through the last battle. Yep. I, I don't know what I thought today was going to be. I thought we were going to stream for 30 hours and then I was going to go read the rest of the book. We might still be streaming in three hours. Oh my gosh. I'm going to need food because I have not eaten. If you want to go grab snacks and bring them up. I don't know what I would get that's not like crunchy into the microphone. That's the problem. We do have ice cream. That, no. Mm -mm. I will feel like shit. I know. Uh, Nynaeve is healing Alana with her herbs and is like, haha, to all those fuckers who laughed at me for using my herbs. Look at me now. If I didn't have them. Yeah. Alana would be dead. We get um, Galad riding up to Demandred, and Demandred's like, hey, you kind of look like Rand. And he's like, I'm Rand's brother. Uh, yeah. And they begin their fight. Matt is hanging out with Bashir. Bashir has become the king of Saldea, because Tenobi is dead. Um, but he's yeah. like, I don't want it until after. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out who's the king of Saldea after the last battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about um, it. Because I'm about to die off page. Uh, and so... Yeah. Um, I'm about to die. My, me and my wife are both about to die off page. So, uh, Fayil and Fayil's going to die uh, off page. Maybe, so, question mark? Uh, there will not be a Saldea after this anyway. And Saldea is going to become Malkir. That's what I think is going to happen. Saldea becomes Because it's just south of Malkir anyway. Uh, I just assumed that the Blight would retreat and they would, like, retake Malkir. But... Matt sets up the Ogier to go help. And, like, he, like, kind of, this is kind of a, one of those, like, POVs where Matt's moving armies around. Oh, and the Gardeners are still there fighting. They, some of them, yeah. Some did, of the gardeners yeah. are with Theo Gear. They did not leave with the Sanchen, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. They're singing different songs and they won't look at each other, but they are fighting together, which I think is cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so cute. And, uh... I want, like, an Ogier gardener, like, marriage. Okay. I have a question for chat. Uh -huh. I need help with this. Was Tina in the books before this POV? Tina. Yes. Where, where, sorry, where is Tina? Tina is the, like, weird, like, lady captain person that they're like, I'm surprised she's the captain, but she's really good. Have we met Tina before this POV, or is Tina just a character that is introduced to us here? Um, I don't recognize that name. I think she's brand new. Yeah. Yeah, pretty sure she's brand new. Because Tina seems dope, and I wish we spent more time with her. Yeah. Um... So Teslin uh, is with the Dragon Sworn, uh, and uh, they use a gateway to get around, uh, and they go up to the top oh, of the yeah, heights. Oh yeah, because Matt's like, I need a gateway, and Teslin is like, Hey, good to see you. Uh, that was a good. Teslin is here. Yes, um, we cut back moment. to Egwene, who wakes up in Mayin, and is like, I gotta get back. And uh, they're like, But you're gonna, but you're sad. 
and you have to be sad right now. And she's like, I can be sad later. The Amberlynn seat is sad for Egwene, but Egwene's not here right now. You can call Egwene at another time. I'm the motherfucking Amberlynn seat. Hey, Egwene, you want to bond up? Egwene's like, hell yeah, dude, let's ride. Yeah. Broncos country, let's ride. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she signs up for the shortest bonding of any warder's life. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like they're bonded for like forty minutes. Good, yeah, forty minutes to an hour. You know, it was a good, it was a good, it was a good ride. Um, yeah, the one thing that was interesting is um, how they explain. Tina's probably a book fan. Oh, interesting. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay. Right. Um, sure. Um, she's the name of a real life fan. That's fun. I want. I want nerdy. I want to be. In I want to be book. reading a high fantasy series, and in the final book, a character named Nerdy just shows up, right. and they're like. His Who's name's, but it would, it would be like a, nar, a Star Wars spelling where it's like N-R-D dash E-E. Nerd E. Dash three three. N-R-D dash three three. That'll be my droid when I'm in Star Wars. That's your droid name. I would, I would weep for months. If they called me up and they were like, you're going to be a star, a droid in the worst thing Star Wars has ever made. I would weep just, I just to like be in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I love that they're like, hey, Egwene, you might not be able to channel because you know how you have to like surrender and calm and whatever Mm -hmm. and you're feeling too many emotions. And she's like, not on my watch. I'm mad. I really, I, 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 as much as I don't like the Gowan choice to get Egwene here, what Egwene does with this is fucking sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Egwene is a fucking bamf. Yeah. Um, But we cut back to uh, Galad. And he's fighting, uh, and uh, he loses. Yeah, I mean he does well. You know, they 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 do good. It it, it brings into question though. He loses his arm. It brings into question how well Galad would have done if uh, he hadn't been fighting all day. Because mm. the chapter even is like, you're much better than your brother, who I will re- repeat had fucking three had triple had superpowers. superpowers. No, like, it I don't think it's Dax. Um, he had triple superpowers, Dax. Huh? Who's Dax? Stacks. I mean, the rings. Stacks. I don't. I don't know if they stack. Like, I'm, I mean, Gawain would know because he's dumb. He's dumb. Um, but he he's better than his brother. And uh, if he hadn't been fighting all day, would he have won this? Do you think? Because Lan does win. Lan does win. Yeah, uh, Lan has also been fighting all day. Yeah, but Lan is fucking. Um, and also Galad has the necklace, so it's like, how much of a difference do you think? Lan that has one of the medallions, though, doesn't he? No, he does not. Does he not? No. Oh. No, Lan deliberately tries to just like press Demandred hard enough that he can't, that he's not channeling. That's right. That's no, right, no, that's no. Right. Sorry, you're, you're. I'm wrong. He takes it from Galad. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I yeah, was right. right. Wait you're a second. Right. I was right. You're right. No, no. No. You're he, right. has, you're he has. He right. has. He has Matt's necklace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. he's like still tries to press him to stop him from channeling, so he can't throw shit at him. Basically. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no, he does that because of the rocks. Yeah. There is. This is so dense, and we've been talking for so long. I don't even know what we talked about already. I know my brain is like turning to to, to mush. This is insane, um, guys. Yeah. The last battle is so good. It, yeah. It really is such yeah. an accomplishment. Yes, there's a couple things I didn't like about it, but like as a whole, it's like 95% amazing, mm-hmm. right? To me. And it's even more to you, right? Like, because you like the bio running around the yeah, camp no, bullshit. Yeah, I, I, I like it. Um, yeah. No, I'm And even that it. I liked. I just I didn't love it. No, no, I know. Um, Andrel, who is disguised as uh, Nansen, goes to see Tame. And Tame is like, what are you doing here? I, you're supposed to be... 
Um, this is this is people. the goofiest of goofy goobers. No, this is the best fucking moment of the whole thing because Tam is uh, Tam is like, well, okay, you need to go kill Andrel. Andrel needs to die, so I'm going to disguise you to look like Andrel. Or sorry, so Logan needs to go kill Logan. And, and he, Logan trusts Andrel, so I'm going to make you Andrel, who looks like Nansen, look like Andrel, and invert <laughs> the weave. So Andrel has a mask of mirrors. On, over a mask of mirrors so that he just looks like himself. And while this is happening, Andrel, a man who we have never set up to be a fucking pickpocket, manages to untie the pouch at Tame's belt mm -hmm. and steals three Quendalar seals. How big are the Quendalar seals? I oh, always okay. pictured they were like this big. Why? Because they're the seals on the Dark One's prison. I did not think- How would you keep that on your person? In a fucking messenger bag. I don't know. But apparently, they are no. small enough and light enough yeah, they're that like this big. Andral is able to, while Master of Thame is putting a spell on him, secretly fucking looking down and juggling his balls. Oh my god. And then he walks away and he's like, Pavara, I, I stole the fucking I seals of the... Th I was, I was like, are thing. you... Andral, we know, has lived like eight lives, right? Like, he's like... He, he, he talks about all these cra this crazy shit he's done. It does not surprise me in the slightest that he's also a pickpocket. Like This was the goofiest. Nah, I love it. If, if it had been set up to us, because we, we know that he's a like a leather worker and a blacksmith. Mm -hmm. If he's it had just, if they had just set up that he was a thief before this, uh -huh. like if Vannon did this, I would not think anything of it. But Vannon is a horse thief. No, no, but but we've been told that this is, like, Vannon, that's what he does, right? Sure. I wish that they had set up that, like, I just wish that they had set up that Andrel was so good at pickpocketing or something. Yeah, Like, yeah. I wish that he had pickpocketed a key in the Black Tower plot mm. to set up the idea that he was a pickpocket. Okay. Because it just, it just comes out of nowhere here for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that there were, they, they already had to do a heist thing. Mm -hmm. So if they had to set up in the heist thing earlier with him that he that this was a skill that he had, yeah. then I wouldn't have thought anything of it. I would have been like, oh, that's right. Andrald is a pickpocket. Mm -hmm. But for, for but like all of this is such a weird, goofy way for them to get the seals back. And I just wish it had been set up better or handled differently. Because I just kind of like was like, are you fucking like I might I literally out loud was like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't know. For me, it was honestly enough that he was like meticulous with like crafting his leather right like he's so particular about how it's put together and how it's it not lines the same up. skill sure and i and, and again like i i think it's fine and like it's funny it I really is it. quite funny i just I, I just wish this the whole mask of mirrors over the mask of mirrors thing is very funny andrel being this like god tier character who pulls lava mm. out of the sky and avalanches and is like woos a red for the first time in 3,000 years and also manages to roll impossible deception checks on the two most dangerous Ashaman on the planet, Demandred and Tame. Like he, he does kind of get like whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. He couldn't have made a gateway because uh, Tame would have felt him channel. Yeah, there's no way he he gatewayed. Yeah, I know. There's there's no way. He did the easiest form of pickpocket, walk into your target and yank it off. Well, yeah, because he got pushed, right? Like he, he got, he got, like, Tame, like, hurt him. And so Tame actually kind of, like, facilitated it, right? Because if he was just holding on to it and he got pushed, then, like, you're... It's done. I don't know. <laughs> but, d d d like, 
Did Andrel, Doesn't matter. But did Andrel Doesn't know matter. that the, they, those were the seals of the Dark One? Well, like, they knew that, that Tame had them, yeah, because Loghain is like, we need to get the seals. I guess, but, uh, yeah, but, does uh, uh, okay, the, it, it's fine. It is what it is. Andrel is the fourth Tavir. That's the only explanation for yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. we just have to move on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, don't worry about it. I love it. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm less here for it, but I accept it. Um... Um, yeah, that's it. Arganda! Who's Arganda? Off the top of your head, who's Arganda? Okay, I'm pretty sure that Arganda was one of the people with Perrin, mm -hmm. who was, like, uh, the military leader of either, like, Aleandra's forces or Berlain's or something in there. I don't know. I can't remember which one he is. I love that. Um, I know. I feel bad. Uh, he hears that, um... Demandred's screaming that he killed Ren's brother over the battlefield. Yep. Uh, and Arganda um, fights the the biggest, baddest Trolloc. Yeah, and he smacks him across the face and he dies. No, he's fine. No, he's um, dead. Arganda's fine. He's dead. What do you mean he's dead? Oh, is he Him not and dead? Lan have a whole conversation after this. Oh, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Lan runs up and is like, wow, you killed a big one. That was a big boy. Uh, and then Arganda has this moment where he's like, in order for us to win, we would have to kill five Trollocs for every man. Right, every right. man would have to kill five Trollocs. Yeah. Um, and uh, don't worry, they will do that. Uh, <laughs> once, you know, a little boy blows a horn. Rand is still doing... Um, we talked about Rand. Uh, dark one shit. Mm -hmm. Matt is sitting on a Trolloc that's dead because there's no other seats. I thought that was very cute. <laughs> this was very funny to me. There's just like a dead talk and he's just sitting there like. So there's I don't know I don't have another out. place to sit down so. Um. And uh, he's really hoping the Sanchin come back. Yeah, he's like, wow, I really hope that uh, mm -hmm. Tuan keeps her word. Yeah. Um. Oliver. Uh, this is we we kind of already talked about this. This is where Oliver stabs the white woman. Um, the woman in white. I don't. I, I we never set up who the woman in white is, right? It's just one of the like the woman in white Sharon channelers, I think. Like, oh, I, I don't okay. think she specifically is a person. She's just the one there who can channel. Uh, Leanne. Leanne's here. Yeah, Leanne's here. Guys, do you remember Leanne? Yeah, uh, she's like, she's she talks about how interesting it is now that she has less power. Yeah. How she thinks about fighting because she doesn't just fucking blast them. She reserves her energy yeah. and is like smart about fighting. And I'm like, wow, more people should be like that. This is the shit that makes me want to read Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. Because the way he thinks about magic... Mm -hmm is so fun and incredible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, his way of... And his way of describing the use of the playful magic things... Yeah. I This is why I want to do Brandon Sanderson on the thing, mm -hmm. on the show, because I think that I am going to get a lot out of the way his brain works. Uh, yeah, I think so too. It feeds into what I like about fantasy writing in a yeah. way that... Robert Jordan's writing of the magic didn't in the early books. Even the early books that I love, like I still think Shadow Rising is one of the best fantasy books I've ever read in my life. Absolutely. Um, but I don't think that Robert Jordan plays with magic the way that Brandon Sanderson does. Mm -hmm. And Brandon Sanderson plays with it in the way that I like. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think... And that's that just a preference. Gonna... I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying for my taste, it's better. Yeah, it's the kind of stuff that you like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Leanne is talking to uh, one of the other Aes Sedai, uh, who's a red, yeah. and is like, wow, it must be nice to be able to manipulate men to do what you want. And she's like, yeah, it's pretty great. Will you teach me, when this is all over, can you teach me how to get laid? Pretty much. And then Egwene starts blasting. <laughs> well, no, they're like, we need to, God, we need to, we, we're going to need to regroup. Uh, we should retreat. 
and then just fire falls from the sky and oh, they're like yeah they're like, i found you a better thing to regroup around right, right right they're like yeah we need to we need to regroup we need to collect together and uh egwene starts blasting uh we cut over to tom Haines. i guess this is the reason why he's alive uh he's sitting underground uh they're fixing up the dragons yeah and he's like yo ho a bottle of rum and oh, a I dance with the with jack the... of the shadows i thought you were going with um pirates of the caribbean i kind of Went away from that into Jack the Shadows. I wanted to say Jack the Shadows. They just start singing because they're like really scared because they're just underground. Fair. It's That'd dark. be terrifying. I would hate that. Uh, Aludra is with them though. Aludra has survived. Aludra. Still kicking. Important character. Yep. Uh, Fail is uh, running around. Uh, she tells uh, Oliver to take the horn to Matt and then she flees into her death. Probably. But maybe not because this is uh, a memory of light where characters don't die. We shall see. Unless they die. It's very confusing. Unless they, yeah, unless they're dead, obviously. Yeah. It's very clear. I don't know why you'd think otherwise. Uh, uh, we cut to Loghain. Yeah, Loghain is like, hmm, it's very interesting that Tame hasn't broken the seals. That must mean that they should be broken at the right time. Thank you. I, I, yeah. What? I don't get it. I, the get the whole seals, the, I don't get what that means at this point. What do you, what do you, what do you not get? I don't get what breaking the seals does at this point. We don't know. I know, I know. But that they are not breaking the seals is suspicious. And so that's why they're like, Millie should probably break the seals. Yeah. Because otherwise they would just break them and let the dark one out of the prison and he would be our... But how is he not? Like, in what way? Given given what we have seen about the worlds that he will create if he wins, it's not like he's there. He's still just influencing people from not there. So I just don't get what the seals do at this point. They keep him in the prison. Rand and the Dark One can see, but he's not in the prison. At this, but like, yeah, he's in child. He, he can still talk to people. I just don't. I don't. The 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 the, the seals on the Dark One's prison is seems so arbitrary at this point when he's created all these Trollocs and all these Madral and like, what what have they been doing? Unless it's like there's a person who is in a prison, but it doesn't seem like that is a thing. Maybe he does have a form. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just they keep talking about these seals, and I'm like, it seems like he's. Like, able to see everything and touch anyone he wants and do stuff. Yeah, he can do anything basically except leave. What, what, what does that mean to an entity that doesn't have a form? Maybe he does have he, a really sexy body. He's like, I just really want to walk I around. I want my abs back. I want, yeah, I want these guns. I'm, this is one of those things that I'm really hoping, really, really, really hoping makes sense mm-hmm. at the end of the book. Because mm-hmm. they put a lot of narrative juice into these seals. Yeah. And at this point, I'm just kind of like, what What could it, I, I can't think of what it could possibly be at this point that would be any different than what is already happening. If Rand can yeah. go there and be there with him, how is the prison sealed? It's like half sealed, right? Some of them are broken. Yeah. So, yeah, some of them are broken and some of them are not. I just so really kind of like the 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 line is uh, blurry. <laughs> I just don't I just don't really get what it means for him to be sealed away when he can talk to people. And like spoil all the food and yeah. make the weather bad. Yeah. Like I just don't know what's different if they all break. And how that helps Rand. I, and this, again, this is stuff that I'm going to read next week, right? Like, this isn't, like, me being here, like, this is bad. This is me being, like, I really, I have no concept of what it is. At this yeah, point. it's, like, we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Loghain is like, okay, well, this, the fact that they haven't broken the seals is suspicious. Yeah. And he makes Andral a full Ashman, gives him his little pin. Um, and then he goes to fight Demandred yeah. uh, to get the Sa'angra'ul from him. Um, yeah, he's like, if I can get that, I think we can do some damage. And so he's like, Gabriel, wait for me here. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I might need healing. So he goes, and he gets absolutely demolished easily by Demandra. It's not even a fight. And he limps back to Gabriel and is like, hey, Gabriel, yeah, I need, I need that healing. Need that I, healing. Um, yeah, yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Yeah, it, Logan gets his ass handed to him. So he's the, he's the third of the boys... Uh, in the string of boys that go to try and fight Demandred. That get defeated by Demandred. Uh, Egwene is fighting like fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she gets a warning and she's like, okay, everyone, leave me alone with <laughs> Narishma, Maurice, and Leowen. The, yeah. the four of us are going to be fine. Y'all get away from here. Yeah. Shit's about Too to dangerous. be bad. Too dangerous. We cut over to Isla. Mm-hmm. Who's Isla? The Tinker. Yeah. yeah. This one was actually like, I, I was like, okay, I, I, I understand who this person is. This was one of my favorite POVs in the whole chapter. Yeah. This, it was, this was so m- tragic. This was about what a battle of this scope does to someone's worldview. Yeah. In a way, this fucking shit is so good. Yes. This Isla POV. So good. Unreal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, truly unreal. Yeah, yeah. Because they're they're looking for survivors and, and, and Ray, Rayan is like, you know, with everything that I'm seeing here, I, I don't blame these people for fighting, right? Because yeah. the Tinkers judged people who, like, chose violence, right? And Rena's like, oh, you know what? Actually, like, I kind of get it. And I, I, I really appreciated the, like, well, would it really be that bad if the Shadow won? Yes. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Yes. And it, I just love it. It's like, it's not that I, I'm not walking away from the way of the leaf. But I'm not gonna carry as much judgment for people who don't follow it. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's just such a like why it's such a good sentiment. This this POV is fantastic. Yeah, and they remember Aram and like, and and Isla's like I failed him by judging him. by judging yeah. and pushing him away. Yeah, and that's and that's why Aram died. <laughs> like, I don't know if they actually know that Aram is dead. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. It seemed like they did. Actually, maybe they don't. I, I don't know if they know, because they mm. haven't seen Perrin or Perrin's people since that I know of. They went to go to the Sanchen. That's interesting. They might not know that Arm is they might actually not know dead. That he's dead, but yeah, they who are, would have told them? I don't know. Yeah, they like are very regretful of. Oh, what actually, is, someone in Mayin might have told them. Maybe, yeah, maybe they might have found out. They might have known. Um, so I, I I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but. Uh, they, could uh, know, they, might, they might know, they might not. This is where Bella dies. She's killed by a Trolloc guys, arrow. Guys, guys. The creator. Guys. Or oh, not for a real one. Guys, F's in chat for the creator. Yeah. Y'all, this this was it. And I, it's also, like, very violent. I know. It's, there's, like, no punches pulled in Bella's death. I know. I, like, I, like this was the first moment where I was like, holy shit. Like, I know. Like, oh, my God. Guys, cheers, Bella. You, uh, we, we didn't deserve you. Yeah, um, Sean says it sounded like they knew new. I thought they did too, but I can't think of who would have been able to tell them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know who would have known that Aram was with them because they haven't seen Perrin. No. Yeah, that Albino's got the line that killed me. You ran like wind couldn't have. I know. It's like, oh my God. Oh God, it's so good. <laughs> Guys, it was so sad. Like, honestly, like that was the death where I was like, no. Yeah. Um, and just, like, Oliver's, like, 
feelings about it. Yeah. yeah. Having Oliver's perspective in the last battle was harrowing. Uh, we cut to Egwene, uh, and she is fighting Tame. Yeah. Uh, but he bail fires the shield that she drops on him. Yeah. Uh, and travels away using the true power. He's a little yeah. coward. And she's like, ha ha, fucking got you, bitch. Uh, and then she keeps on beating up on the Sharans because she's not holding back any power right now. She's just flooding. She's just like, the floodgates are open. And she is just yeah. fucking dropping bombs on everybody. Yeah, she has no concern for her safety. And then we get Huron. Huron's here. Yeah. He has rags up his nose. Because um, it's very violent. Like me on a long road trip uh, many years ago when uh, I, I don't sleep in cars. Oh, uh, and yeah. so we drove to Florida one time and my parents slept and they we traded off. And so we were in the car for like three straight days. Uh, and I was awake so long that my nose started to bleed. And so there's a photo of me in the back of the car with just tissues sitting in the back of the car looking insane. It's very funny. <laughs> hey, the Dusty, Dusty Wheel is here. Hello. How are you doing? It's so good to see you guys, the innkeeper. What's everyone, up, Dusty? Everyone say hello. Um, Yes, we are three hours and 45 minutes into our last battle conversation. And we are not even done. Chapter 37. We have so much to talk about. No. Holy heck. This this chapter will break us. <clears throat> yeah. We can yeah. almost discuss almost. everything. We're so close. Yeah. So close. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up? Uh, so, yeah, we are... Um, Crazy. Huron is fighting and uh, doing a good job because Huron is the best. And then he dies. And then he dies. Off screen. Yeah. But, yeah. Then Huron dies. It's very sad that Huron dies. But uh, I do like that he got this final moment. And I love that he was like, you know what? The Dragon Reborn came and apologized to me, so I'm going to give it my all. It's yeah. a great moment. Yeah. It really is a great moment. I love hearing. Bear Lane uh, is organizing some healing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Anura um, uh, uh, brings her Galad. Because oh, Galad, yes. not dead. Not dead. Even though it seemed like he was dead. But also, uh, Berlane is like, so there's like a whole bunch of Gaishan, right? Like, there's yeah, all yeah, of yeah. these people who are doing fucking nothing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should utilize them. I'm like, no, that's not how this goes. And she's like, okay, well, if they can't fight, they can do fucking something. And so, um, uh, Anura reveals that in opening the gateway to save Galad, she burned herself out. Yep. It that's was fucking the last, tragic. Last thing, last thing she did. And like, it's, uh, Anura and Barlane have weirdly had this like mother daughter, sister sister. But also a very contentious relationship. At, at times, contentious relationship. Because yeah. Barlane is like, I don't actually know if I can trust her. Right? Yeah, I know. There, There is a lot of that going on. And so Anura, like, proving herself and having this like a really incredible moment for Barlane, like, I, I, you know, if they both survive, I yeah. think that that's a bond. Like, they're, they're going to be like best friends for life. Uh, Turbok, thank you for that super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, next week, full spoiler chat or reserve until full book recap or full series recap. No, full spoiler chat next week. There's no reason not to talk about stuff next week. Yeah, I don't know what we would... I don't know how we would talk about the ends of the books and not go full spoilers. So next yeah. week, there are... Uh, except for we will not have seen the show yet. So we will still not be talking about the show in yeah. chat. Show um, is struck. But I, I, know I've, I know I've said a couple things about it today, but I, we, we're not like promoting it or talking about the events of season two. Yeah. Because yeah. we're not watching season two yet. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Anora makes this huge sacrifice and like, what a, and, and Berlaine is rightfully touched by it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Berlaine appreciates what a big thing that is for her. And is kind of like, I can't really comprehend what that sacrifice is, right? And I wonder if Nynaeve will figure out how to heal it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like severing and burning out are two different things, but they, we'll find they out. They do seem to be, yeah. Uh, Rand, we've already talked about. Yes. Tame. Tame is fighting 
Uh, and he's like, fuck. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I can do this, Demandred. And Demandred's like, shut the fuck up. Here's my stick. We talked Here's, about this yeah. already. Here's my Go stick. bail fire the shit out of the Amarlin seat. Yeah. We need to bail fire the Amarlin seat right now. Mm-hmm. She needs to be bail fired. Um, she's too cold and she needs to be hotter. Because Demandra's never laid eyes on her and doesn't realize Egwene is actually really hot. Yeah, yeah, he just doesn't know. Very attractive lady. A true tragedy. Um, and you know what? Single. Now, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Widow. Still single. Sure. Hey, you can find life as a, you can find love as a widow. Yeah, maybe are not. You, like, are you implying that widows cannot find love? I'm just saying, not thirty minutes afterwards. That's all. Look, you know, I look, think it takes longer. All I'm than saying minutes. is, although it is Gawain, is single. so <laughs> she can do better. Uh, oh my god! So we cut over to Elaine for the darkest thing that happens in the entire series. Yeah, this is this is the darkest thing in the series. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So Elaine's group gets attacked um, by. Yeah. Doylen Millar, that motherfucker. The dumbest name in the series, too. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Because um, it makes me think of, like, my Grammy's doilies. You know, the little yeah, fucking, like, the doil- mitt, yeah, like... Yeah, no, I hate it. Um, he, they, they fucking kill Brigitte. Just abs- dead. Fucking beheading. Stabs her in the stomach and then cuts her head off. Heads up, yeah, yeah. And is like, hey, I finally get to rape you. Isn't this great? Can you struggle uh, but, for me? But no, no, no. It's so much worse than that. Well, yeah, he he's going to He presses the medallion on her so she can't channel. Yeah. And then he's like, this guy's going to give you a C-section, cut your babies out of you, and then We're while you're bleeding the out, one. I'm going to rape you while you bleed out yeah. from your uterus. Yeah. This was like, because this series is so safe about shit like this. Yeah. Because because it like plays so like loosey-goosey with our heroes being in danger for so much of it. Oh this moment was such an outsized like dark moment for the yeah. series. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. In, like a, in, in, in Game of Thrones, this wouldn't feel as like crazy as it does. Yeah. But this is the Wheel of Time where they kind of try and skirt. There's dark shit in these books. And I think that they by not talking about it, sometimes it's actually darker. It's less like graphically like But this was about. graphic. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, oh my fucking God. And Elena's like, oh no, I'm going to die because my babies can survive for an hour outside of my womb. Yeah. With, with the one power. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. I was like, what, 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 this is where I kind of was like, what, what book series am I reading? Yeah, yeah. Did I accidentally pick up Malazan or some oh other God. shit? It was, yeah, it was wild. I was like, this is, like, I was like, I feel ill. Yeah. <laughs> I am not well. Um. I'm, and look, yeah. to spoil later in the book club, uh, this five hour book club, because uh, we're about to hit hour four, um. I'm so, so, so happy that we didn't read that description. Because yeah. it would have been gross, oh, no, and yeah, I f- yeah, it would have yeah. been unnecessary, and no, yeah. uh, I'm really glad this doesn't happen. Yeah. I'll because this would, this would, that would, I think that that would have gone too far for this series. Yeah, it would have been really weird. It would have been a very, very, very grim, dark moment that is unnecessary. It sets up a great moment. With, the threat um, of it is like, yeah. holy shit, yeah. With Brigitte, but like, very glad I'm so glad we didn't get the graphic description of her getting raped as she bled out from yeah. her uterus. Yeah. No, I know. Because, uh, fuck, that was crazy. That would, yeah, that's a lot. Um, we get the uh, Rand point of view we didn't really talk about earlier, which was that they could compromise and that nothing would exist. Oh, true. I'm down. That This one sounds great. No. This one sounds pretty great. Forever boredom? Absolutely not. No, no there's no boredom because there's nothing. Yeah, that sounds boring. But you wouldn't experience it. 
I don't believe that. You keep being like, I would experience these things even though you wouldn't. Yeah, because I have no reference point for what not experiencing that feels like. I know, like. but doesn't that sound nice? No! No bills, no rent. I would be so bored. The you reason, wouldn't be experiencing the it. The reason that we have our own company is so that I never have to feel bored again in my life. And I so know, but you wouldn't be bored because you wouldn't experience boredom. But I don't know what that feels like. I cannot you wouldn't feel anything. I cannot comprehend the feeling of absence. Oh, so you don't sleep like I do, where just nothing happens. You know, I dream like a normal fucking person. All right. Min is uh, with... Min has to convince the Sanchin to go back and help because the Sanchin are like, maybe we should just not. And Tuan is like, I need a reason to go back because I did promise my husband that I would go back. But th there's a part of Tuan that like I genuinely believe wouldn't go back because Tuan is the worst. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see it. I, I didn't think she was actually not going to go back, but... Um... Um, but don't worry, it was... Uh, the spy was the woman that Matt thought was hot. Yes. Because of her freckles. Yes. So, there is that. Uh-huh, she gets away. She does um... get away, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, they are matter. going back to Marilor, which interestingly hasn't happened yet. True. So, like, Perrin is going to show up with the wolves. Tuan is going to show up with the Sanchen. You think Perrin's going to show and up with the wolves? And and Fane is going to show up with an army of think, good trollics. I think the wolves are going to Thakandar. Most of them are already there. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Pa okay, chat. and Fane does come back, right? I doubt it. At this point... I seriously doubt that Pat and Fane shows up. Oscar uh, says, wait, so Clarice has aphantasia and Nerdy doesn't have dreams? Yes. That checks out, yeah. We're a very weird duo. Yeah. Look, I have never claimed to be normal, so it shouldn't be like a surprise, but uh, yeah, we're fucking weirdos. Yeah. We're what we call neurospicy. Uh, I need yeah. to, I really, I really mm. need to, I, I need to go, um, get an, uh, get a new diagnosis. A new diagnosis? Well. You're just going to swap it out? No, mine doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, it is. Never mind. It doesn't matter. What? You it, know so, exactly what it is. Not anymore. Oh, okay. I, for those of you who don't know, I, I, I was diagnosed as having Asperger's in college. Um, but Asperger's doesn't exist anymore. So. Yeah. I don't it's know. It's just autistic. Sure. You, uh, Turbok, I don't know. I, I'm just saying that I was cured by people deciding that Asperger's isn't a thing. Oh, you're cured. I'm okay. cured. Okay. Uh, Turbok, thank you so much for that super chat. Turbok, oh my god. Fifty for the charity you mentioned earlier. Thank you so much. We'll pass that along <laughs> to Sterling. You. Oh my and god. Cat for kids. The incredible charity that we are yes. going to be supporting with uh, Relay Two. Relay Two, let's go. Nerdy uh, <laughs> needs Turbok, a respect. Thank you. you need a respect. Just pay a hundred gold or whatever and respect your character. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Um. Pat and Fane quit. Paddington Fane. I really wish I I really wish Pat and Fane had been at the Mashadar moment where the taint was cleansed and that he had died there because it's such a weird thing that he's just this floating entity in the series. Yeah, like, I don't. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Yeah. Very oh, so all this time Fane has been searching for marmalade sandwiches. Relatable. What the fuck? No. Oh my! It's a Paddington thing. Oh. Don't speak ill of the Paddington because it no, is the it is the greatest movie ever made. Paddington Two is the highest rated movie ever. Um, it is a perfect film, and if we get if the Paddington Sorry, I thought that that was Attack us. on Titan. Okay, let's not. <laughs> you really want to burn this place sorry, 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 We're sorry. so close to it. We're so I know, close to it. Egwene. We have two chapters to talk about. So, Egwene <laughs> becomes super <laughs> anti Balefire. Because she's like, if there's Balefire, there must be anti-Balefire. It's so she just a weave. Anti-Balefires. Yes. Uh, and she gives 
Leowin, the seals. So again, it does really matter at the end of the series. Remember when I was yes. like, why does this character matter? Yes. It's because she's going to break the seals. She tells Leowin to break the seals the moment the light shines. And then the light shines immediately, and so Leowin should break them right there. That down. was confusing. Leowin doesn't have the seals, right? So there's got to be a bigger light, because there is a light, right? She does the light. She and becomes the light. This, yes. This, I'm glad I'm not the only one that was confused by this. I think it's like she's showing Leowin, be like, this, see this light? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you see this later, break them. It feels like a weird okay. dreamer thing. Like, look, this okay. light, break the seals when the, the, with, with the light. Uh, and I was like, is this, it's, she doesn't have, like, foretelling, but Egwene does have, like, dreaming, and so it feels like it's, it's like a dreamer thing, that she knows the right moment. Christian Rapper says, Pat and Fane is supporting the strike. Let's go, Solidarity. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so, um, no, no, she doesn't give her the seals. Sorry, she gives her the order to break the seals when the, the light order. shines, yes. but then she immediately shines the light and becomes a diamond tree. Shine bright like a diamond. So I'm confused of when... The, I, I, is there going to be a second light? There must yes. be a second light. Yes, but yes. It can't... Gotta be. The, but the, vo- the rod is in the first tree, so how's, how's the light going to be created? What? Or is Rand going to part the, the sky and the, the, the sun we, will be the light? Yeah, because here's the thing. The no, morning wing... light. Dawn is coming. Oh, oh, it's literally like... It's almost dawn. It's that's dawn. what... that Maybe that's what it means. I just was confused because she's like, break the seals when you see the light. And Leowin like steps through the gateway and then Egwene is like, I am the fucking light! Light everywhere! This girl is on fire! And then it's described as like a beam of light piercing through the sky, a a blinding light. And I was like, wait, but she doesn't have the seals yet. I was, yeah. I think that like this weave, I think that Rand is going to, has, is watching her use this weave, right? Because Rand knows that she dies. I think that Rand uses this weave Later? Tenfold to put the world back together, right? And that's when they break the seals on the Dark One's prison? Yeah. So while Rand is going to leave? Building. Or maybe he's going to weave from there? I don't know. I, all right. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, But this is incredible. She kills all the Sharans. Uh, she kills Maz from Tame. Um, yeah. They have the, like, Balefire V. Um, they have the, like, you know the Kamehameha moment where the beam is like pushing back and forth between them yeah. and then it pushes and pushes and pushes. Tame, dead. Sharon's dead. Dead. Egwene, dead. Yep. Tree, built. Rod in the tree. It's kind of sad, but it's, this is the, this is the death that I'm like not sad about because this was so fucking cool. Yeah. Like and like she, what a moment to give Egwene. She earned this one. Yeah. She fucking earned this one. She went out like a motherfucker. It was so beautiful and like it was really touching, but it wasn't like, you know, like sad about it. Like it just... It made sense. Uh, we obviously predicted this, um, which uh, which is kind of fun. But uh, yeah. so Leanne sees this happen and is like, "Oh, it's the Amelin's dead," um, and then she starts yelling that the Amelin is dead, which is not a great idea because people are going to freak out. So I would keep that to yourself. Well, f- I don't know. It, you you could... don't want your army to break apart because they're sad their leader's dead. Yeah, but it's one of those things where you can get people to rally as well. It depends on how it goes over. That's fair, right? Uh, we cut to Berlain. Galad wakes up and is like, "Oh, I'm alive." And I was like, oh, that's dumb. Sorry. Uh, and then uh, hands uh, the thing to Berlin. He's like, hey, can you get this to Matt? He needs it. And she's like, yeah, dope. Um, uh, also, I love you. That. Yeah. When I get back. Oh, and he, he's like, I'm ugly now. And she's like, I don't care about that. I mean, he's got a scar. That's not. It's, it's, it is. This beat is in a lot of things. The two very pretty people who you think are together because they're pretty. But, oh, the surprise at the end of the series is that, oh, no, she actually loved him for him. Right. Even, you, even though he's a white cloak. 
Yeah. He is white cloak. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I think uh, I think it's not going to be the same afterwards, right? Because there's that moment yeah. where they're slaughtering channelers, and that one white cloak is like, "Wow, we have so much power! I can't wait to like do, do this. this more." And Galad is like, "Oh shit, maybe the white cloaks suck." It's like Sneeko. Um, did you see the Sneeko video? No. Sneeko is at like a. a- football game I think or something and these like little boys come up to him and they're like sneak oh and they want photos of him and they're like yeah fuck women right and he's like whoa 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 and the one of the little kids is like yeah like free Andrew Tate and Sneeko, you can watch in the video the moment where Sneeko realizes the audience that he has cultivated through making his garbage content online I just don't know who he is so he's like he's like a he's like a fucking Andrew Tate like on that side of the internet um and but you can see in this video where these he is kids, glad. And he's, he's like, real, oh, yeah, shit. he's he's glad in that moment, realizing, oh fuck, maybe I have in, maybe I have been supporting the wrong message, mm-hmm. and it was just very interesting to watch his face as he's like, guy, whoa, 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 guys, no, like, no, we don't talk about women, like, no, and like they don't care, they just keep saying it to him. It's kind of wild to watch. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it you should watch the video. It is watching um someone get uh come up and for their bullshit. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, and yeah, he's I getting don't... fucking roasted for it online, and he deserves that. Good. Um, I know I should be careful saying stuff like that because he has a huge platform, and they're gonna come yell at me. But like, oh no, people yelling at us on the internet. I know it never happens. How can we ever withstand such a? Force? Never happens. It's a bunch of guys um, who would love to have sex with you, making fun of me because I'm um, I have a personality that allows me to have sex with you. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting how that works out, right? It is so. It is so funny. It's because it, I get I get like made fun of by those guys a lot who call me soy boy and all of those things yeah, yeah, yeah. because they're like, dude, like you have to be like all of these things to get laid, and I'm like, I don't think you understand that I am getting I'm getting laid. Marriott. The thing that you say I need to change about myself in order to get the thing that I already have is a very like weird mental knot that they've tied themselves well, in? Well, it's just hilarious because it's like they're obviously not getting any. Yeah. And they're yeah. like making fun of you and saying you're not getting any when it's like, no, the personality that is leading you to make fun of somebody for getting laid is the reason you're not getting laid. Yeah. Or why you have to work so hard for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it just, it, it baffles me. It continuously baffles me that people are like, you're a beta cuck soy boy. And I'm like... Sure. I don't think you understand what my sex life looks like. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't think they have the biggest brains. So I'm it's, a, it's also just like the same guys. Those guys, like <laughs> height and like physical ability are so important. And I'm like, if you met me and realize, oh, you're 6'4", you're physically you're like, fit. Oh, God. How's the weather up there? I'm, I'm you know, I, I got a little fat, but like I'm, 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 I'm strong. You know yeah. what I mean? You work out. Yeah, it's just very funny. I, I I get a lot of those like DMs and messages and stuff, and I'm like, guys, like the internet is a weird place. I I've I I I have the end goal that you want without the anger and the need. For, yeah, it's just strange. Without the baggage. Anyway, um, yeah, and without people hating me. Yeah. I mean, the Attack on Titan community hates me, but like other than that, that's fine. They don't count. Uh, uh so Matt, um, we cut over to Matt. Uh, and, uh, he is like, okay, we're going to rally. We're going to do this thing. Well, I love that Arganda's like, so Egwene and half the Aes Sedai are dead. Yeah. And Matt's like, oh, shit. Okay, how, how many Sharon Channelers did they take out? All of them. Uh, all of them. 
Every single one. They're dead. All dead. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? You know, every single one. And he's like, oh, okay, shit. Well, okay, then we actually have a chance. Yeah. Uh, and that, like, realization, I was like, oh, God. It's, like, dark, but it's, it, it was fascinating to read that, like, moment of, like, I'm sorry, you said all of them? Yeah, and so uh, he sends Nafe off to be like, hey, we need two on now. Uh, and he looks up and he sees Lan riding towards the Mandred. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Who has the, um... The medallion. The medallion from Berlin. Yes. Uh, Oliver is in the crack. Trollocs trying to get at him. Mm-hmm. It's very tragic and hard to... I'm glad we did not listen to this chapter. It would have been hard to listen to. Yeah. Especially the Elaine moment. I don't know if I would have wanted to live react to that. Yeah. I was in I was in my feelings about that. Yeah. Um, And then uh, Loyal... Sees Lan. Loyal and is like, Aerith, Aerith, I love you. I'm going to go watch this. I need to see this for my book. Um, I'll be I'll be at dinner later. Um, but the Giants are playing the San Francisco 49ers. I need to go watch the game. I re- this one's really important, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's they set it up. He's like, I'm gonna go witness the fall of the last king of Malkir, and this is why I wish Land died. Yeah. It would have been so cool. It's it doesn't it's, matter. It also it's weird because I don't want Land to die because Nynaeve and him have had no time to. But it, yeah. But I, it would have been so interesting, so interesting. Yeah. To read Nynaeve lose it. And try and keep Alana alive, despite the fact that she's losing it because Lan died. Mm. Narratively, would have been a great choice. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. But we got to figure. Um. Yeah, it's it's fine. Arganda, um, lines up for a charge. Yeah. That everyone is like, it's gonna, it's not gonna work. Yep. But then Tam lights his arrows on fire, and uh, they start burning shit. So they can see. Um, and Tam is like, oh, Lan's gonna go fight the Mandarin. Yep. Uh, and so the burning arrows part the seas for Lan. He runs up, uh, and he exchanges blows with Demandred, cuts Demandred, mm-hmm. gets a little cut himself, yeah. and he says, I am the man who will kill you. Mm-hmm. And Demandred's like, ha bet. Min rides, or Torm, I don't know what that is, but uh, she rides one. The cat. Yeah. The leopards. Rides that into the fields of Marilor. Yeah. But then they don't do any... I'm confused about what they do after this. Because there's still stuff... Like, guys, yeah. there's still, like, last battle shit. Uh, so Min Min did the good job of convincing Tuon. Uh, Rand um, sees that Ruark is a slave of Graindol, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, that was an interesting thing I wanted to bring up here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, God tells him to let it go. No, it's, it's his it dad's go. voice, he says. Don't hold it back anymore. He says it's his father's voice. It, yeah, but Tam's not dead. So this is God again. With Tam's voice? Yeah. Oh. God is reaching out to let him know he needs to let go. It's not Tam. Tam is in, uh, Tam's busy at the moment. Okay. Tam, Tam is a little bit preoccupied. Uh, Ram Spencer says this book was too dense. <laughs> yes. Some you of this could have, out. some of this could have been in the, uh, the, what, what was, what, what's, fuck, um, the, 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 no, 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 in the, um, Crossroads of Twilight. Oh. Some of this could have been handled when we spent a fucking whole book reading eight days in people's lives after Mm -hmm. the cleansing of the taint. Yeah. Um, and then we end with Lan. They fight. They fight. It looks like the, it looks like, uh, Lan is doing better than anybody before, but he's still going to lose. And he sheaths the sword. Yep. He takes it into his stomach so that he can pop him in the stomach. No, he gets him in like the throat, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why it can't but be like a fake it, like... out, you know, like. And so, um, he kills him. 
Uh, but he says, I am not just some guy. I'm the guy who's going to kill you. And he dies killing him. You weren't him. listening to me. Chapter yep. 38. The place that was not. We did it. It took us four hours and 11 minutes, but we covered the last we, we battle. We made it through the last battle, guys. Yeah. 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 Um. Holy hell. Rand We're is alive. still hearing from his dad's voice. Uh, and then, this was a cool twist. Egwene. He's, here's Egwene. Yeah. Who is now dead. Yeah. This is why I thought she was going to be one of the heroes of the horn. Oh, It's because her voice is here. Oh, And I okay. think I, I would have liked that. But I I get the channeling thing. I get maybe you don't just get to be a hero of the horn. But like, Noel did not do more than Egwene. Well, he, 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 he did, did longer. his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. No, he did longer, but he didn't do more. Noel did not kill 400 sh Sharons. Fair. And reunite the White Tower. Fair. And, and, you know. And, 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 and. And, and, and. Yeah, Egwene, yeah. Egwene has done a couple of things in this series, okay? Yeah, she did okay. She did okay. I, her choice in men is terrible. Yeah. But her choice in actions, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he lets go of all of his guilt. Yeah, and in doing like, so, you need to allow us to have a choice. You yeah. accepted your own death and you rode off to go die. Why, why are other people not allowed to do that? In doing so, he gets back up and he's like, let's keep. Doing what we're doing. Keep on keeping on. I I will say, I wish Brandon Sanderson had found a more creative way to describe the energy force fight they're doing. Sure. I, I you know, I like I, I I just wish that I, I wish that I could have visualized it better, but like the Dark One thrust all of his force at Rand. It just doesn't. It just doesn't mean anything to me personally. So it's it's a small nitpick because I think like the the conversational stuff between them is really great. I just wish the visual. I, I wish the. I wish he had chosen a visual way to describe the this like force fight thing because I don't really. It, he just they write multiple times like and then the dark one threw more force at him and I was like oh I, I don't know what that means but okay. They're in a void where they don't have bodies and they're just throwing force at each other. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, it's a small thing. I just wish they had chosen a way of articulating that to me that I could like feel the pulse of it. All right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It worked for me. I like, yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh, Shendla. Is like, by the wild is dead. And then. That's yeah. Like, Demandred almost fell in love like with someone. She's like four sentences. Um, yeah. No, but Shendla, like, Shendla was so hot. That Demandred almost gave up revenge for Shen not gave up, but like almost had like a second love. Yeah, that's how hot Shenla is, guys. That's how that's how hot she is. She has so few tattoos; it's crazy. <laughs> I guess their whole system is a uh, is an odd one. Yeah, and um, the Sharans kind of lose it because Demandred's dead. Yeah, he's like they're like God in a sense, um, and they were like, "Oh, I thought he was invincible." Uh, oopsie doopsie. Yeah, um, and then Rand uh, sees outside of time as the Dark One is a force, but not a being. And more attacks come from the force, not the being. And he shrugs it off. And he's like, we, we, I'm going to find the void in a literal void. Yeah, we're not done here. And uh, the Dark One doesn't control the world. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, and then uh, we cut to Matt and... Uh, Loyal comes and tells Matt that, that Demandred and Lan are dead. Yep. And Matt is like, all right, for Frodo. And they ride forward. For Frodo. Um, oh, it's so good. 
Uh, then we go back to Rand. This yes. is chapter 39. Chapter Those 39. who fight. Guys, we're, we're made it. Rand uh, is now speaking in all caps, which I thought was funny because he's now, yeah. he is now all caps. He's finally like, you know what? Maybe the he reason. He is the creator now. Yes. He is God now. He is God. Now. Maybe the reason why Rand was losing before was because he wasn't speaking in all caps. Oh, he just needed to speak yeah. in all caps. Yeah. So now that he's speaking in all caps, they're finally like on an even playing field. Got. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, and gotcha. Rand. So shouting works. Uh, for for at oh, least the Saldanes when you're think so. here's the thing. Here, here's what I will say. Shouting works when you are arguing with a man, and shouting does not work when you are arguing with a woman. Fael would disagree. No, that's not an argument though. That's about getting Fael horny. That's not about winning the argument. Perrin still loses that uh, argument. She's just horny. I mean, Perrin always loses. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, so Rand and um, him, they're they're talking, and he's like, "You can only win if you break the people," which does not seem true at all. Um, he could also win by killing the people, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, and well, no, because they just return. Like the wheel, it, like reincarnation exists in this world. Yeah, but if if there are no people to have sex, then there's no reincarnation. Uh, I guess, yeah. And then it just becomes nothing, so. That would be the Dark One winning, right? I guess. Yeah. Uh, and so he holds the whole world in his hand. He holds the whole, whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand. And on the battlefield, there are two bodies. Um... Which, uh, Who are the two bodies? Because there's a lot of dead people. No, it's uh, Lan and Demandred. But Demandred is not a body. Or Lan is not a body because Lan isn't dead. Well, that's why he's like, you weren't paying attention. Um, this you is dumb also fuck. This is also where we find out. Uh, this is like Spitfire, all the people who died off page. Um, oh, yeah. Davern Bashir and his wife died. Yeah, dead. Huron is dead. Yeah. Uh, there's someone else that I'm forgetting. Someone else dies. Uh, the, the, Brandy's like, oh, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like a list of people. Oh, and they remember we didn't talk about this, but yeah, Gareth Bryan just they find his body. They're like, oh, Gareth Bryan is also dead. dead. Don't worry. And about someone it. is like, yeah, he charged forward. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah. Um, Matt is fighting Trollocs. Things are crazy. Uh, he's probably still gonna lose, even uh, although he like has a, a, a sliver of a chance because the Sharans are a little bit lost. Yep. He cuts back to Rand, uh, and Rand, uh, uh, here's the Dark One. Be like, I'm gonna kill the Son of Battles, uh, just like I killed the King of Nothing. Which is weird, because Lan, again, isn't dead. Which is why Rand is like, you didn't pay attention, dumbass. I know, but, okay. Either the Dark One is a force, or he's a person. I How can a force not pay enough attention to know if Rand is dead? If Okay, if the Dark One is the, the ruler of the domain of everyone who dies, mm -hmm. how would he not know that Lan is not dead? He's occupied. This is this is where the book wants to have it both ways, and it doesn't work for me. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's one or the other. He is either a being or a force. Mm -hmm. But if he's a force, he's something else. And if he's a being, he's something like it, it, the book wants to just kind. It wants to keep it vague, and I want the book to be a little bit more specific. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So maybe the dark one isn't actually the dark one as a presence. Maybe the dark one is like a big bad person who got locked away and is just like way more powerful than anyone else before them. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, but like this, this is a moment where they're like, even the, he was, Lan was so dead that even the dark one thought he was dead, but he wasn't dead. He's actually fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. 
Uh, so then Matt, um, so Matt, Matt's uh, just like, I gotta get lucky and we can do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like, I just need a favorable toss of the dice. Mm-hmm. And then Matt, uh, oh no, this isn't where Matt, here's Rand. That's the next one. So then Rand, we cut back to Rand. This is a, this, this chapter has a lot of this. Yes. Um, it was very cool to listen to though. Our audiobook reaction is live on the channel for patrons and members. Hell yeah. Uh, and, uh, Rand tells the dark one. You were not watching closely enough, mm-hmm. and you don't know that uh, Lan is alive. You're wrong. <laughs> and so Oliver blows the horn of Valir. Yes. Which, if you watch our reaction, we were like, we were not happy no. about. We were like, what the fuck? I really did not like this. In the moment. In the moment. In the moment. I still don't like it because of what happens later. Um, but I did not like this until. So so Oliver blows the horn. Yes. And the people start coming back. Yes. Matt hears Rand. So Rand is now God speaking to Matt through the sky somehow. Um, and he he hears Rand tell Satan that Satan is wrong. Yes. Um, and Lan stands up holding Demandred's head. Yeah. And the horn of Valyr is heard. Yes. yes. Guys, the horn! The horn! Uh, <laughs> Guillermo Barro says the Dark One needs his ravens to see shit and come tell him, right? I think it was mentioned a bunch of books ago. He used to need that, but right now Rand and the Dark One are looking at the battlefield together. Yeah, like they're kind of like watching it. Like it feels like the Lord of the Grave would know if someone was dead or alive or not. Yes. Because, so. ha- okay, either, either he's, either there is a raven telling him shit and the raven is wrong. Yes. But then, it just, it it doesn't, TJ says he can be both a force and a being, an oxymoronic property of a god, you can have it both ways. Sure. If if you can have it both ways, then I don't know what the, I don't know what the meaning is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I still don't get it. Like. Arzu. Arzu, thank you for five gifted memberships. Thank you for five gifted members. That's very appreciated. Uh, Y'all, thank you for the super chats as well. Thank Um, you for the super chats, yeah. Guys, the horn. The horn is back. Uh, Malindio says, if energy has mass, is a charged Tesla heavier than a low battery Tesla? Yes. Yes, it is. Um, not by very much, but yes, technically it is. Oh. <laughs> sure. I, that, that's just a fact. If, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Matt hears this, and hears the, ba- the horn. We <laughs> cut over to Elaine, who is about to be C-sectioned, um, but it doesn't happen, because magic arrows, pew, 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 pew. Doylen, fucking dead. Dead. Uh, what, who else is, who, uh, the, the, Whatever the, the channeler's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hanlon, Hanlon stiffens, uh, and Brigitte is here, and she's like, the heroes of the horn have arrived. We're here, bitches! Let's, Let's go. go! Which made sense. When Brigitte died, and it was so fast, and it was such a nothing, I was yeah. like, this is really disappointing. Um, but for her to come back with the horn, I, I think is is a really good choice. Agreed. Because um, I, I was like, she, she's just dead. okay. I was hoping a couple more of our characters would be risen to horn level by now. I'm kind of sad that it's only Noel, mm-hmm. but I do like that we get Oliver saved by Noel, mm-hmm. uh, and now he's the the blower of the horn. Yes. Uh, and uh, Matt. Matt, is Matt like, has a, a conversation with Arthur Hawkwing. Wait, he's like, wait, who blew the horn? Was that us or was that them? And Arthur Hawkwing is like, don't worry. There were never any stakes because no matter who blew the horn, we would have been good guys. And I was like, well, fuck that. Like, I, okay. 
Basically, Archer Hawkwing comes up to Matt. And tells him he's been wrong the whole time. And says a bunch of shit that I don't like. One, there was never any risk of the Dark One. Why, why introduce this now? Why introduce the idea that the horn was never really at risk? Uh, look, here's You know the thing. what I mean? It is still a risk if they don't have the horn, right? Sure. Like, but the idea that the Dark One's forces could have blown the horn for evil is a really fun, like, danger. Mm-hmm. To just be like, oh, no, 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 don't worry. That that danger that you thought was real and gave this some tension, that was never real. Yeah, but the tension is over now, so it doesn't matter. I know, but there's no, re- there, but there's also no reason to introduce at this point that that tension was fake. I honestly, that, that moment I really like. Okay. I think that that's, that's it, an interesting way to play around with it. The, and the unreliable narrator thing, and we don't fully understand these objects and like that, I actually really liked. But I do not, I don't like... Yeah. This is the part that was weird to me, is that... I would have, I think I would have accepted it more if it wasn't paired with this. Yeah, so Matt, uh, Matt's like, oh, guess I'm not attached to the horn. I guess that tree really killed me. And he's like, no, you idiot, it's not the tree. It's the other time you died. It's the other time that you died. Which, which was, didn't happen. Which was bale fire, so it didn't happen. And so him breaking the connection to the horn... It should. I feel like it should have been left ambiguous. Yes. It should have been like, was it the tree? Was it the balefire? We'll never know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But the fact that he's like, no, it was the balefire doesn't make sense to me because balefire literally turns back time. Archer which means Hawkwing. That his connection to it would still be intact. So Archer Hawkwing shows up. Yeah. And says a bunch of shit that just doesn't need to be said. Yeah. It's like so. There's a movie. Um. There's a movie called Us. It's a Jordan Peele movie. I think Us is really brilliant mm-hmm. right us is really brilliant until a monologue right at the end of the movie where a character explains everything and makes it needlessly convoluted for no reason right 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 I, and it wasn't that this made this more convoluted it's that like it 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 didn't give me satisfactory answers and yeah. i could have just been left nebulous if i had been sitting here wondering like you know, oh, it's because at first when I read it, you can literally watch my reaction before they say it. I'm like, oh shit, Matt died, right? He got hung. Um, so and it was fine because he did. And we've yeah. been told that he died there. It's And what's weird about it is that we've been told for seven books that he died there. And yeah. so I just accepted it. I was like, oh, it's the time when he was hung. And so it is just extra weird. And he comes to, back as a different person. To put a hat on a hat. Yeah. To be like, not only are you not the blower of the horn, which we told, which we've been telling the audience you are for so long, but yeah. the moment where we've been telling, it's like Brandon Sanderson being like, Robert Jordan lied to you guys about a lot of shit. And I need to clear that well, up. And here's the thing. I would have, look, I at first didn't like it. I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is happening? And then I was like, Oh, Matt died. And then I was like, no, no, I love this. I love this. This is awesome. The yeah. Arthur Hawkwing being like, actually, no, it wasn't the tree. It was the balefire. I hate that. But yeah, that, yeah. that being said, you know, like, I, I think that that's, doesn't make any sense to me. That being said, love this moment. I love that it was like uh, playing and subverting our expectations um, and how it played out and that it did make sense. It wasn't some like arbitrary like, oh, he's just I am glad about that too. Like it, yeah. it, 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 that, like how it happened made sense even if the specifics of which time he died don't make sense to me if that were. I'm just going to pretend it's the tree. I just, I think that it's so much cleaner to just be like, yeah, because you died. I'm glad you guys with the horn on not them. That would have been bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you just do, you don't introduce a, char- a, a a literal God character coming in and being like, 
everything you thought was wrong. Sit down and let's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it just, it, it's not even that it's bad. It's all fine description. It, it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so unnecessary here. Mm-hmm. There's so much else going on. And our talk is like, well, wait a second. I need to clear up some misconceptions you might have about the Horn of Valir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like, if, uh, and honestly, I know you don't like it, but I, the fact that it can't be blown for the shadow, I, I, should, I think that was really cool. That worked for me. I think if that was on its own, I might have. Sure. It was tied in with the, like, no, it's actually the time where you died, but then it was Balefire, so technically the pattern doesn't know that you died, but the horn does, because the horn and the pattern aren't tied together. Even though the horn calls people forth who work for the pattern, yep. Yeah. 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 It's just fine to say that he died at the tree. Yeah, you didn't have to specify. It was tied in with the Elfin Ilfin, which was his whole thing. Like, it, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't, uh, Yeah. Um, we have a super chat. Can you scroll up? Oh, did we not read that one? Oh, I'm sorry. No. Garambaro says, I think Maybe I figured out watching your reaction. The same way the cut weaves don't explode back in time, but after Balefire, the pattern has a time when they were cut, people didn't die far away. What? I don't know. No, no, because the cut weaves do explode back in time. What? Yeah, we literally watched weaves that had been previously Balefired come back. Or, well, the people that were cut, the Balefire reinstated those weaves. And so if the horn linking, linking is a weave that ties Matt to it, then Balefire and reverting Balefire wouldn't sever him from the horn. Yes. Like, um, that doesn't make any sense to me. Him dying at the tree and severing from the horn makes total, complete sense to me. Yes. The Balefire one does not make any sense. Uh, Turbok, thank you for that super chat. If Balefire rewinds time, then how do characters remember others dying? I think of the horn like a character that remembers Matt dying there, Devil's Advocate. I the Here's horn. the thing. I'm actually fine with it. I'm saying that this, this conversation felt convoluted, especially tied in with Lan coming back to life at the same at time. At the exact same time. It, it just, it just felt like this chapter ends with like a lot of convenience. Lan comes back to life. Oliver is able to blow the horn. It's because of the bale fire moment that didn't happen, not the tree moment that we were told would make more sense. Like, it, it's just that it felt like all this this chapter ended conveniently, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred Land be dead uh, instead of another fake-out death. It, yeah, sure. It, it's all of those things together. Individually, I'm okay with the pieces of it. Mm-hmm. It is all of these things come together in a chapter that the, the last battle I felt was so well-written. Yeah. And I loved it so much mm-hmm. that to like end this week on kind of this like series of convenience moments that didn't work for me as much as the stuff that came before it yeah. was a little bit unfortunate. And I wanted to just keep reading to get the like taste of it out of my mouth. I know. And that's the thing is I'm like, God, I just like after we finish this book club, I think we're just going to go read. Yeah. Like that. That's we literally plan for that because it's all we want to do. We want to we want to understand. We want to figure it out. Like yeah. there's so much here. We've loved this whole section, even if there's things that either don't make sense to us now or yet or, you know, that aren't, like, our favorite choices. Like, overall, there's still so much here that is incredible. Um, TJ, thank you for that super chat. Uh, a lot of fair feedback. I think some of those issues are due to the handover between Brandon and Robert Jordan. Recipes. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if some of it was Brandon Sanderson trying to write in scenes that were in the notes that he didn't have full context for. And I just wish that it was a- ambiguous. Yeah. That it wasn't like, no, it's definitely this time. And maybe Archer Hawkwing is wrong. Like but then that, why? But then, why, but then, but then why? why say? Why say? I know, I know, I know. But And, and yeah. that, that's my point. It isn't that mm-hmm. 
it isn't that I think that this is a terrible description. Yeah. I just think that it is, it, it, it's a moment that doesn't need to be described. Yeah, yeah, they could have just left it at you died. And then you go back and you read the series and you're like, oh, Matt dies here and he dies here. And then he almost dies with the, you know, like the balefire yeah. of the poison of the fucking dark hounds or whatever. You know, like, like there are so many moments that Matt could have been severed from the horn. And if you kind of just leave it a little nebulous, it's fun for the audience to be like, oh, I think it's this one, right? Um, yeah. They just kind of took away that, like, uh, option for the audience to, like, fill in the gaps. And I, I think that this would have been an option better left open-ended, personally. Uh, Gambaro says, if character A was standing where a weave would have exploded but moved after it was cut and before being restored by the Balefire, uh, A won't explode wherever they are when it happens. Yes, no, no, no. You're, I'm sorry, but you are wrong there. When, um, when Egwene... When Egwene's when the bale channelers fire, yeah. gets taken out. When the Aes Sedai get taken out. No, and they don't because the bale fire. So, so the, so Egwene's channelers are standing shooting. No, sorry. The Shard channelers are shooting at Egwene's channelers. Yes. And so Egwene's channelers cut all those weaves. weaves. Yeah. Then demanded bale fires those channelers that cut the weaves. The weaves that were cut hit those channelers and they die. That happens. Yeah. So it's it's the opposite of that, Garam. The the weaves. Also, Matt being the tied cutting to the horn, of the weaves is uncut by the balefire. Matt being that tied to the sentence. horn is not an explosion. It's not a physical place. Like it doesn't like where. I'm not sure how that like ties into why the horn is tied to Matt or not. And I I yeah. totally accept she that sees it's the explosions. not. Yeah, because they still go off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The 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 explain the explosions still happen. Like uh, because. Um, Hours the, later, the no, they happen immediately when the they happen immediately when the bale fire happens. Yeah, because the bale fire takes out those Sedai hours back. Right? No, it doesn't. It yeah. takes them out like almost immediately. I mean, I mean, in within those hours, all the weaves that were cut by those people uh, return because they never cut them within the span of a couple hours. Oh, does it go back that far? It, That's crazy. Yeah, it, it it affects the battle for several hours, and she remarks on how powerful that bale fire must have been. Because but if random that, but explosions if it, but if, happen. But if the weaves that weren't cut still exist, then the the connection to the horn, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the, I don't think that it that is, it is, is what, related to the horn at all. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I just Wait, I that wish that they had left either. it nebulous. I just wish that it wasn't like specified which time but, he died. But when they kill... When Raven kills them, uh-huh. and then he's bale-fired, mm-hmm. they never died. So they, they never the died. weaves should have gone off Rand, back in time when they should have gone off. The weaves shouldn't have been held. The weaves like should Rand have always the, have gone off the hours earlier. Yeah, Rand Rand is the only one who knows that Avienda and Matt and them all died. Wait, this is Because he's too, the one who, like, bale-fired it. This is too much. I can't. We've been live for almost five hours. Yes. Yes. Why did we do this to ourselves? We love why it. why did we, we love ever it. read the Wheel of Time? What do you mean? Okay. What do you mean? It's, 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 it's some good shit. Some good shit. Yeah, and the like the this has nothing to do with Matt being tied to the horn. It, it that doesn't the balefire severing the tie to the horn makes literally zero sense to me, but that's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. There were some there were some like really fun lines that I had um highlighted that we didn't talk about. Oh, you got some you got some moments. Well, let's finish it off. Um, obviously, the the heroes of the horn show up, right? And uh, Archer Hawkins like, 
no, we're not going to fight the fucking battle for you. You have to help us. And Matt's like, God damn it. Oh, um, that was so funny. Matt's like, oh, you guys got this, right? And yeah. they're like, no. Why yeah. Why would we got this? Yeah. One thing, one question I do have mm-hmm. is why did the, okay. And maybe someone in, someone can come answer that question with me happily. Anytime you want us on the show. Yeah. We can't talk about the TV show because I'm on strike. But um, any, we'll any book stuff, we'll happily talk Absolutely. with you about. Absolutely. Uh, as soon as the strike's over, Dusty, I want to talk with you about the show. But mm-hmm. um, why did the Heroes of the Horn appear w- with Matt? And then why did Noel have to ride to Oliver? Shouldn't the Heroes of the Horn have appeared at Oliver? I just thought they came out of the smoke. I don't know. No, no. But like, why did they appear? Because when, when Matt blows the horn, they appear around Matt. Except for Brigitte. No, 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 no. In book two. Oh. When when Matt oh. blows the horn, they appear around Matt. When Oliver blows the horn, they appear like a, a kilometer away. Mm-hmm. At, they appear to Matt. Except for Brigitte, who appears where she just died. Which makes sense to me, because she just died there. Yeah. They come to the dragon banner? Oh, the literal physical banner? What if they didn't have the banner? What if someone had left that behind? But oh then why does it, no, 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 but then Could why doesn't Brigitte imagine? appear at the banner? Yeah, Brigitte doesn't appear at the banner. Guys, what if someone had forgotten the banner? They wouldn't have forgotten the banner because it's Tiberian. That would have been hilarious. No, no, that would have been hilarious. I like to think of it as mm. they just appear wherever they want to. Dramatic entrance. Baron's Brush, thank you. Welcome back to the Nerd Table. Thank you. Thank you so much for all the time you put guys put into the show. Of course, we love this show. No, we we love it. And thank love you, it. thank you guys for all the time you put into being here. I'm sad um, that we're I'm sad that we're not doing Wheel of Time forever. Um, yeah, honestly, it's gonna be weird to do something else. Honestly, but yeah, I'm hoping you guys come along. If you don't, that's fine. We yeah, understand. If you guys it. are here for the Wheel of Time and not for us. We'll see you on Wheel of Time videos in the future because we're going to keep making Wheel of Time content. It's just yeah. the Nerdy Wordy Book Club won't be about the Wheel of Time uh, every week. And that um, will be weird, but um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to read other things. I'm excited to keep my journey of like continuing to read as I get older alive through the show mm-hmm. instead of just becoming a, a, a anime drone who just watches anime all the time. Because <laughs> I would. I would just watch One Piece all the time. It's very good. Mm, I'm not surprised at that. I, I, and again, this 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 banner, this Tears of the Horn thing, they're not a complaint. I just was like, I thought they would appear around Oliver if he blew the horn. Mm. Yeah, I just thought that they kind of appeared wherever they wanted Also, to. no mention of Gaidal in that, which I thought was very weird. Yeah. Because I thought it was going to, my first thought was that Ga- Oliver was going to be able to, it was blowing the horn because he was one of the heroes of the horn. And so it was like a loophole because he was Gaidal. Oh, because he was. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, but that's not it. That's No, no, that's not it. Um, TJ, thank you for that super chat. TJ, thank you so Wish much. Wish I had discovered these streams sooner. Some people would disagree with you. There were some dark times on this show. <laughs> uh, we had our own slog. I imagine you read it because the series is great. Yeah, uh, regarding yeah. the heroes, uh, could be where Teleran Riyadh is closer to the real world. Interesting. Yeah, I just think that they kind of appear where they need to and that that was like... Um, it's, I understand that you, people are saying it's the banner. I just, like, can you imagine if they didn't fucking bring the banner with them? Like, what what would have happened? And is it that specific banner, or if they remade a dragon banner? Like, is this banner a, a, a Terangriol? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, guys, I, I, we, we, we did mention this before. I'm so excited to read Aragon with you guys. It is a book that is beloved to me. And that I haven't read for a long time, but that I know very well. And so it's going to be a really cool perspective. Like, I'm excited to see how my perspective has changed on it. I'm excited to see how new readers read the book. Like, guys, I am so excited for the Inheritance Cycle. You, like, you you 
you don't even fucking know. That's why we like squeezed it in. That was that that was literally the only time that we could fucking do it, and I'm so excited for it. Um, but yeah, um, Over blows the horn and is saved by Noel. And Over has this beautiful moment where um because earlier in this in this section he had talked about you know his parents dying and the Aiel being all evil and that he was going to kill them all um and in this moment he talks about like all the people that he's lost but like one of them came back for him and I just that was the moment that like got me in the feels like it wasn't really the people dying it was like over having this moment of hopefully growth and letting go of his like hatred but we'll see all right the moment yeah we arrive here to gather at the banner we can fight for you because of it, Gambler. I guess that's true. Um, I also oh, like that... Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, you're right. It is In this moment. Specific banner. Uh, Matt still finds time to gawk at a woman. Oh, yes. yes. Chuan could be mad if he looked a little at a hero, right? Damn it. I could do without it. Didn't need it. Um, but uh, one had come back for him. Noel had come back for him. Mm-hmm. What are some of these, what are some of these um, things I saved? Uh, this one was um, Uno. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why I highlighted this. He had tried to keep himself lean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uno has one of my favorite lines in the last battle. He had tried to keep himself lean so he'd taste flaming terrible when they stuffed him in one of those flaming cookpots. <laughs> Fucking Uno. Badass motherfucker. It's like, if the Trollocs are going to eat me, I'm going to make it the worst experience for the I want to taste bad if the Trollocs eat me. Oh, my God. Um, Incredible. Incredible. Fucking love it here. Uh, this is uh, Pavara POV. Uh, he could cut a Trolloc in half with a gateway at 300 paces and summon fire from inside Dragon Mount in su- its- itself, and he still wanted to carry a sword. It was, she decided, a male thing. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Men and their swords. Men, oh, men like to play with their swords. I highlighted, P.S., if you see any Trollocs with quarter staffs, I suggest you let go leave or fight them instead, as I know you have trouble with those <laughs> oh types. Oh my god. Matt. Matt is such a fucking asshole. That, that moment, though, is hilarious. Um, so good. This is a moment, this is a swan moment that I highlighted. It's not mm. funny, but um, I, I just wanted to read this because uh, swan's death, I felt like, was a little underbaked, but they, I love this. Uh, talking to Egwene. Uh, as a queen ages, she begins to think about her legacy. Like, every good wife probably starts to think the same things. Will she have an heir to hold what she has created? As a woman grows in wisdom, she realizes that what she alone can accomplish pales in comparison to what her legacy can achieve. Well, I suppose I can't claim you entirely as my own, and I wasn't exactly pleased to see you, uh, what pleased to be succeeded. But it is comforting to know I've had a hand in shaping what is to come. And if a woman were to wish for a legacy, she could not dream of greater than one such as you. Thank you. I'll watch this Sanchin woman for you. Maybe help poor Min crawl out of the fang fish net she's found herself in. Little did Swan know they died within like 30 minutes of each other, but... What a beautiful fucking moment to give Swan. I know. It was so good. And it was kind of when I knew she was probably going to die. You know, mm-hmm. when you when you have a moment like that, like that, that that was beautiful and so heartfelt and like yeah. it really just summed up Swan's character. Because Swan yeah. was never the best Amberlynn seat. No. She fucked up. And she knows. But she fucked up because her goal wasn't to be a good Amberlynn. It was to get ran to the last battle. And her and Moraine, she accomplished her goals. She did it, yeah. Her and Moraine did what they set out to do in A New Spring. And if I hear anyone say New Spring is not a worthy read in this series, I disagree. New Spring is necessary. I wish we'd read it earlier. Uh, The next next thing I highlighted was, I'm trying to read that thought, Pavara said. Did you just compare me to an old strap of leather? Yes, yeah. We we talked about that. That that was good. I'll assume it's a leather workers thing. You can compare me to a strap of leather. It's fine. I would never. Um... But I'll get it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh, this was a moment I wanted to call. 
Uh, years of maturing, years of age, had brought Tam an understanding of the void. He understood it now, better than he ever had. Years of teaching Rand responsibility. Years of living without Kari. Years of listening to the wind blow and the leaves rustle. Mm -hmm. I fucking love that they brought up the years of being a widow's effect on him and how it made him a better person. Yeah. And how living with loss, living with grief isn't always destroying a person. Yeah. But it can actually make you better. Yeah. Not not that it's good to lose things, but like I love the idea that Tam acknowledges in this moment that his loss made him stronger. And it's like, it's part of his his humanity, right? It's Mm -hmm. a part of like who he is. Yeah. Um, And... Like, honestly, like, Tam is probably one of the best characters in the whole series. Mm-hmm. It is, like, you know, he doesn't get to do as much as I would have liked, especially, like, after all this. But, like, God, like, he is so good and he is so fucking well written. Like, right. There's two yeah. more things I want to read. Okay. The first one is evidence that Matt wrote one letter. If you were here... This is not evidence. The letter was written in Matt's hand, and Elaine noticed, with amusement, the handwriting was much neater than the spelling. Much better in this one than the one he'd sent her weeks ago. Than the one he'd sent her weeks ago, even in the last battle. Even in the final battle of the Wheel of Time, Brandon Sanderson took time to point out... That there was one letter written to Elaine no. from Matram Coffin because Elaine she acknowledges the one, one letter. letter. Yes. Elaine saw one. Because he only wrote one letter. Because no. every wrote, other time he went to the castle, no. he went in person Elaine, and he kept getting turned away in person, so no. he wrote a letter. Elaine he tried only a different saw one. tactic with a single letter. This does not prove anything. This is fucking circumstantial. It doesn't prove anything. I have more evidence than you have. I win. I know you don't. No. This is the one letter that I saw. How would she have seen the other letters if they weren't given to her? Because he didn't write them. Yes, he did. No, this oh is the one God. letter. No, no, you're fucking incorrect. I want to end before we go absolutely, into high-low with this. Absolutely wrong. <laughs> I did not come here to win, Lan whispered, smiling. I came here to kill you. Death is lighter than a feather. God, it would have been such a good final line if it was his final line. The, <laughs> the wheel of Remember when Nerdy said this wasn't going to be a running joke? It's not a joke. I take this one letter shit deadly seriously. You guys don't know how excited I was when I got to that part of the last battle. And I was like, there's more evidence. I'm winning. He stood up and screamed. It's not in one of Matt's letters. It's the one letter he wrote. The one letter she saw. It's the one letter he wrote. That's not what what she says. She says the one letter he wrote. Not the one letter she saw. Because she doesn't know how many he wrote. I'm saying that you have to spin the words to make it evidence in your case. Yes, you do. No, you do Garen Barnes, thank you for that super chat. Uh, Lines I'd like to see get your reaction. Abel, that's my boy. Loyal's an assault on the enemy core. And Lands, I've always wondered. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I highlighted the Lands, I've always wondered too. I just didn't read it now because we talked about it earlier. Right, right. But I did, I did, I highlighted that. Um, I love that, like, I feel like Abel Coffin does not know who his son is at all because they haven't, like, spoken. Yeah, and that's not going to matter in the show at all. Um... I had long wondered, Lan said to Tam, about the man who had given Rand that heron-marked blade. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he had truly earned it. Now I know. Yep. Lan raised his own sword in salute. Yeah. It's a good it's line. It's so fucking good. It's a pretty good, good fucking line. Honestly, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Guys, we made it through the last fucking battle. And and the battle's not done yet. No, we have to talk I about it next week. I have lied to. It's a five-hour book club, y'all. I'm so sorry. Eh, they're not mad about it, let's be honest. Um, the man called Lev, thank you for that super chat, letters and holes and walls, that's the content I come here for. 
That's that's what we're good at. Fucking bullshit. Bullshit content. So when I was a child, um, my mom married a wonderful man. Uh, they are currently in Spain because uh, they're on their 20th wedding anniversary trip. Aww. They've been married 20 years next week. So we're, to my mom and my stepdad, congratulations on 20 years. We share an anniversary month. We do share an anniversary we're month. We're about 17 years behind. We're eight days apart. Um <laughs> I am so uh, I'm so happy you guys got to go to Spain. I hope you have a wonderful trip. You've mm-hmm. earned it. Yeah. Uh, we are just behind you at three years. Let's Hell go. yeah! But when I was a kid, uh, in order to try and bring our blended family together, we sat around a dinner table every night and we did high low, where we celebrated each other's highs and we commiserated over each other's lows to bring us closer together. There are only three high lows left in the wheel of time. But there are no beginnings. But there are no beginnings or endings in real time. You can always go back and watch old episodes and watch me tear my hair out over this book series (laughs) that I have a deep, deep, deeply rooted love-hate relationship with. Mm -hmm. Clearly. Mm -hmm. Clarus, what is your high? Because I will say my high last because we compliment sandwich this beach. Yeah. What is your high high, from the first half of the last battle? My high is uh, being married to you for three years. Stop. (laughs) Don't do that. You're, you know, you're all right. Disgusting. You, you okay. Um, my high of the book series was that brief, uh, like five minutes of uh the horn being blown and me realizing that Matt had died before the Balefire <laughs> thing came into. into you can play. watch our emotional roller coaster. It in was that a reaction. roller coaster, but that moment of being like. Matt died and then having it like it, I realized it like three seconds before the book fucking explained it to me and I was like oh shit that's so fucking cool it, 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 I think it's gotta be a high for me because it, I was so disappointed and then I was like oh no I'm stupid and before we crashed down again but it's fine that like that like upswing that that was a high for for the fucking like history books um yeah yeah, my uh, my low mm-hmm. is tough. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I I think that it's the 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 convenience of the fail plot. I think there's a way that that could have all gone uh, down that would have just felt a little bit cleaner to me. Honestly, it's tough because I think my low of this is the same low I have of the books. It is just the fake out stuff that I don't think um, works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, much like a lot of the Taviran stuff throughout the books doesn't work for me, right? Like, that's the stuff about this series I don't like as much. Yeah. And I, I would say that, like, the continuing saga of Taviran this is kind of my, my continuing low with this series, is, okay. is the convenience stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. What no, about you? you? What's your low? I mean, I think my low is, um, the, is definitely the fake out of both Galad and Lan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that one of those things had, had meant a bit more because there's so many amazing moments in this, yeah. ho- in just this one chapter, right? There's so many amazing things that characters do and, yeah. and I, yeah, yeah. Having those two right back to back, I just was, was just not as satisfying as I wanted it to be. Um, especially with characters def- like dying left, right, and center yeah. and not even having a moment. Um, yeah, yeah. What's your high? That's harder than the low. I know. Um, There's so many incredible moments. I I think that my low, or my high, sorry, ultimately is Egwene's death. 
I think okay. I think the reverse bail fire I love. I love the idea of that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, how she comes up with it. I, I love the idea of a beam that builds and not a and uh, to to counter a beam that destroys. Yeah. Um I I you know, Egwene's whole thing throughout the books has been this ability to like make up abilities to create new and to remember the old and she really she is a bridge between the ancient uh, Aes Sedai and the, the the future of the Aes Sedai. Yeah. In so many ways, and so I love that you know, like like rediscovering the how to Quendalar and um, stuff like that. Um, I, I think that having her final moments be uh, the the continuation of that thread of idea with her, mm-hmm. um, and that she brings about the end of the evil channelers. On when the she, battlefield. Like, puts the world back together for a moment. Yeah. Like. Once she brought the one tower back together, right? She did, yes. And so, like, really she just. She is the creator. Um, the, but she isn't. That, but no, it's not, she's... it's not about being the creator. It's about yeah. being, it's about being a person who brings things together. Mm-hmm. Um, even if, you know, her own union was imperfect. Um, the way she brings about the unions of other people really is. Um. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I, I would have to go with that. I think I there's so many moving things. I think like I it would here's the thing, it would have been land sacrifice. Yeah. It would if he had died, it that would have been the highlight of the whole thing for me. Yeah. Um, for sure. But for because sure. he lives the it moment got is tainted so to good. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TJ, thank you for that super chat. Um thank you, TJ. You don't like the Tavirin stuff. Respectfully, what the hell my man? I don't mind the Tavirin stuff until it got to the point where it started to explain Things that could have been better done by having characters make stronger choices. Yeah. Um. There, there are it times a bit of a crutch in certain moments. Yeah. That that you know, if in, in previous book clubs we have talked about. I got it. I this series wore me down a little bit with the like, oh, just random shit just randomly happens, and that the the this series chose to create conflict by having random shit happen rather than having characters make decisions that created conflict. Yeah. And the villains so often we're so incompetent and the majority of the damage done to our heroes throughout a lot of these books was done by like bubbles of evil that were literally just not a choice that somebody made but just shit thing I don't know but beetles appeared um and I I would have appreciated I I think that there are times where the series could have made its characters a little bit more active in the plot moving forward yeah that uh, it wasn't just things that happened to them or around them uh, yeah, because because there, there's a lot of stuff, especially once Brandon Sanderson took over, where it feels like that got a little bit better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I think that Robert Jordan got worse at it as he went on. Like I think the first, like I've said so many times, the first six books of this series are there's nothing I would change, yeah. right? Up incredible. until the end of Lord of Chaos, there's nothing that I would change. Yeah, and then and yeah, then I there's just loved it. It, it. It got a little too Tavirini. It got a little too caught up in these endless plots that just didn't really matter in the end. Um, mm-hmm. and Brandon Sanderson really brought back character focus. I think Gathering Storm of the Brando Sando books, I think Gathering Storm is still my favorite just because of how focused it was and, and what it like really paid attention to yeah. what it built for the characters. I thought, I, I think that book is very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, and this one is a close second to it, in my opinion, of the Brando Sando stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, there, there's still, ser- there's stuff about the series that like just doesn't work for me and I'm okay with it because there's so much that does. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that I I do love here. And there's characters that I do love. Um, yeah. Even the circus. Me Monk says, yeah, I would. Okay. Fires of Heaven, I would cut some stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Arzu, thank you for that super thank chat. Thank you, Arzu. Uh, considering Lan started this wanting to kill himself to fight, him dying would go against his character arc as cool as it would have been to see. 
I don't agree with that. I think that Lan's sacrifice being to kill Demandred is is his yeah, role. Yeah, because here's the thing. Like, him throwing himself at Nameless Trollocs, like, that definitely goes against his character. Like, yes. the, like the arc. But him, him intentionally and strategically sacrificing himself would have made all the difference in the world, right? Because he just fucking fucked off to go fight. Yeah. Whereas this, like, uh, actually, like, mattered. I, it, I, I, Arzu, the reason I disagree with you is because when Lan went to die at Tarwin's Gap, he went to die for himself. And when he went to die here, he went to die for everybody else. Yeah. And that is the arc that is the difference. That is what he learned over the course of the battle that pushed him south, right? Mm -hmm. Is that it wasn't, he wanted to die because he wanted to die. And now it is no longer about him. He wanted to die to go spare everyone else because he could, he was the only one who could do that. Yeah. It, I, I think it would have worked just fine. I don't know where the rest of the book goes. Maybe he's around and important, but. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're not done yet. It also, uh, Guillermo brings up, like, it would have made Nynaeve saving Alana really interesting. And, like, that that part of it would have been really cool. But um, I, I don't know. I think that it could have gone either way. I just wish it wasn't a fake out. I wish, and, like, I wish that the Dark One didn't know that he was not dead. Like, that's where it gets weird to me is, like, what is the Dark One's knowledge then I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Uh, Jason Farley says, I don't like that Egwene's I will outlive you and your culture speech to Tuan is undercut by her death. But no, yeah, it's not that. undercut. I think it, it is. Because it, Egwene, Egwene, this is what Swan's speech ties into about your legacy. Mm-hmm. And Egwene put together the White Tower. And the the institution that the White Tower becomes, I think, like I, you know, I am the optimist in that the White Tower becomes something actually beneficial for people. That is Egwene. That is that is what she put all of herself into and saving them in her moments of death. Like Egwene is the White Tower, and the White Tower is it will outlive the 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 Sanchen and Tuan. Uh, by fucking forever. Right? The problem is that Matt saved this Sanchen from most of the fighting. And so um, when this is all over, the only like full army left in Rhineland will be the Sanchen. And they're going to go enslave everybody because they were spared. Well, we'll see. They were spared the fighting. I When, when Tuan left, I was like, fuck, Matt just literally gave the Sanchen the kingdom. Because no one's going to be left to stop them after this. I don't know. Everyone else is fucking dead. I don't think Rand dies here. Rand has literally has to die. Like Rand literally has to die. It's in a series that is so built on prophecies, Rand has to die. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's tough for me to comment on the Egwene stuff without knowing how the series ends and what happens afterwards. Um, but there's not much book left, so I don't know I, how many of those answers are. I we're hate get. the Sanchin. I would love for the White Tower to outlive. The Sanchen. I would love for the Sanchen to all die. Uh-huh. And all of the slaves be f- freed. Yeah. And live long, happy lives without the fucking people that enslave them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I don't know how they, I don't know how they cover that in the rest of this book. Yeah. Yeah. I no, don't know. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we made it. Five hour book club. Let's fucking go. Um. <sighs> what? I don't know. Christian Rapper says, Lan actually went to go talk to the rulers of the Borderlands. If you read what Lan actually said, I don't know how it turned into a suicide march. What? No, he went to go die at the 
Yeah, he didn't go talk to the Borderlanders. He went to go die. The Borderlanders weren't up there, and he knew that. Like uh, The Borderlanders were in Andor. Nynaeve had to literally tell people and be like, Lan's going to the Blight. Yeah, like... Uh, Lan, Lan knew where the Borderlanders were. They were in far matting. By, yeah, they were, Lan they were, they were like just outside of Kaelin. If it wasn't for Nynaeve. Like, yeah. would be straight up fucking dead somewhere in the Blight that didn't that didn't matter, right? Um, uh, Garen Barrow says, I think Matt would get the band back together and kick Sanchin's ass up and down the continent. Matt is the Sanchin. Yeah, it's He is the Prince of now. the Ravens. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious to see where the Sanchin end off. I'm, I'm, I I have no idea. So I, t- we're going to, I'm probably going to sit down and read for the rest of the day. Yep. So, um. Yep. We'll find out. Yep. That's, that's, that's what we're going to go do. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, if you like this video, this five hour book club. Oopsie. We have four more minutes. You want to talk for four minutes so we actually hit five hours? No, we've been live for... No, we've been li- We've only been live for four hours, 56 minutes and 29 seconds. No, that's the recording. We've been live. Yeah, but that's the two minute countdown. Uh, it's been a hell of a journey. It. It's not over yet, but I'm here for the next Amazing Book Club. Thanks, James Ross. James Ross I will you. be here as well. Thank Clarus you, won't. Thank you. This is Clarus's last episode of the show. Yeah, I'm not going to finish the book, actually. Yeah. Um, Actually, uh... Clarus is gonna go to uh, Tarwin's Gap tonight and fight Trollocs till she dies. Yeah, because so. I didn't, I didn't feel like I fought enough right. 150,000 Trollocs um, at the mansion. Um, yeah, y'all, this was wild. It was. It was a journey. This was. We're wild. not done yet. That's the thing. That's what's fucking crazy about this. I know. Look at look at this. And I'm I'm really hoping like I I hope that today didn't feel too negative. I was trying to be positive. There was stuff I didn't like, and I wanted to be honest. But there was so much that I did love. I am really hoping that next week I'll be able to be like. Let's go back over some stuff that I was negative about and how the end contextualizes it in a way that I do like. Yeah. I really hope that that happens. Yeah. Because I would love that, right? I would love to, I would love to really vibe with the whole series better by how it ends. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'm hoping that that's what the rest of my day looks like. I'm going to order food. I'm going to have something delivered because we don't really have like lunch. Yeah, we need food. We don't uh, have much in the I house. might order Edo and go ham. pick it up. I might go have Edo for lunch. Oh, I was going to say we could do that for dinner and we can have the ham now. I'm I'm so hungry now though, and it's four o'clock. Yeah, but there's leftovers. You got all. Oh, I might make some rice then. I mean, I don't know. The heroes of the horn were they having an orgy food. when the horn interrupted them. No, they were dressed. They'd finished the orgy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They finished it. They were scrubbing <laughs> down Teller and Riyadh. Well, chat wants some smut, so will you sign us off so we can get the smut corner? All right. If you like this video, like and subscribe to the channel. If you don't hit the dislike button, leave me in comments down below because the algorithm goddess hungry and we must feed her. This episode that algorithm goddess is <laughs> good luck. Um, I'm gonna say it's Swan. Sure, yeah. You deserved more in your death. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Roland says maybe you can listen back to this stream nerdy to find out if you sounded too negative. It's only five hours. It's only five hours. People yeah. are like, why don't you guys make like short content out of the um book club? And it's like, cause our book club isn't like other through. other podcasts are an hour long. They need to find the two good moments in that hour. I would have to go back and watch three hours every week. Yeah. I ain't got time for that. We, we're very busy. Someone wants to make shorts content out of this. I'll send you all the files. Um, well, here's the, we should, here's the thing. We should pay someone to do it, but the problem is it's so long that it takes them hours to come through it. And that's so much money. We might start with matter. the next series. Maybe, yeah. But we'll I, we're not going to do that we'll backwards because I don't think people are, I don't think enough people are going to go back and watch this book club in Who hindsight knows? for us to make money on it. Who knows? It doesn't matter. 
Time for smut. Uh, Follow us on the internet. I'm at Nerdy Magazine. I'm at Clara Spilari. This book club, this five-hour book club, was brought to you by MistyMountainGaming.com. MistyMountainGaming.com is a website where you can buy the best dice in the business. Uh, go use Nerdy Nightly 15 as your code to get 15% off your order uh, so that you can roll with the best of them because some point next year, uh, we will be doing a Wheel of Time TTRPG on this channel and we're very excited for it. It's going to be fun and uh, you should look forward it's going to be a minute. We're not going to be able to get it up by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but uh, probably um, around April, sometime. we will be doing a Wheel of Time TTRPG. Yeah, sometime in there. One day a week on the channel. I'm planning it. We might start on my birthday. Aw, that'll be fun. Uh, but yeah, so that'll be next year. Um, it's just we we don't have enough time to get it going by the end of the year. And no. we're out of town a bunch, so. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, with some smut corner. Um, so obviously, um, Angel and Pavara, like Angel and Pavara, they get to, like, they're both bonded to one another. So having that like, like infinite like pleasure circle of like I'm yeah. feeling good, so then you're feeling good, so then I'm feeling good, so then you're feeling good is like I rip. And Amarin is just there behind, you know, huh? punching that prostate. Uh, <laughs> well, he's gay and she's gonna bond him. Oh, okay, I guess. So they're going to thruple up, is yeah. what you're saying. I uh, understand. Okay, okay. No, okay. you know what? Um, T- Talmain's and the band are having an orgy with Aludra around the dragons in the basement. Well, they can't be interrupted. They've got, no- they've got nothing else to do. They've got nothing to do. They're in a cave. They can't get out. What else are you going to do but, like, Aludra, Aludra is just like, you know what? I haven't had sex in a while. Yeah. Y'all are hot. It's Let's... the biggest gangbang it's going in down. recorded history. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not, actually, because Pennywise the clown... Uh, fucked a hundred <laughs> companions. But there's only a hundred of them. There's definitely more people with town mains. No, there's like, there's only like six dragons they're fixing. There's like oh. 20 people down there. It's a reasonable sized um, blow bang. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I can't, I, I can't remember what her name is because every time we say it's fucking something different from Shaggy Child. Uh, Albino says, I would be scared of all the toys Aludra would bring to an orgy. She's got like a full like kit. That's where we Let, end the book club. <laughs> that's it. You know what? That's it. Do something nerdy tonight, y'all. Bye, guys. See you next week for the end of the book, the penultimate book club. Yeah. Bye. Bye.